Okay, and our WrestleMania weekend preview continues with John Hernandez. John, how you doing? Good, Rich. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. So before we get into the Mania weekend, the shows we're going to talk about, uh, get some plugs out of the way. Let people know where they can follow your work, where they can listen to your work, where they can read your work, all that other good stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, I play, uh, well, I, I write stuff for voicethewrestling.com, and I, uh, if, if you'd like, I play in a couple bands called Timeshares, and uh, I play for uh, Maxwell Stern, a songwriter I'm friends with. And if uh, you want to hear that stuff, just type those <laughs> words into uh, whatever streaming service you like, and you can hear me sing and play some guitar. There it uh, is. Yeah. And that's all. Yeah. Isn't there, there's another Timeshares that's on like Spotify, isn't there? Because I feel like oh, one time God, I went there? to, I think there might have been, like, because one time I remember, you know, trying to look for your stuff. And then I was maybe the first time when you said you were in the band. And I think I clicked and I listened and I was like, this is not what I thought he would do at all. Like, I, I kind of thought oh. it'd be more. And then I, don't quote me on that. I might be wrong. I may have fucked up. Um, but uh, yeah, you should, you should definitely get your IP on these guys and, and tell them, hey, Hit the bricks, pal. Or they might have it before you, so maybe don't do anything and don't say anything. So, how do you know whatever weird shit you heard isn't the right one? That's no, true. Because uh, <laughs> I eventually, you guys change. You guys really adapt. You know, you're a very fluid band in, in terms of styles. Yeah, it was very techno-y, So that's why I was just like, oh, all right, like cool. Hey, I mean, I'm fine with the money it. Is. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm fine with it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I'll message those guys and let them know. That nothing is worth calling your band timeshares. You're just setting yourself up for decades of ungoogleable pain. Uh, <laughs> just get out now. <laughs> That's great. All right, let's uh, let's get to um, uh, the uh, many weekend festivities. Uh, first, I'll begin with uh, what I've been doing with everybody, kind of taking your temperature on what you're feeling with this WrestleMania weekend. Are you are you more excited than usual? Less excited? Same excited? Somewhere in the middle? Where where are you at with WrestleMania weekend this year? Uh, I, th- uh, you know, l- last year was like the, the year that everyone was like, uh, you know, West- WrestleMania weekends taking a dip and I didn't really feel it last year. Last year I was pretty excited this year. I'm having, I'm having a tough time. Uh, there's not that many shows I'm that excited for. Uh, I also have to go to a wedding during it. So I got to hide in the bathroom to watch a lot of these shows. <laughs> Uh, phone under the like, table should work right i'm sure you know <laughs> that's true i'm sure girlfriends uh, and other attendees will not care at all about that yeah like know. no one's trying to talk to me at this wedding anyway. <laughs> well then there you uh, go so that you know yeah. more excuse than ever <laughs> if i just show them wrestling's on my phone they'll super not want to talk to me. <laughs> right um but uh you know i don't know and i also i mean you could say this about every wrestlemania well the last couple of wrestlemania weekends but i think i was very surprised at who got booked a bunch of times and who got booked once twice not at all um and i don't want to be a butthead and name anyone who got booked a bunch of times who i think maybe shouldn't have uh but i if i booked every single show at wrestlemania weekend it wouldn't look like this (laughs) for sure yeah there are a few curious names there where uh you know and, and in our previews we've we've discussed some of those people and our only assumption is that like they didn't want more bookings like they were just like right? nah, I'm good I just want to do one match I just want to do one show uh I just want to like, you know but I it also is like if you're going to Texas like there are some people that are somewhat local that I'm like ah you know what maybe that person ACH just wanted to work like one show or whatever and didn't really care that much but then there's a few people uh, particularly there was a few women that we were reading and I was like they're going to go to Texas work you know one show and then leave on like a Saturday. Like, what? Why would they? No, that seems impossible. That seems like it's just completely improbable that that would happen. So I don't, I'm very curious on on some of the booking. Uh, it has it. I, the only excuse I have is that they either were too expensive or they just didn't want to run uh, 
do multiple shows, but in some of these names, I don't really feel like the first part is 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 a problem. So I don't know. It's very very strange. Yeah, you know, it's like a uh, ACH. I'm sure has like his pick of the litter. I'm sure like some people can't afford him, but I'm sure if he wanted to work more, he could, right? But then there are some guys where it's like AC Max always at these big weekends, and he's always at the Effie show. He's got to just not want to do much else, right? Uh, the, yeah, yeah, and, and he's even even the spots that AC Mac is in. We we touched on it. Uh, with Jerry, when we were talking about the big gay brunch, it's like, man, you got AC Mack, who's like one of the top dudes in, in, you know, independent wrestling right now. And he's just, you know, stuck in like a six man, you know, or multi-person. I think it's like an eight person tag or whatever, which I mean, is it's fun. It'll be probably a fun match. But man, you got AC Mack. Like, you know, he's coming to yeah. Texas. Like, let's let's use him a little bit. Let's do something. He's got so. news articles written about him. Right. <laughs> right, now, right. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Look, like, AC Mack. I mean, yeah. if you can. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. He's on like main pages of, of main news websites. Yeah. It's a very curious weekend. Yeah. In, in a lot of different ways. And. You know, your your general temperature is about where everybody else is. And, you know, we theorized that maybe last year was just like, hey, wrestling's back or, hey, the weekend's back. So who cares? It could be whatever. Because people were kind of like, yeah, so-so on it. But also like, hey, you know what? It's still wrestling. It's still WrestleMania weekend. Uh, but people have been largely that we've talked about. As we kind of work through the cards and talk about the matches, people do get excited. But there does feel like there's a general like the whole weekend itself doesn't feel as exciting as it maybe did in prior years, even if individual shows or individual matches or wrestlers or whatever do have you kind of hyped up. That's kind of been what it's been like for everybody that I've talked to so far. Yeah. And you know, it, it, I don't think it reflects what the Indies look like right now. Um, Cause I think this can get like conflated with like the talk about how some people think the American Indies are on like a downswing still. I kind of don't feel that way this year. I just don't think this reflects all the good parts necessarily. Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. I think that's totally fair. Cause there's a ton of talent on this weekend, but a lot of the talent isn't as prominent as you might think uh, that they, they should be, which is, uh, is, is pretty wild. So uh, let's get to a show though. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this one. Uh, I think you are as well. Uh, cause obviously you picked it and I'm guessing you're not coming here to bury the show. Cause this is a hell of a show. Cause if you're trying to bury it, I'm going to, I'm going to bury you, John, but uh Gringo Locos, <laughs> the world on Lucha uh, from the fair park, Dallas, Texas, seven 30, uh, PM when this show was first announced, it was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be kind of goofy and weird. And that he just ended up, you know, this ended up just being a pretty damn good lucha show, right? Like this is pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of had. I mean, I never know with these named shows who's actually booking it. Um, but I assumed if Gringo Loco did have a hand in it, that you know he could he could get something going that would be uh, pretty cool. And I think he did. Um, but did you, you know, this overlaps directly with that Martinez Entertainment Lucha it show? It does, yeah. And this is one of the curious things of WrestleMania weekend that sometimes comes up is that, you know, the, the thing that I think this weekend has the most of, that if I were going to Texas, I would be pretty much highlighting all of these Lucha shows and going to as many of them as I could. Mm-hmm. But it sucks because, yeah, you are, have to make a decision then on uh, on Friday that, okay, you can go to the World on Lucha at Fair Park, Dallas, Texas, where all the collective stuff is going on, uh, or... You got that Martinez Entertainment thing, which if you're a real hardcore Lucha fan, like you're getting, you know, Hill Del Santo, you're getting mm-hmm. Hill Del Fishman, you're getting Shocker, Ultimo Dragon, Psycho Clown, Black Tauros, Laredo Kid, Michael Elgin's also there, but you know, hey, you can't be perfect. Like, <laughs> can't, can't wait, you know, had to stash hey, him somewhere. You're getting Psycho Clown, Black Taurus, and Laredo Kid, all right? So, and Elgin's well, still a good can't... worker. You just have to kind of shut your brain off for a bit and, and say, hey, you know what? Wrestler, Michael Elgin, yay. Look, if you're going to these shows with your brain on, good fucking Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> not recommended. So it does suck that, yeah, like two of the maybe best 
like looking shows on paper are pretty much head to head on Friday, which 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 stinks. And Friday's got a ton of other stuff too, because like also Supercard of Honor is going on at this time. So if you're like, hey, I want to go to the like what looks like one of the better indie shows of the weekend, boom, there it is on on Friday there with Supercard of Honor. So yeah, it's it's a real tough uh, schedule right there. I mean, Supercard going on at seven o'clock. Uh, you know, SmackDown going on at eight. I mean, you're gonna obviously want to go to SmackDown. No, I'm kidding, but you know, Gringo, <laughs> you got Gringo Loco, Supercard of Honor. And Martinez Entertainment all kind of at the same exact time, and, and that stinks because yeah, those are three really really fun shows, and particularly yeah, the, the World on Lucha and, and the Martinez Entertainment are ones that I would definitely go out of my way to check out if I was there. But you're gonna have to make a decision one way or another. You know, it's it's interesting too because uh, this could be this could be a, a wild looking show. I was looking at the Martinez show trying to see who GCW has booked in the past who they might not have access to because of that show. And I saw like Taurus and uh, Armies and Ar- and Ares. And then I realized half the dudes on this show are also, not half, but a bunch of, a good handful of dudes on this show are also booked on the Martinez show. I don't know how far apart they are. Uh, I haven't done a, a Google Maps on that one yet. Yeah, let me let me but, do that real quick. Yeah, because this could this could really this could be wild. It could be very wild with a lot of very good matches going on first, and then <laughs> these guys hopping into a car as quickly as a moving car, basically, and then getting. Uh, so let's see, the Embarcadero building to Martinez is at the Upper Ninety Soccer Center, correct? Upper oh, ninety gotta, soccer center, the that. lovely Upper Ninety Soccer Center. <laughs> uh, so it's a half hour right now at you know wow. Sunday. So. That's further than I thought. I mean, Psycho Clown is listed for both. <laughs> right. He's supposed to be in the main event of this one, and that one starts an hour later. <laughs> Who, this is awesome. Okay, yeah, this now, is, I'm, see, now I'm super hype on this And this, this is why these shows rule and why luchadors rule, because they are the biggest <laughs> workers ever. If you think, you know, your standard American worker, your Hulk Hogan's and your Kevin Nash's, you think, oh, these guys are, are workers and they're carnies or whatever. You don't know shit about wrestling. <laughs> the biggest mm-hmm. carnies in the world, and I mean this in the best way possible are the luchadors who yes with no politics aside or politics aside they didn't really give a shit they're gonna work both these shows because they're gonna get two paydays even if it means a a random clown has to hop in a you know an uber or something and get driven <laughs> that's not just any minutes. clown sir that's my president <laughs> yeah fire shooting out of his arms has yeah, to get into a cab and uh he gets you know, in with his guitar flamethrower <laughs> right and get, get driven halfway across the city Rolls Step out of a car, out. probably walks t- into the match from the car. Like, his music <laughs> is going to be playing as he opens the car door and walks out and then has a really incredible match and everybody goes nuts for him at the Martinez Entertainment. So, yeah, the, it's, the other funny part about this is, yeah, a lot of the cards are like, th- these two cards are almost exactly the same in some ways, but uh, mm-hmm. it's awesome. I love it. It's the best. Yeah, I mean, like, Laredo Kid is also, uh, is Flam- Flamita might be on the other one too, I don't remember, but the, the six-man tag on this one has Laredo Kid in it. That's probably like the number two build match. He's also on the Martinez show. Uh, can't wait! I can't wait! I'm 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 double screening this one. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's uh let's go over the card here for the World on Lucha again. Seven thirty Friday uh, from the Fair Park, Dallas, Texas. Available on fights. Uh, we streaming on the collective bundle as well. Voicesofwrestling.com slash fights if you want to order the bundle or uh, the individual show itself. Uh, as you mentioned, Team Gringo uh, six man tag here. Gringo Loco, Demonic Flamita, an Abismo Negro Junior versus Team Laredo, Laredo Kid, Ray Horos, and ASF. I mean that is just gonna be a lot of shit happening, and I'm here for. It guys, I, I saw Gringo Loco on an AEW show last weekend, just diving into the crowd like four or five times. <laughs> it was just a random one-off, nothing happened, and you know, just kind of normal AEW show. This is a six-man that also features Laredo Kid, ASF, who's been awesome uh, as late. You know, Flamita, as we said, a, a, a Abismo Negro. I mean, this is going to be fucking wild. Yeah, no, I'm stoked on this. Uh, 
GCW's like made a, an event out of the Lucha multi-man match. Uh, it's the format that like stole the show at Hammerstein. Um, you know, there's like the famous two cup stuff match. They did another version of it for three cup stuff. Gringo's in all of them. And, uh, you know, like Gringo Loco, he's, he reminds me of the band Diarrhea Planet. Uh, are you familiar with the band? I am Diarrhea not familiar Planet? with Diarrhea Planet, unfortunately. Sorry. Well, you'd probably have a hard time listening to a band that's called Diarrhea Planet. And I did too, because they were called Diarrhea Planet. And Gringo Loco is called Gringo Loco. And he kind of has this like Guy Fieri with cornrows vibe. <laughs> Very uh, much so. But like, right? So I'm, I, you know, I, I first started like paying attention to Gringo Loco when he was in MLW like four or five years ago. And he, oh, I think Gringo Loco is like, oh, he's looked like one of the best American dudes of this style in the world. And I don't want to think that. Yeah. Because of all that shit I said. So in spite of everything he puts out there, I think Gringo Loco is so fucking good. And I'm glad he's got, he's in this spot now. And uh, like you said, ASF, um, ASF, they started bringing him in when they did the split shows with Loco in Houston. And they've been highlighting him like every chance they get. ASF's been awesome. Uh, I imagine he'll be the centerpiece of this match too. Uh, this is going to be sick. It has to be. It, yeah. You're, you're, and you're absolutely right on the money about Gringo Loco. I mean, anytime I bring like a, a, a friend to a indie show and Gringo Loco's on it, he comes out and my friends are just like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are right? we doing here? <laughs> He's kind of chubby. You know, he, he has like my body type, which is, you know, no offense, but you know, you know, it's not exactly I, the most aesthetically pleasing. I think, I think we share a body type, and right. if I started doing cartwheels and flips, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and he's wearing like skin tight leather, like, and he's got cornrows, and he looks like Guy Fieri, and he has like strange music sometimes. Uh, he used to have what you want to do, but now he's got some other weird, yeah. uh, 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 like song. So he comes out, and my friends are just like, "Who the f- what the fuck is this guy?" And I'm like, "I'm telling you, just wait." And every single time when they're done, they're like. That guy looks like a weirdo, but goddamn, he's great. I'm like, I told he's you guys. He's so good. Because yeah. <laughs> like, then he gets in the ring, and they're like, oh, look at this guy. And then he does like a backspring, you know, a Sasuke special out of the ring, and it does it perfectly. And they're like, oh, all right. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's it's wild. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, it's 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 something to be seen. So, yeah, and 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 I'm, I'm right with you that I think ASF is going to probably be the focal point of this match. I mean, it's in Texas. It's in his backyard. Uh, so I and obviously he's the young up and comer. So I, I imagine a lot of these guys are going to try to do whatever they can and, and and allow the match to kind of be centered around him uh, in some ways. But yeah, this is going to be absolutely wild. Uh, looks really really cool. We also have a a lucha extrema match: Pagano and Sadika, which should be a bloodbath. Dude, are you how familiar with Sadika? Are you uh, a little bit? So we had talked. So on a, one of the, I don't know when these are gonna. I don't know when these are gonna fall. So there might be a point where. I'm going to say that I am aware of Sadiqi, even though somebody I talked to earlier was like, hey, have you ever heard of Sadiqi? And I'm like, I haven't actually. But in that time between you recording this with you and posting and, and recording that with the other person, I have watched some. And wow, <laughs> it's was wild. It, yeah. Was it Kelly? It. Oh, uh, man, I forget now. I've done like 20 of these over the last Ke- week. I'm delirious Ke- as to who the hell Kelly it was. Kelly or Kevin would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, it was. I think it was Kevin. It was Kevin. We were okay. talking about uh, Planet Death or whatever. So I would yeah. try to be smart and put Kevin's uh, segment before yours so I sound smart. But in that time, I actually went and watched a little bit of, of, of Sadika. And holy crap. Awesome. Dude, I love I love Sadika so much. Uh, if there's any match I can sell anyone listening on. Let it be this one. Uh, I don't. I don't know what Sadika was doing before last year. I won't pretend. I won't. I won't do a cage match search and pretend I knew. But uh, Sadika came over into um, ICW No Holds Barred and had a series of matches with John Wayne Murdoch that were fucking psychotic. Uh, 
And then my favorite thing Sadika did, Sadika also had a great match with Mickey Knuckles in, in No Holds Barred. And uh, my favorite thing Sadika did, it's the Sadika had the most engaging Nick Gage match of the past three or four years. Uh, one of like the GCW Loco split shows. She's like pulling Gage's shirt off, which I imagine is a no-go these days. Uh, throwing him through tables and shit. I don't think she sold a thing until she had to get pinned. At the end of the match, I don't think Gage knew what was going on. It's so good. And the next night, she has a match with Schlack that ends with Schlack just throwing his arms up in the air and saying, I'm fucking out of here. Uh, <laughs> this woman's nuts. I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't, I mean, saying, I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is unsafe. I'm out of here. <laughs> half these U.S. Sadika matches, I don't know if the finishes are like what was planned. But you know who she won't be able to overwhelm and who's ready for whatever <laughs> psycho shit she's going to do? It's Pagano. This match is going to fucking rule. I'm so excited for this match. Won't be boring. No, that's that's for one. That's definitely for sure. And yeah, I, I watched the gauge matches. That's the one that uh, I I remember seeing like uh, photos of it, but I had never actually watched it. So I went back and watched it, and I was like, holy shit, wow, yeah, she is pretty. Uh, she's pretty wild. She's the type of death match stuff that I love because it's just like you're always on the edge of your seat, being like, I don't. Someone might die. <laughs> like someone may die uh, in this wrestling mm-hmm. ring. So I, I I should probably watch this for some perverse reason because I'm a psychopath. Anyway, <laughs> going away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jack Cartwheel versus Johnny Nitro, Johnny Thunder, Johnny, Johnny whatever superstar. the fuck, Johnny Superstar, Johnny Mundo, John Hennigan, John Morrison, insert Johnny whatever the hell, he's here on the world on Lucha. What's his name on this one? I don't even remember now. What it, I just know Johnny I wrote Johnny in my notes. So Caballero. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Wouldn't it be more, thought, wouldn't it make more sense for him to just, it. no, no, I actually honestly just wrote. <laughs> Johnny something <laughs> like I've I've got to the point now where I don't even I don't even feign interest in like remembering what his Johnny things are I just call him Johnny Nitro every time now, so yep, to be that works. Asshole, so. <laughs> Johnny Blackcraft of course his most oh, famous well, role that's, perhaps that's my favorite Johnny <laughs> right. oh god um so he's also in Bloodsport this week and I think I'm looking more forward to him on the world on Lucha than Bloodsport but maybe not maybe I'm, I'm actually looking forward to him on this world on Lucha show I don't know him and Jack Cartwheel um Seems flippy. I don't know. It might be awesome. It might be weird. I, I, I'm not sure. Where, what, what's your temperature on this match? I, I feel like it could either be really, really cool or, or just like the dirt worst shit ever. Yeah, you know, uh, Cartwheel uh, has been super hyped lately, but I haven't seen the PWG matches because who has? And, uh, you know, like that's I, I've seen him do flippy guy in GCW, which is like the formula for every new guy that comes into GCW. So it hasn't always hit with me, but he just did. He just had his AAA debut, and I saw that. And in that kind of context, where all you're looking for is flips and dives and shit, Cartwheel's great. And I think Johnny um, Drip Drip is going <laughs> to, is, uh, you know, when he's not in WWE, he's doing the same sort of thing. He's jumping off whatever whatever's available to jump off. So uh, I think this will be cool. I think this will be, uh, you know, I think this will be good. Has he uh, has he popped up anywhere? Uh, post or is this would this be his first run? Po- I'm trying to remember. I, he I had the following Johnny. Yeah, he had the the Rey de Reyes main event against Vikingo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. How did he look in that one? I don't think I actually saw that yet. So uh, it was raining, so they they take a minute to um, <laughs> oh. to get on. But he once they once they're not afraid of breaking their necks. <laughs> It's pretty good. They Lucha. they go off to whatever extent they can. Oh, uh, Lucha's uh, the best. <laughs> yeah, no, it rules. Incredible. <laughs> uh, all right, now this is a match that like I had to double check to make sure I had copy and pasted pr- uh, correctly. I'm reading this as Psychosis versus Tony Deppin. Is that correct? 
Yeah, it's it's the original psychosis. Hell yeah, incredible. I the, I didn't know. So uh, I I you know there's been a psychosis too, uh, and I guess I didn't know this. I thought the original psychosis stopped using the name entirely. He's been what is it like Nicho El Millionaire? Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's why I was kind of curious if this was actually psychosis because yeah, he uh, has seemingly gone away from that gimmick over the last uh, little you know last little bit last few years. So what I gather is that. Um, he pretty much just as long as he's not in AAA, he uses the name Psychosis whenever he's booked somewhere where he thinks people will care that Psychosis is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. from what I could tell. That's the only through line between dates where he's listed as Psychosis. So this is he's like he's like fifty now. I'm sure he'll do some cool stuff. I like Deppin. Uh, I mean. I get we get to see psychosis. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, who gives a shit? It's psychosis, man. He's one of the one of the best ever. So yeah, I'll never I'll never not be excited about seeing a psychosis match. So uh incredible. Yeah. You think he puts the mask back on or does he just go out as I don't think he puts the mask back on it. Maybe maybe comes out with the mask, takes you it off it. or whatever. But I, I feel like, you know, if he doesn't care anymore that like he's not even supposed to be using this gimmick and still just uses it, just wear the mask. Who cares, right? I mean, there's gotta be people out there who are like psychosis, that sounds familiar. And then you see those horns on the mask and you're like, that guy, that yeah, guy. Yeah, or uh, it'd be he's great to at least out walk the, out with it. Yeah, the WCW music too. The yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm actually looking at a psychosis mask as we go. One of the one of the best masks of all time. I love that mask so much. So um there you go. Uh, another Lucha Extrema match here. Psycho Clown versus Dr. Wagner Jr. I imagine they're probably not going to uh, cut themselves up as much as Pagano and Sadika, but uh, I don't know. Maybe. Well, <laughs> the cab's waiting outside for Psycho Clown. So, so now he's going to be yeah. bloody with his... his you know, as long as he wears yeah. a mask. I mean, aside from the clown one, <laughs> you can you can get it in Uber bloody. Yeah. Um, the uh, This one's very funny to me. Um because so psycho clown and wagner have been doing sporadic gcw appearances right but they only overlapped once uh and they overlapped i think at an la show and uh oh it was in texas it was uh if i die first in february and um the main event is like wagner wagner beats janella and then psycho clown comes out starts throwing chairs at him and uh before the show there was a tweet from Brett Lauderdale that it was apologizing for the altercation between Psycho Clown and Wagner at a meet and greet before the show. I don't even know if that really happened. Uh, there's no footage of it. And uh, and then at that show, uh, Wagner and Psycho Clown challenged each other to a hair versus mask match. Uh, I'm sure Brett had no idea that was going to happen because there's not a chance in hell he's paying for it. Uh, so this match will not be a mask versus hair match. Um, but they really did everything they could to sell this match in one day back in February. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. I mean, this probably, you know, if you've seen the famous match between psycho clown and Dr. Wagner jr, there's probably no real reason for you to watch this, but the cool thing about the thing I appreciate most about GCW is like, if I'm home, I could throw on a show. I don't know the card. And then maybe there's a mid-card match between Homicide and Dr. Wagner Jr. And I just go, wow, I'm watching Homicide and Dr. Wagner Jr. <laughs> right, yeah, all. yeah. <laughs> and uh, this match is like that. Like, I don't know. It's a weird place to see Psycho Clown and Dr. Wagner Jr. wrestle. I don't know if it'll be 
good, but it's cool that they got it. Yeah, I don't it's know two if of the it's biggest go last or open. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's two of the biggest stars in lucha over the last you know fifteen years or whatever. And yeah, it, it's it's like a clown of Doctor Wagner Jr. I mean, it the, is what it is. The other you know? cool thing is like you got him in front of a WrestleMania weekend crowd who's going to know all the Psycho Clowns bits. They're going to give a shit that the match is happening. Um, you know, because sometimes you like I saw when Psycho Clown went against Effie at one of those shows in Atlantic City, and it was kind of like. I don't know if you weren't like a triple A nerd, you just think like, oh, GCW booked a funny clown because the crowd wasn't that in on it. Um, I don't think that will be the case in Texas. WrestleMania. Oh, weekend. no. Yeah. And that's 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 what I was going to bring up is that not only is it a WrestleMania weekend crowd where a lot of those people are, are, are hardcore is that you're going to be in Texas. You're going to be mm-hmm. in, you know, and, and yeah, he's a god there. I mean, he's a god anywhere uh, in that area. So like, yeah, it's going to be absolutely nuts. I, I, I think. And and that's a big reason why it, you know if I was going on WrestleMania weekend I try to go to as many lucha shows as possible because I I'm almost guaranteed to have a crowd that's hot that's making noise that's going nuts that's having fun you know what I mean and 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 these guys these guys that are actual stars will be treated as such and that that sounds really awesome to me so yeah both both Cyclone and Wagner are going to come across like the biggest fucking deals in the universe and and really you know <laughs> in terms of Psycho Clown currently is the biggest deal in the universe yeah. that universe at least so. Yeah, um, and since Wagner's been out of AAA, you don't even get to see him that much anyway. So it's right, always, right, right. It's cool. To, it's cool to see him when you can. Uh, Ar Fox versus Ninja Mac. It's like a a a, a weird kind of cross section of like the current era of like flippy indies and the, one of the legends of flippy indies. So I'm I'm into this. Ar Fox and Ninja Mac sounds awesome to me. Oh, I love it. I think Ninja Mac. I think Ninja Mac rules. Uh, as I think as long as you know what you're signing up for with the Ninja Mac Max uh, match then uh you can't go wrong he he's he's second well he lost some weight before he lost some weight he kind of had the gringo loco vibe how are <laughs> yes, you uh, he did. yes he how did. are you making your body do that and ar fox is what only wrestled like four times in the last two years very selective these days yeah so anytime you're getting ar fox and it, it's not like he he goes out there and gives half effort i think he's a guy we talked about in another preview at this point, I think his training school probably makes him more than enough money, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll get out of bed if it's like a good match, or I'll you know drive to Texas if if you give me something good to do." But other than that, I'm I'm good. I don't need the money. So yeah, anytime you're gonna see him these days, it does feel special, and 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 you know that's cool. Then like you're like, "Oh, Air Fox is there. Cool. Well, that must be an important thing to him, and he must care." And uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited to see what he does here because yeah, you're just not seeing Air Fox very regularly anymore. Yeah, and I mean, I just um, what I he just wrestled Nick Wayne. The match ruled. He's still he's still putting in a ton of effort when he's out there. And not to mention, you can scope out future GHC champion Ninja Mac <laughs> right. before uh, he goes before, to Pro Wrestling Noah. Yeah, <laughs> before he goes to Simon Pro Wrestling Gotch. Noah and takes yeah. over. Yeah, him and Simon Gotch before they go to Pro Wrestling Noah. Which is, Simon so. Gotch is going too. Uh yep. <laughs> just holy shit. This morning. Yep. Oh wow. It's like they just had like a. a, a they had a, every American Indian wrestler in a hat and just said, all right, call these four guys. Let's call, you know, Ninja Mac. And let's call Simon Gotch. I don't know who that is, but we'll see if he wants to come. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild, wild collection of folks that are uh, going to be embarking on the, uh, in, on the ship here. <laughs> so that's... Damn, the arc, the arc runneth over. I can't wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then a uh, kind of an offer match of, hey, here's everybody else that's coming to the show. Go out and do some crazy shit, guys. Scramble stuff. So. Right, one sec, sorry. <laughs> we have a guest. Have we mentioned who's in it? No, right? Yeah, let, let's do that here. So Golden Dragon, Octagon Junior, Dra- Drago Kid, 
Arrow Boy, Chris Carter. Uh, I assume, I'm just going to go into the assumption that it's Minnesota Vikings Hall of Famer right. Chris Carter, the, the wide receiver. Yeah, yes, Starts of course. The show. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and then Shane Mercer. So uh, the big question is: Is this actually Minnesota Vikings Hall of Fame wide receiver Chris Carter? We'll find out on 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 Friday at 7:30 at the Fair Park. Uh, I'm guessing yes. So I'm going to go into the assumption yes. Uh, and then the other question of which Octagon Junior is it? Kalisto? Is it Flamita? Or is it Golden Magic? The current octagon jr but i think there's a strong possibility it could be it could be any of the three honestly it's not impossible that any of the three could be this octagon jr well let's break it down one at a time herschel walker was doing mma at 50 something and i'm sure that's what motivated chris carter to get into this match yes correct uh uh, if that is golden magic octagon jr uh this is my only chance to say this into a microphone where people might hear it in a world where you are allowed to hype more than one ucha guy at a time Right now, it's Vikingo, and it should be. But in a world where people could pay attention to two or three, Octagon Jr. would be one of those two or three. I'm telling you. Oh, I guess Laredo would be one of them. Three, Octagon Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Octagon Jr. is so good, and anyone who's watching AAA with any regularity will tell you he's like, he pops off every time he's out there. Um, It doesn't matter. This match is about Shane Mercer. Uh, He'll he'll you know throw people like they're fucking like baseballs across the ring uh but let, let's go octagon jr pay attention to, if, you, if you don't if you don't get to watch octagon jr with any regularity pay attention to him in this match mm-hmm. uh i love him so much yeah i've seen if, very it, is, little. if it is that octagon yeah jr. yeah <laughs> which it could yeah again and if it's the Kalisto octagon jr that's kind of cool too you know bringing back the role but i i'm i'm guessing that's not the case but hey you never you never can be truly sure uh, on, on a Lucha show, who's going to show up in the mask. But yeah, I, I'm with you that uh, if it's the current Octagon Jr., that makes this show, I, I, this match, even a little bit better to me, which seems wild because Kalisto's great. But yeah, of what I've seen of, of of the Gold Magic version of Octagon Jr., fucking awesome and perfect for this role here where it's going to be 10 minutes of guys doing shit, which, you know what? I'm for it. <laughs> you know, t- t- that's the show about Lucha. The main event is yeah. going to be a bunch of guys doing shit. Air Fox and Ninja Max going to be a bunch of guys doing shit. And I want this match to be a bunch of guys doing shit too. So do shit. Get your shit in. Let's go. That's awesome. So. Yeah, this is the dream match, uh, the dream show for all these guys. Where I'm not even almost thinking about them like throwing forearms or selling or anything like no, that. Screw that. Who Don't waste my it? time with that shit. <laughs> right. Jump off the ropes. Exactly. <laughs> do springboards. Do multiple springboards. I don't care if it even looks like a fight. I don't want it looking like a fight. I want multiple springboards. I want multiple Sasuke specials. Multiple dives into the crowd. Uh, let's let's get wild here. So yeah, that looks that that sounds awesome. And like you said, yeah, Shane Mercer just tossing these guys around. He can probably lift up like three or four of these guys at once and throw them in, into the crowd. Oh, absolutely, and I'm I'm sure he will. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I saw him at a GCW show lift up a set of bleachers. So that's you know anything oh, is possible yeah, with Shane Mercer. So. Oh, and also I don't think we've mentioned. I think is is Hugo Savinovich calling this? Show? Uh, yeah. So apparently he is he is announced as an announcer. So I don't know how that's going to work because uh, I guess he knows he knows a little bit of English. I, I don't like what's his. Does he know full? I, is he a full English I think speaker? I think he's fluent. I okay, think he's fluent, right. or yeah, I think he's a fluent English speaker. Because um, I know on the AAA shows he'll like for a minute straight kind of speak English, and I'm not yeah. sure if that's like him making an attack or feet. Yeah, I, I, I assume he probably is full fluent. Yeah, I mean, whenever he does, I'm trying to think. I used to listen to his podcast sometimes, but I don't remember if he ever spoke English on it. Um. Shit. Well, Honestly, I know if me, it's even like half English, it's gonna be awesome because it's Hugo. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm not a. 
I'm not worried. That's I'd actually prefer if he just went, wow, wow, wow. You know, exactly. Instead. Even if he doesn't give a shit and he's collecting a check and he just yells the catchphrases. Get that check, good. man. Yeah. Let's go. I'm stoked. Put him in there with Kevin Gill. <laughs> yes, Kevin Gill and Hugo Semenovich. <laughs> let's choose violence on uh, on this uh, this Friday night, man. Yeah, it's WrestleMania weekend. Let's get wild. Oh, man, that show looks awesome. Cannot wait uh, yep. for that one. And then uh, we'll jump ahead to the next night. It'll be... Uh, Saturday late night, probably starting on Sunday morning with my assumption that this independent wrestling show will not start on time at the Fair Park mm-hmm. uh, in Dallas, Texas. And it's Black Label Pro's Norm. Uh, what is your thoughts on what, How much of Black Label Pro have you checked out uh, before we kind of go over this show itself? So I was a pretty – Black Label Pro like hasn't been running, right? God, I hope I'm right. I'm no, they've sound. been they, – I think they maybe ran, I want to say once – during the pandemic, like once after, quote unquote, the pandemic, like depending on your definition of uh, after whatever, uh, I think let me let me double check on that to be sure. Yeah. OK, so uh, they've, they've run a few times. They ran in. Um, OK, a few I times. Think- yeah, a few times in 2021. Uh, I've seen all these shows except for well, I just spoke in about cage match. I saw three cup stuff, which was a split with GCW. Yeah, I saw yeah, ground yeah. control to filthy. OK, so I have been watching. I was watching before kind of when I, you know, casually. But I, hell, I'm caught up on. on Black there you go. You're all saying I didn't that, even know it. We need more companies to run three <laughs> times a year because then we can all catch up and, and know what's going on. But uh, yeah, Black Label Pro is uh, norm. It's also going to be at the Fair Park, Dallas, Texas. So they'll be aligned with uh, GCW and the Collective. So if you want to stream it on Fight, you can do so. Uh, a pretty fun card. I mean, I, I give a lot of shit to Black Label Pro uh, because a lot of their shows don't land uh, with me as much. And there's a distinct possibility this doesn't land with me. But man, it'd be tough for this not to land with me because there's yeah. a lot of great stuff on this show. So I, I'm going in with a very open mind and 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 hoping that uh, uh, these people are not tired from a very long weekend of wrestling and, and are here to, to 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 really show out and have a great show. Because, yeah, the Faces of Fear. Yes, that Faces of Fear versus the Work Horsemen. That faces a fear. I don't care what they're doing. They could just stand in the ring and make faces, and I'm still going to enjoy it. So, I mean, that match is walking out at like 2.30 a.m. <laughs> Way past their bedtime. The Way past Barbarian's time. bedtime. I know. Oh, dude, Barbarian. Way yeah, past like, my bedtime. So. Barbarian uh, Sting jump off the uh, the 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 stands at the paper at the was it a pay per view? Wherever Sting jumped through that table, and he was like. I'm 63. I could do that. Yeah. Let's fuck it. Meng was like, I used to kick that guy's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That sounds great. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm just here for it no matter what. Faces of Fear uh, versus Work Horseman. Uh, BLP Heavyweight Championship, Jake Something versus PCO. Effie versus Charlie Haas. Blake Christian versus Black Toros. Tom Lawler and Violence is Forever versus Matt Mikowski, Kevin Blackwood, and Davey Richards. Texas Deathmatch, Levi Everett, the Amish wrestler, and Big Beef. Texas Deathmatch between those two, incredible. Uh, Shazza McKenzie, Billy Starks. Anthony Green versus Alex Zane. And then Warhorse versus Big Demo. That's a hell of a card, man. Holy crap. It is. This, is, this the best, is this the best card at WrestleMania non Owned by a billionaire division. Wow, um, man, it might be. I mean, right. Jake something to PCO sounds cool. Sounds great. Blake Christian and Black Toros right up my alley. Mm-hmm. I mean, even <laughs> it sounds. Look absurd. at that six man tag. Look at that yeah. six man tag. Yeah, the six man tag is is yeah. Davy Richards, Kevin Blackwood, Matt Mikowski, uh, got definitely guys of Davy's heart. Uh, versus Tom Lawler. I mean, Tom Lawler and Davey Richards getting in the ring together. Awesome. Dom, Dom and Kevin Koo and, and all those guys. Sounds great. And then but even, you, honestly, even the Texas Dev match. 
Because I, I love Eli Everett, uh, Levi Everett, not not even I love, ironically. I think he's awesome. So. I do too. I, I and I love Big Beef. I just Shout saw out Big to Beef. Andy Labar, Big Beef's uh, his, uh, his, uh, his top guy. Dude, I saw Big Beef at AEW a couple weeks ago, and he tore the house down. I mean, people came out and people were kind of laughing at him at first, and when he was done, he got a standing ovation at the end of that match. So yeah, him Seal. and Levi Everett in a Texas Death Match sounds awesome. Steel shows, especially like big dumb matches like this. He he, he did a. Um, he did an ICW like one of like the Pit Fighter shows, and uh, that's his match with Depp in there is probably like my favorite Pit Fighter match I've ever seen. Uh, Big Beef rules. Uh, that's going to be great, and he's great in death matches. He did a he did a run of like uh, street fights and death matches in Limitless against uh, Rip Bison. And those were great. I'm stoked for that match. Um, and uh, what is it? And if you took that six-man tag and you split that, say hypothetically, you split that into three singles matches, combine them any way you want. You've got half of a great show right there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like every name, and that's great. Anthony Green and Zane. Anthony Green, um, Green and Blake Christian both came out of those NXT stints looking better. Um, Green's been killer and limitless. I've, I've watched his whole like run since he's been back there. Um, Taurus and Blake Christian. Uh, so like you and Joe used to hate um, Christian and GCW because he would just do flippy stuff and then he would go elsewhere and show he could have real matches. Um, now I don't like most of Christian's GCW stuff because he's such a big deal with there that they give him like 25 minute matches. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> he won't have that with Black Taurus. No. <laughs> Black Taurus <laughs> has got a, a busy weekend ahead of him and he's not here for just a random American, you know, back and forth kick out of finishers match. He's he's good. Yeah. It's yeah. Not what he's interested in. Yeah, not interested. But uh they're gonna have to really try to make this show not good. Uh this is gonna have to take a lot of effort. They're gonna have to get in the back and say, guys. Don't have a good show. Let's have bad matches, bad finishes. Let's go out of our way to make this bad. That's the only way that this show doesn't rock because, uh, yeah, this is pretty good. I mean, Effie and Charlie Haas uh, has the potential to be really, really horrible, but uh, sure. I don't know. Like, I guess I'm going to go with an open mind because, yeah, the rest of this stuff looks – I mean, Jake something to PCO sounds great. Uh, PCO is probably very hungry to do something stupid, and, and Jake mm-hmm. something's awesome. Um, so, PCO at 2 in the morning? Yeah, you know something's wild going to happen. Yeah, we've seen yeah. that, and it's never not awesome, so – uh yeah, I, I I'm I'm super excited about this show, which I I don't say rarely about a black, a black label show, but uh, there's not much I hate on this show. I think everything is solid. Like I said, they literally have to go into the back and say, "Hey guys, make sure everybody sucks as much as humanly possible." It's the only way we're gonna. I mean, it's, let's not rule it out. Yeah, I mean, let's not rule it out, but they'd be really stupid and really hard to do. So yeah, I'm into this. This looks really really awesome. Yeah, this is great. Top to bottom. Uh, all right, John. Before we uh, depart, any uh, any other shows that kind of have you interested in this WrestleMania weekend? Ones that you're you're circling, make sure you're around for, make sure you're going to watch, make sure you're going to check out. So there's the obvious. There's um, obviously I'm curious about the Ring of Honor show and seeing um, you know what what they're set up to do going forward. Um, the the one that I think some people don't have circled that might be worth looking at is the JCW versus LA Fights show um at 11 on friday in the morning um it's got alec price against jack cartwheel and when i said some people aren't booked nearly enough i was specifically speaking about alec price Mm -hmm. he is the best never signed dude on the indies i'll I'll, i've thought about it enough that i think i can say that confidently uh he's the limitless champ he's the star of beyond um he he just won the SUP title and he's going to be part of that whole 
um, regional feud going on with AC Mac and um, Uncharted Territory going south. He's crushing it everywhere. And this is one of only two bookings he has, but uh, him and Cartwheel is a real cool match. Two of the most hyped guys in the Indies. Um, but watch that match. If you watch nothing else from this show, got Radrick and Kevin Blackwood. Uh, Blackwood did end up getting some cool bookings. Um, I love Blackwood. Uh, Radrick uh, is on Planet Death. I should bring that up. Uh, Cole Radrick, some people were bummed that he's doing death matches now. I don't know if he's going to make a regular thing out of it. But Cole Radrick had a death match last month. That's like one of my three best indie matches of the year. Um, Big Vin versus Juicy for now. I don't know. See a couple <laughs> butt cracks. <laughs> okay, almost in, guaranteed butt crack. Yeah, that's you uh, guys are into butt cracks. That's the best match of the weekend. Match, yeah, that's definitely going to be your match. So, uh, and yeah, and you know, and Planet Planet that and Planet Death is probably going to be fun. Uh, Akira Cole Radrick is the show on Planet Death. Akira's listed on a couple shows with no um with no match last i saw i love akira i hope akira gets a really good uh has a few really good showings um akira is one of those guys that uh does mostly death matches but he's really capable of a lot more uh so i got my eye on him and you know what lince dorado and black taurus and the ziki dice show there's, there's there's a good match or two everywhere. Yeah, and I think that's the the thing that I've definitely noticed with this mini weekend is that yeah, is it like sh- are you going to be able to sit down at X time on X day and be like, boom, here we go, this is going to be like the show of the weekend, this is going to be the best thing ever. I mean, there's there's a few shows that you probably can do that with, and it's but it, it's it's definitely less than a lot of the other years. But there's a lot of really really good stuff. You're just going to have to be a little judicious, bounce around a little bit, you know, maybe. You're gonna have to watch, you know, a couple different shows to, to to cobble together like a really, really good, totally cool, fun, you know, great weekend. But that's okay, that's fine, and that's kind of where WrestleMania weekend is these days. With so many shows running, so many different companies, so many wrestlers split, so many different ways that yeah, you're gonna have to unfortunately, you know, watch a few different things to try to get uh, everything all together. But honestly, it's not the worst thing in the world. So yeah. Oh, and you know what? One more I'll mention: uh, Busick against Steppen at spring break part two because i've kind of felt like since busick was gone wherever he went uh <laughs> deppin was kind of kind of felt like the spiritual successor to busick more yeah. and more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's a very that's that's gonna be a cool dumb match um dumb in the the good way yes the endearing way <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure no i'm with you that sounds yeah it, it, it's it's a pretty fun weekend all told i mean yeah it's it's does it have the 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 oomph, the cachet of of you know past WrestleMania weekends? Probably not, but I think there's it's still wrestling, man. At the end of the day, it's still wrestling. And there's going to be a lot of good wrestling uh, this weekend, so so I'm definitely here for it. But uh, John, thank you so much uh, for helping us preview. Before we go, uh, do you want to get your plugs out of the way where people can follow you, listen to you, all that other stuff? One more time. Oh yeah, go listen to Timeshares, um, the the techno one. I'm in that one. Yeah, so I I, uh, I don't know what I did. I I <laughs> fucked up. No, you're you're there. It's the normal timeshare. So I don't know what I did. I, no, I, I it, my fault, not yours. So. Listen. Listen, Rich, I've searched my own band on Spotify enough to know that we're listed higher than a techno act. <laughs> if, uh, I would be I'd be going fucking balls to the wall to get rid of that techno act if I needed to. Um, Max Stern, I play guitar for Max Stern. Max Wellstern is what he's listed as, I think, everywhere. Listen to that. That stuff's really pretty. I write for Voices of Wrestling. And you can follow me on Twitter at Old John Hernandez. There you go, John. Thank you so much for helping us preview WrestleMania weekend. And you, uh, you have a good weekend yourself. Take care. And we continue our WrestleMania weekend preview coverage with Ricardo Gallegos. Ricardo, how's it going? 
I'm doing good, Rich. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk uh, about a little WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, the last uh, last WrestleMania weekend that felt real, uh, you and I were both there at uh, in New York, and uh, uh, it's, right. it, it literally feels like nine years ago. But it was only somehow three years ago. It it seems absolutely impossible that it was only 2019 that that was. But uh, yeah, we. Uh, had a, a, a fun adventures in New York, but uh, yeah, it was a, a great, uh, a great weekend, a fun weekend, and uh, yeah, I was glad to spend a little bit of it with you, Sue. So it was cool. Great memories. Yeah, but uh, speaking of this WrestleMania weekend, uh, Ricardo. Actually, no. Before we do that, sorry, I forgot to do this. Get your plugs out of the way. Let people know where they can follow you, where they can listen to you, where they can read you, all that other good stuff. Because you got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, you, you can listen to me and a fellow BOW writer, Abraham, uh, here at the BOW Podcast Network at Lucha Jovers. That's our podcast. It's in Spanish. Uh, maybe you can learn Spanish. <laughs> or, or, or if you know anyone who speaks Spanish, you know any Latino friends, send them our way. We talk about a little bit of everything. We talk mainly about AAA, AW, uh, Dragon Gate, because I love Dragon Gate. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a mix of everything going on in the in the industry. And you can, again, you can find us at Twitter too, at Lucha Jovers, just like it sounds. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. it's a really cool show for, even if you are an English speaker that's maybe trying to look into getting better at your because you know like you're going to know a lot of what they're talking about you're going to know the names you're going to know the shows you're going to know that even if you don't know spanish if you're trying to learn it might be the best way to do it because you're like you're listening to a podcast about something you're interested in you know uh, some of the words that are being said but maybe not the ones in between i think that'd be a really cool way to kind of learn and i wonder if there is anybody uh that has done that i haven't heard from anybody yet but maybe that'd be cool to ask if there are people that are trying to learn spanish or or get better or, or you know uh, refine their spanish and they're listening to your podcast to do that that'd be awesome to know if, if there were some people doing that yeah if you do send us our way I, I think someone from from the slack i think john or griff mentioned that they, they actually use the podcast to to improve a little bit of their Spanish. There you go. Well, then there. Yeah, we're, we're all then we're doing well. We're doing well. But uh, yeah, you guys are a great addition to the network. Uh, really glad to have you guys on there. Lucha Jobbers, of course, uh, Voice Wrestling Podcast uh, Network. But uh, let's talk about WrestleMania weekend overall, uh, Ricardo, before we get into this AAA show. Uh, what are your thoughts on the weekend? Are you hot? Are you cold? Are you in between? Where, where are you at in terms of this WrestleMania weekend? I'm kind of in between. I, I'm excited, actually, because this is like, uh, an opportunity to discover new wrestlers, an opportunity to to watch uh, this mix of everything in just a couple of days. Um, there are a couple of shows that I, I really, really want to watch. I'm a big fan of the WrestleCon Super Show always. It's great fun. I think there's going to be a strong Lucha presence this year, and that's very exciting. And I, I hope many talents get discovered and get a, a new chance to to shine in, in the United States since since Lucha Libre in Mexico is not that hot right now. Uh, so I want people to earn their, their dollars over there. Um, but I, I'm kind of excited. You know, I'm, I'm not excited about WWE, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, but everything else, I, I think um, I, I'm not dying to, to watch everything, but I, I want to... I know. I, I get excited just to 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 drip my feet into all of this. It's it's a good stuff. 
Yeah, and I think it's a great weekend because in, in past WrestleMania weekends, we've we've often seen like you know Japanese wrestlers be like the the, the biggest thing is oh guys guys are coming in from Dragon Gate, guys are coming in from New Japan, guys are coming in from wherever. Um, this year, and, and this is going on going on for a few years, but this year more than almost any, it feels like wow, like I, you don't really quite realize how many lucha shows are here, and it makes sense. It's in Texas, it's in Dallas, it's not that hard for a lot of luchadors to get there, but also because it does feel new and unique to have a lot of these guys in here, that a lot of these shows look really really good and they're I, I i think when the weekend is done and we'll talk about this triple a show obviously in a second i think when this weekend is done like the luchadors are going to be the ones that are going to be the stars of the show it'll be one of those it'll be an asf it will be a Erez. it'll be an aramis it'll be one of those guys that kind of emerges from the weekend is like holy crap that guy like dominated this entire weekend and they have a lot of opportunities because there are and you don't really even quite realize until you break it down but you know there's the triple a show which is probably the first one you know, first true Lucha show, uh, show uh, of the week. But then you know, you have a bunch of other ones. So you have Azteca Underground from MLW, which is a very, very strong Lucha show. I mean, almost entirely uh, Lucha-based. Gringo Locos, World on Lucha, the Martinez Entertainment thing going on, and a bunch of other stuff uh, throughout. And then also Luchadors, like, kind of sprinkled all about uh, the rest of the show. So this is a really, really big opportunity for, uh, you know, the stars of Mexico and some of the better wrestlers in Mexico to show off, like, what they can do and, and, and just how good they can can be. Because, yeah, they're a big part of the Janela stuff. They're a big part of GCW. They're a big part of the the, the WrestleCon stuff. They're just a big... I mean, this is, this is their weekend. This is a Lucha weekend more than almost anything. Yes. Yes, and as I said earlier, this is a huge opportunity for for wrestlers to make a name for themselves and to start working more dates in the United States, you know, given that it, it, the indie scene is starting to kind of, uh, I, I don't know, to grow again. I'm not sure if it's uh, quite. It growing. feels better. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if the business is is reflecting that, but it definitely feels better than it did a little bit ago. Yeah, there are more opportunities, and who knows? Maybe if someone has that huge weekend that's impressing it. And everyone, well, Tony Khan <laughs> might look at him and yeah. scoop him up, or, or Impact Wrestling too, which is going to be at the uh, WrestleCon too. Well, around the the weekend too. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of great stuff, and we'll start uh, with this uh, WrestleCon show. This is AAA invades. Uh, WrestleCon. This will be at 5 p.m. on Thursday, March 31st. So it's one of the earlier shows of the entire weekend. But it is at, I think, a pretty good time because a lot of people coming in for the weekend will be kind of settled in probably by 5 p.m. on Thursday if you're doing the whole weekend. And for people watching it as well, yeah. 5 p.m. is not a bad time on a, on a Thursday. Like, nah, it's, it's not great for us, you know, <laughs> 9 to 5, our, our, <laughs> our office worker ones or whatever. But, you know, hey, that's a that, there's a chance that you could be home. There's a chance that you could be able to watch this. It's not 11 a.m. is tough, you know, <laughs> 11 a.m. on Thursday. That stuff by 5 p.m. You're pretty much settled in and, and ready to go. So I'm looking forward to you know coming home from work and just putting this thing on and, and watching it. Uh, and this one will be available on the Fight uh, Package, the uh, Fight Fest uh, WrestleCon package, as well as um, uh, Fight TV. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it looks like a hell of a show, one that I'm definitely definitely excited to check out. Uh, anything, any matches that stand out to you, or do you want me to kind of go over the whole card and we can go that way, Which, whichever way you want to do it? I think we can. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I think the latter would be good. Yeah. Let's do that. So let's um, Cycle Clown versus Black Taurus, which I uh, got to have to imagine is your main event. I mean, two of the biggest stars in Mexico. Yeah. So I would uh, make a safe assumption there. Triple uh, H Cruiserweight Championship, Laredo Kid versus Bandito versus Flamita. No DQ, Pagano, Drago Kid, Jack Hartwell versus Sam Adonis, Gringo Loco, and Puma King. NWA Tag Team Titles, Mecha Wolf and Bestia 666 uh, versus Aerostar and Drago. Octagon Jr., Aramis, and Mr. Iguana versus Arez, Abismo Negro, and Fabi Apache. And then Taya, Nina Hamburguesa, 
Microman versus Rey Scorpia, Mini Abismo Negro, and La, uh, La Hedra uh, as well uh, on that. So yeah, as we mentioned, let's start with Psycho Clown and Black Taurus. That's a f- hell of a match, man. I mean, you're gonna go, you're gonna see a, a legit like top tier match at WrestleCon for this AAA show. You, you know, with Psycho Clown and Black yes. Taurus, you're seeing two stars. You're seeing two absolute stars. Psycho Clown, perhaps the biggest star in Mexico right now. You're going to see that at Russell. If you're just at the Fairmont Hotel in Dallas at 5 p.m. on Thursday, you're going to see Psycho Clown. That's pretty cool. Yes, you, you have to be there. It's Psycho Clown, one of the most charismatic guys in Mexico. He's uh, He might not be belt to belt the greatest in-ring technician, but he's so charismatic, and he knows exactly what, what he's doing. That's why he's the, the ace. and he, he, he understands exactly the company he works for. And he, I, I have to... I really admire what he's doing because he's the ace of AAA. He's turning good money, I imagine. Yeah, he could just stay there, be comfortable, uh, keep going through the motions of AAA, um, never-ending cycle of uh, mediocre booking. <laughs> but, but no, he's actually going to GCW. He, he's doing all these dates in the United States, trying to get out of his comfort zone, trying to make an name for himself in the in the US. And I really respect that because not everyone does that. At least in the lucha world, many people are kind of. I I feel that many luchadors are afraid to, to do that job. And and cycle is 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 really reaching out for the opportunity. And this is a big one. Again, as you said, Black Taro is awesome. He's like the god base. Um, and he's going to do a tremendous job. And, and it's not that often that we see, at least in Mexico, that many Psycho Clown singles matches. And he's pretty good. And again, Black Taurus is, uh, uh, is quality. It's, he's always quality. Yeah, but, uh, you, your point about Psycho Clown is, is definitely true. I mean, he's been appearing as often as he can in, in, in places in America. And I think he's potentially a guy that after this weekend, a lot of other people are going to be like, why don't we book this guy? <laughs> like, what the hell are we doing? Let's book this guy. And he's got a really good weekend. He's got this match against Black Toros. Uh, he's got Dr. Wagner Jr. on the, the Gringo Loco show. And then the Martinez yeah. show, which is going to be fascinating because the Gringo Loco show is at 7. The Martinez show is at, at 8.30. <laughs> so, yeah, when, when I was previewing that, we uh, I think it was with John Hernandez, we were saying how amazing it's going to be that that man is definitely going to get into a cab or someone's car. <laughs> like that, he's going to be psycho clown. You know what I mean? I think he might. He's probably going to be bloody, too. I think it's like a Lucha Extreme yes. match with yes. Dr. Wagner. So he's going to be in there with his guitar, his flamethrower guitar, getting into a car and driving to the Martinez show, getting out and probably hitting the ring immediately as his car pulls up to the, uh, the the arena, but uh, then he's doing at Martinez, uh, Tim and Elgin versus Toros uh, and Laredo Kid. So he'll be doing a little bit of stuff with uh, Toros throughout the weekend. But uh, yeah, this is one. Do not miss an opportunity if you're there live. Do not miss an opportunity to see Psychocon live. And if you're watching it on, you know, on on, on fights or whatever, uh, it's also. You're probably going to want to watch Psycho Clown at some point this weekend. So if this is going to be the only one, whatever it's going to be, make sure you, you take some time to watch Psycho Clown uh, this weekend, especially in these big-time matches, and especially in what I think is going to be a crowd that I'd imagine in Dallas you're going to get. Uh, uh, and and I guess I'll ask you. You might have a better idea on this or a better read. Do you think we're going to get kind of a half-and-half half crowd? Like you'll have your quote-unquote indie WrestleMania weekend crowd. Well, we, we'll probably get a healthy amount of like straight-up Lucha fans there as well, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. I think that, like, if you want the lucha experience, like, 100% pure lucha experience, go to the Martinez. I think that's, that one's going to be full of Mexicans, actually, like Latinx and uh, a full-on lucha libre crowd. That, that feels, to me at least, that it's going to gather that crowd because Martinez is more kind of beloved over there. It's more well-known. And it has, like, its crowd. And AAA, I think, is going to get, as you said, like, 
I, I think three quarters of WrestleMania weekend fans, but fans that are actually excited to watch this, and but there's also going to be a, a nice, juicy uh, contingent of Mexicans and, and uh, Lucha Libre fans. And this is going to be a, a great experience. I, I highly recommend. All, well, we'll we'll keep talking about it, but this truly feels like a, a triple A show. Like yeah. it, it's, it's not washed up with you know you got Minoru Suzuki fighting Bandit or something. No, it's mm-hmm. triple A stars mostly. There's only a tag team over there that kind of doesn't fit, but everything else is is triple A. For sure, yeah, and the Laredo Kid Bandito versus Flamita, that sounds pretty awesome. Uh, Laredo Kid is is one of my favorites going right now. Uh, he's a guy that if you've never seen him live, I think it's a totally different experience live. But also, you're watching him on video, he's pretty damn great <laughs> as well, yeah. even there. But uh, I love Laredo Kid. Where, where are you at with him, and, and what do you think about this match here with Bandito and Flamita? I love Laredo Kid. I think he's been the, the best wrestler. I mean, Hijo del Pingo is awesome, and he steals all the gifts, but I might say Laredo Kid's a, a little bit ahead of him just of how consistent he is always to... Like, he, he always impresses me, and he's the highlight of every match he's in, just like Hijo del Pingo. Um, in, I might say he's has been the best, the best Mexican wrestler in the last two years, maybe three. I, that is wrestling in Mexico because Phoenix is like in God mode. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's a different level. Yeah, he's he's in a different level entirely for sure. But uh, yeah, so yeah, that match that looks really good. This one I wanted to talk about a little bit too. Uh, Octagon Junior, Aramis, Mystery Iguana versus Rez, Abismo Negro Junior, and Fabi Apache. So now this is kind of an interesting one here because I read a lot of the names there and I go, oh my god, there we go. That looks great. Octagon Junior, crazy good high flyer. Aramis, crazy good high flyer. Mr. Iguana, just an insane high flyer as well. Arez, Abismo Negro, all that, you know, all all those guys are very well known for just having crazy get your shit in, 20 minutes, just insane back and forth, crazy flying things you've never seen before. But I found the Fabi Apache inclusion a little interesting in that sense that, like, I'm not saying that I don't like it. I'm saying it's kind of just interesting. What do you think about that? And maybe should I I be more, you know, hopeful of, of what she's going to do in this match? Yeah, no, don't get your hopes up. Oh, man. Um, I think she's going to work hard, but Fabia Apache is always like this 50-50. You might get work hard. Fabia Apache, I'm going to outwork everyone, or you can get uh, Fabia Apache, I'm not going to uh, take shit from anybody. I'm not going to work with anybody. So uh, don't get your, uh, your hopes up. Maybe she's there to do a sort of, a comedy angle with Mr. Iwana, you never know. I think this is, it feels like, uh, how, how do you say in English, like, metido con calzado, like it's a little bit forced. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Where do we put her? I just put her in this spot, you know? Um, yeah, because it seems like you have a lot of, I mean, you have, I mean, five out of those six are like, very well known for just they're having their crazy, crazy, crazy nuts matches. And and that's not to say they still can't. It's like Fabi Patch is going to bring the whole match down. But uh, it does feel like this would have been a pretty cool showcase to just grab another one of those just crazy luchadors. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe it probably will still rock. I mean, God, look at the, yeah. the names in that match are just awesome. Yes. And, and, and that crowd... 
there's going to be a crowd that for sure those guys are going to come out and most of those people are not going to know who they are. But by the time they're done, they're going to know who fucking Mr. Iguana is. You know what I mean? Like they're going to go nuts for him and go nuts for those guys. So that's going to be fun to watch a bunch of people, you know, and Octagon Jr., you know, people are a lot of people probably have no idea or haven't really ever seen him and he's going to blow some minds uh, as well in this match. So that that's at least what I'm looking forward to is just like, yes, it's going to be insane. Uh, I just, yeah, I just thought it was kind of weird that Fabi was in there, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, You know, it should still be pretty solid. So. I don't love it either. I, but hey, maybe it's a cool opportunity for Lucha fans to, to see Fabio Apache. Who's yeah, like, right, right, right. Maybe they're trying uh, to say, hey, look, here's a crazy, insane match. And hey, here's Fabio Apache. You should check out yeah. as well. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, NWA um, tag team titles here. This one's a little strange in that Mecha Wolf and Bestia 666 are, are there defending their NWA tag team titles, which they're defending these titles like 20 times this weekend. I, everybody's booking <laughs> these guys for some reason. But uh, hey, good for them. Uh, versus Aerostar and Drago. Uh, what do you make of, of, of this match? Yeah, this is like the one that doesn't seem to fit that much because Mecha Wolf and Bessie are not like super AAA uh, constant wrestlers or regular wrestlers, better said. Uh, but this should be fun. I mean, I'm not a fan, a fan of Mecha Wolf, uh, but people love him for some reason. He's very, very popular in Mexico and in Puerto Rico. Obviously, he's from there. And he keeps getting all these bookings for, for, for a reason. And he, he's kind of exciting. He has all his, you know, high-flying stuff. And Aerostar and Drago are awesome. Uh, maybe it, Aerostar will do one of his crazy stuff. He will, I don't know, jump from a balcony or jump from the ceiling <laughs> or something. And that's going to be a crazy cool live experience. And Dra- Drago is weird. I feel like, like, like I haven't seen much from him or Triple A hasn't. I don't know. Drago feels like he's in a limbo right now, but he he has great chemistry with Aerostar, so that would probably make this a, a pretty exciting match. Also, it's not the most exciting one uh, at first uh, sight. Yeah, and then uh, the no DQ match. Uh, it's interesting that it had to be no DQ here because it doesn't strike me as a match that needed to be no DQ, but I, oh. I think it has a chance to be pretty interesting. Uh, Pagano, Drago Kid, Jack Cartwheel versus Sam Adonis. Yeah, you don't put Jack Cartwheel in the match instead of Fabio Apache. Wait a minute, I just realized. <laughs> That's the guy you put in there. Anyway, uh, versus Sam Adonis, Gringo Loco, and Puma King. So that... I don't, am I missing something, or does this kind of feel like a hey, here's everybody else we booked? Or, or am I not in tune with AAA stories or whatever? I, I don't know. Maybe I am. Yes, there's Sam Adonis and Puma King, and uh, I, I'm not sure if Ringo Loco has joined. I, I guess not, but Sam Adonis and Puma are in a faction called La, La Empresa, which sucks. Like, it's one of the worst factions you can imagine. Their matches are horrendous. Like, they have, like, their last two matches has, have been worst match of the year contenders. <laughs> um, Sam Adonis is so bad. <laughs> uh, he's not great. Yeah, he's good at getting heat, but uh, other than that, then the bell rings, and then, yeah, yeah. Not, not great. Not great at all. And, and Puma King hasn't been very impressive either lately. I've I mean, never been a fan of Puma King, but lately, since he, his Rudo style has been so dull. Uh, but my, um, my saving grace is that Gringo Loco is there, who is awesome, who is a great base. And on the other side, you have Drago Kid, who is not the greatest of high flyers. He's a junkie, like 21, 22 years old kid. Also was known as Astrolux before. And he's very athletic. He's a, 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 a thin, small high flyer. And he's probably do, going to do cool stuff with mm-hmm. Gringo Loco. Um, and Pagano is there, so... If Pagano goes both to the world, this is going to be a great life experience. If Pagano just decides to 
bring uh, fire and tables. I w- you are going to see stupid shit in this match. That's what I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to say. Pagan is dumb, and Jack Carwell, I haven't seen much from him, so I couldn't say anything. Uh, but Pagan, it, it, let me put it this way. If Pagano doesn't go post to the wall, this match could be horrendous because some other, because everyone is not great. <laughs> uh, but if he does, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a brawl, uh, hardcore, stupid match. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. But uh, uh, anything else on this AAA show that kind of stands out to you or you wanted to uh, touch on before we uh, just talk, uh, talk about some other stuff this weekend? Rich, you almost, you buried the lead. You, you buried the best match of the crowd. Oh, did I? Yes. Taya, Niño Hamburguesa, Microman. God, Microman. <laughs> oh, Microman, that's true. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Versus Rey Escorpión, Minaviso Negro, and La Yedra. <laughs> Microman, people, go watch this show live. Microman is awesome. Like, every, I, I have seen Microman live, and this is, yes, he's very small, and that's maybe why people are very excited to watch him, but he has this, superstar aura like you've never seen anything like microman before he's incredible he's he's great just trust me and go watch this man and you know niño burguesa i know some people are not fans of niño burguesa but he's great fun he's going to be there to do all his uh, comedy not not, not that comedy but he's he's a cool guy um and the other people i don't know (laughs) ray scorpion just like um, just like Fabio Apache, maybe he works hard, maybe not. Um, La Yedra, she's good. She's very charismatic too. I think that's going to help the match. And Taya is very uh, well-known, at least with the AAA fans. She works hard in, in this type of matches. But yeah, Microman, go watch Microman. This is going to be great. And if, if we have a, an invested crowd and a, a lucha crowd, they are going to do not for, for for this man. He he truly is awesome. Yeah, I can, I hope I, I assume that this is the opener, and I hope it's the opener because yeah, yeah this is one of those ones that's going to come out, and the crowd's going to like laugh, but pop, but like get everybody ready to go and get everybody really hyped up for the show. Uh, and yeah, if you've never seen Microman before, he he is a thing. He is. As uh, like as you said, he owns the room just as much as Psycho Clown does, and then he goes out there and does just crazy, crazy stuff at at, at his size. Uh, he he is a guy that I could definitely see at the end of this weekend. A lot of people calling his number and saying, "Hey, you know, how, how much does it take to book you?" Uh, they might say, "Ah, no, that's not that's too much for us." But hey, he never should. Uh, I, I think he's a man who I don't think comes very cheap these days, nor he should. He he uh, he understands his value, and I, I like that. But uh, yeah, he's doing some signings and stuff uh, throughout the weekend as well. So yeah, he's he's making the most. Most of this uh, this WrestleMania weekend, as he should, because uh, yeah, he is be pretty fun uh, for him. But uh, that is Triple A uh, invades WrestleCon again, 5 p.m. Uh, from the Fairmont Hotel in Dallas, Texas. That's on Thursday, uh, available on the Fight Fest uh, bundle on VoicesWrestling.com/fight, or you can buy it individually uh, over at Fight uh, as well. So, Ricardo, before we uh, say goodbye to you, do you want to let us know other stuff that you're looking forward to this weekend? Any other wrestlers? Any other shows? Uh, or are you just going to kind of take in as much as you can? Are you trying to, you know, watch American Indies more than Lucha? Or are you just trying to watch the best of Lucha? Like, how, what's your strategy for uh, for Mania Weekend? Are you avoiding WrestleMania like the plague? Like, how's it going to go yeah, for you? I, I never know if, if, if I should avoid Because watching WrestleMania is good for the for the podcast, you know? <laughs> because you, you, get, you make fun of it. Yes. People love that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm still undecided, you know? 
maybe Abraham will convince me to watch it. Uh, but besides that, the WrestleCon Super Show, I, I love that. I, I never miss it. I really want to watch a little bit mix of everything. I, I'm really excited for the world of Lucha. Um, for the uh, New Japan, I think that that's going to be live too. Um, I haven't been a fan of a New Japan Pro Wrestling recently, not at all, but this one's going to have a crowd this in America, so I think it's also a pretty cool card. And uh, you know, the, the spring break sometimes it's good, sometimes it's overwhelming. I don't know, I might give it a shot. It depends on, on my mood. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and uh, are you are you going to try to take in as many of these Lucha shows as well, or are you going to kind of stand back and watch other stuff since you get to watch a, a pretty decent amount of Lucha these days anyway? Um, no, I think I am going to watch it because, you know, the, the World of Lucha looks pretty cool. Yeah. Also, that, that AR Fox match is so disappointing. I, I, I'm a huge fan of AR Fox. I, I love AR Fox. And they put him against, like, Ninja Mac was, like, the most... I don't care, guy <laughs> in history. And you have all these lucha guys. Jair Fox versus whoever, Flamita, Abismo, uh, Laredo Kid, and you put him against Ninja Mac for Fox 6. So that's, <laughs> that, that, that's like my only disappointment. Like, I, I love Jair Fox. But yeah, yeah I, I, I'm going to probably go. I saw Psycho Tom versus Dr. Wagner. I'm very interested. How is the crowd going to be hot? Are they going to bleed? What, what are they going to do? Is Dr. Wagner Jr. going to work hard? Is he going to put the Psycho Clown over? That's very, very interesting. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated to see the crowd uh, dynamics for a lot of these shows. The Martinez show, I think last uh, the last time they ran WrestleMania weekend, those matches did, I believe, eventually pop up on YouTube, and I hope they do again because uh, that looks like a really, really fun show, one that I definitely want to check out. But, uh, yeah, I want to be fascinated by the crowd, the Lucha crowds, and we talked about it a little bit earlier. I, I, I'm i hoping that it's kind of like a 50-50 thing. Like you said, I, I'm positive the Martinez show is going to be mostly – uh, you, you know your, your authentic lucha crowd with the yeah. you know noisemakers and all that sort of stuff, but I do hope that they bring that same vibe, or at least the fans bring that same vibe to these other lucha shows as well. Like that, let let's let that be kind of the thing that the theme of this weekend is that you know your normal random wrestling fans go to these shows, but then realize that they play a part in the show as well and make a bunch of noise, bring noisemakers, you know, do do it all in the right way, hopefully, because uh, that would make for some really really fun shows. Because yeah, some lucha is just a little bit better when the crowd's just going nuts. You know what I mean? A bunch of you know dorks like me sitting there with our notebooks you know watching those that's not that's not fun like have some fun here go you know go cheer go make some noise go yell go go have some fun so uh excited to see if that sort of crowd shows up to a lot of these lucha shows because that could that could raise the 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 water level of all these shows if the crowds are really really cool uh and there's at least a diverse crowd of 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 people at, at a lot of these shows too yeah yeah definitely i am i really looking forward to to finding all how how all the crowds behave and who's going to be the standoff. I, I really hope one Luchador gets to have more work after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. It's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Well, it looks like it, um, Gringo Loco is wrestling like 13 times this weekend, so it might be I Gringo know, Loco. Yeah, that, 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 I think that guy's great. Maybe it's because yeah. I, I, I don't watch MLW, but everything I see him, he, he's solid as AF. Uh, and he's, I don't know, I, I like him. And I yeah. know he gets more job. <laughs> no, he's he's really fun. Yeah, we uh, I, John and I were talking about how he comes out, or I, maybe it was Kevin and I, I forget who it was that when we were doing these previews. But he comes out and he looks like a dork. He looks like you know he's got like cornrows <laughs> and he's this white guy and he's kind of chubby. And you're like, the hell's this guy doing? And then he goes out there and he does like a, a great Sasuke special and dives into the crowd and just like the crowd loves him. And you're like, oh fuck, all right, this guy rules. And and yeah, that's that's definitely the Gringo Loco uh, thing. But uh, yeah, he is making the most of this weekend. Uh, his show looks great. The uh, the, the world on Lucha. So. Uh, yeah, good for him. 
Uh, excited to see what uh, what what his uh, uh, his weekend uh, looks like and what the entire weekend looks like. But uh, Ricardo, thank you so much for coming on here, helping us preview Triple A uh, again. Before we depart, if you want to just quickly give uh, your plugs, uh, where people can listen to you, where people can find you, and all that other good stuff. Was my pleasure. Great to be here. And you can find me at Lucha at Lucha Jovers, just like it sounds. That's uh, my wrestling Twitter feed. And you can also uh, find uh, or listen to our podcast and at the Voices of Wrestling uh, Podcast Network or Spotify and all that good stuff. Lucha Jovers. <laughs> there it is. Lucha Jovers, Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. Also, wherever you get your podcast. Ricardo, thank you so much for coming on here, helping us preview uh, AAA and help us preview WrestleMania weekend. You have a great day. You too. Thank you, Rich. All right, and continuing our WrestleMania weekend previews, it's Ewan Cameron. Ewan, how are you doing? Good, thanks, Rich. Thank you for joining us here. So uh, before we get into WrestleMania weekend itself and the shows we were going to talk about, uh, I'll let you get some plugs out of the way where people can follow you, where they can uh, uh, read some of your work, view some of your work, follow you, do all that other good stuff. I have nothing to plug. This is my first time on audio for Voices of Wrestling, um, so... This is sort of like a, a debut for me. <laughs> but in terms of debuts, like if this was an AEW debut, it's probably more likely to be like Tony Nice rather than CM Punk. <laughs> oh man! Oh. <laughs> no, but, sorry, sorry, Tony Nice. But, um, yeah, no offense to Tony. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I hope he gets a push soon. For sure. Yeah, I love Tony Nice. But, but nothing uh, to plug. No. Ah, uh, yeah, you write some stuff. Uh, Voices of wrestling, so you can you can yeah. check it out there. But uh, yeah, that's. Uh, uh, let's get into so before I've been asking everybody uh, this question before we get into the shows that we wanted to talk about specifically. But uh, what what's your feeling on WrestleMania weekend this year? Is it something you're looking forward to? Is it something that you're looking forward to less than usual, more than usual, about the same as usual? Where where, where are you overall on WrestleMania weekend right now? Um. Well, I mean, as we all know, AEW has killed the Indies, so. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Some people might. Yeah, there are people angrily saying, "Yeah, yeah, right now." But uh, yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, I think people have said that um, it's not as packed as it was as it usually is. Like, I'm definitely missing Kaiju Big Battle. Um, yeah, you're right. Which, big, big. big which man. Isn't uh, man, there. you're the first person to mention that, and I, I completely forgot about that too. No Kaiju. Yeah, damn. Um, and I, and also with. I remember when DDT had a show there and that was really good. And we, we don't really have that sort of representation here this year, but you know, when spaces are made, there'll be other, there's other people that are sort of coming to fill those spaces. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see some of the sort of the smaller shows with, you know, wrestlers that no one's heard of and, you know, see what they're made of. The, the one thing I will say is though, I, um, there is something that I always get scared about at WrestleMania weekend, which is um, sort of, wrestlers trying their best to get gift so they can be on reddit and i always worry that that this is eventually going to end in like serious injury yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm hoping this isn't going to happen i'm hoping like like people like these indie wrestlers like get over by being a holistically a good wrestler rather than doing something ridiculously dangerous um, for for Reddit upvotes, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah, and it's a it's a strange media weekend in, in a lot of ways because, like you said, the international flavor isn't quite there as far as like Japan or elsewhere. You're getting a lot of international flavor from Mexico, which which definitely is is mm-hmm. a little bit different than a normal media weekend. And and most media weekends, it was like Japan would be like, hey, here's this you know a, a bunch of dudes from New Japan, here's a bunch of dudes from DDT, here's a bunch of dudes from Dragon Gate, like that always used to be the thing. And it's kind of interesting this year that it has gravitated more towards you know it being in Texas, which is probably the right move for sure. Is is 
gravitating a little bit more towards uh, the lucha end. But uh, one of you know one of the shows we're going to talk about, and we'll, I don't want to jump ahead, but I do think that Impact this may be their best weekend they've ever had in WrestleMania weekend. In, in a, honestly, I'd have to really think back, and I've gone to Impact shows on many weekends before. I went to when they were in Rahway, New Jersey, and it was a fun show, or whatever. But I think they have legitimately a very good show here. So not to kind of jump ahead, but you know, that that's one of the different things this year is I think new Japan brought a very good show uh, to America um, for the new Japan USA. I think impact brought a pretty good show. I think ring of honor has a good show. So I think the top tier companies did come up with something pretty big here. Um, and that's maybe going to feel a little bit different where, you know, the Indies can be a little scattered this year. There's a little bit all over the place, but, but I do think that impact and, and new Japan and some of the other top companies did bring some really, really good stuff this weekend. But uh, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're going to talk about that new Japan show. Uh, here in a bit, but let's first off talk about Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise 2. This is taking place Friday, April 1st at 1 p.m. from the Fairmount Hotel in Dallas, Texas. As far as I have seen, which is very strange, this is not appearing on the WrestleCon bundle on Fight TV. I, As far as I know, it's not streaming yet, which is strange because the Fairmount Hotel is streaming everything else uh, going on on WrestleCon, so I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if it's just some weird air that, that's come up or something. Have you seen any different, or you have you seen the same thing as well with this show? Because I tried like hell to figure out why this thing is not on the WrestleCon bundle, and I, I don't know if I have a reason for that yet. So, Yeah, I don't know about that. Um... I know that Zicky Dice had a show on Twitch in January. Yes, um, yes. Which and was I... really well produced, and it looked really like quite uh, the, the graphics and everything. Yeah, really yeah. Cool, and they had like a quite unique sort of setup because I think they had Twitch streamers sort of commenting from their homes during the show. Okay, and I, I think, don't know if that's what they're doing this time. I think though. that is, yeah. And without knowing 100%, I think that's what they're doing, which, again, if that that's a great gig. If he's like, hey, no, I got a Twitch channel and I want to get some money on my Twitch channel, I don't need you guys you know, streaming this thing on Fight or, or, or me splitting the money on Fight. So if that's the case, if, if that's what he's doing, which I think is what he's doing, but, but again, uh, I should have clarified before I got on here. Okay, okay, so as his Twitter account loads up, Live from WrestleCon, live on twitch.tv slash Zicky Dice. So there you go. It's going to be on Twitch. Yep. So if you want to watch it, you'll be able to watch it on Twitch. You don't even have to pay for Fight. So there you go. It's even better uh, for fans. And like you said, it was it was very well produced. So good for him, making some money on uh, uh, on Twitch there. But this is Zicky Dice's uh, Trouble in Paradise 2, uh, 1 p.m., pretty pretty much on its own uh, on Friday uh, uh, afternoon here. Uh, you got uh, nothing else really streaming right up head-to-head with it. So good opportunity uh, to check this show out if you're not doing anything. But uh, you have Lince Dorado versus Black Toros, Effie versus Speedball Mike Bailey, Scotty Tuhati versus Rich Swan, Mas- Masa Slamovich versus Bear. We'll get to that in a moment if you're wondering who's Bear. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, Jonah Turk, Deanna Rushman, and then uh, Sensational Sex Tuplet Scramble, Frontman Jossie, Keita Murray, Charlie Bravo, Levi Shapiro, Darian Bangston and uh, Lord Crew, but uh, what do you think of this show? I think it's a pretty fun lineup on paper. Yeah, it it looks good. Um, I didn't, I don't know anybody in the Sensational Sex Tuplet Scramble at all. <laughs> but you know, like I said earlier, like let's see what they can do. Yeah, um, that's a great that's a great use of the weekend to do that. I mean, as far as I can tell you, J- Frontman Jossie, charisma for days. Yeah, you'll 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 probably enjoy. It. I mean, it's just a a very easy gimmick to you know enjoy right off the bat i mean just a guy who just owns the room when he walks in there uh levi shapiro i've seen a bunch pretty good worker as well and then i'm gonna be honest the other four i have seen maybe once or twice and don't really remember totally if even if i have seen them at all so uh, i'm the same way as you i'm gonna go into this saying hey i don't really know all these people so let's have fun let's you know let's enjoy it and uh same with the jonah turk i don't know if i've ever seen jonah turk i've seen deanna rushman rushman a lot uh locally yeah, he's been in on AW. aw dark right yes I, I i believe so yeah he kind of has like a 
a weird he looks kind of like Roman Reigns but doesn't work like Roman Reigns trust me it's it's he's not Roman Reigns but he has kind of that same look kind of a a, a big kind of Samoan with a bunch of tattoos type of look uh, to him which is pretty cool but uh yeah I'll be interested in seeing I mean he's a really good worker so I, I've enjoyed everything I've seen with him and then you're probably wondering okay so Slamovich I, I know her I've I've seen her on the Indies I've seen her stuff who the hell is Bear uh, as far as we know, this is a bear. Uh, it's a person in a bear suit. Like, I don't think it's a live bear, but I'm not entirely sure. I guess. Well, I, I was looking at looking at some of the the media for this, and I did see something that said a literal bear. Um, I'm doubting <laughs> that's going to be the case, but you know, I don't know um, if the athletic commission is 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 down with an actual bear, but maybe they are. You know, <laughs> but you know, this is good. I think it's good marketing. Like, it's getting people talking and then if it turns out to be you know zicky dice in a winnie the pooh costume like we already got their money brother so, right exactly um but you don't they're not even you know not even you don't even need money yeah. uh, on twitch yeah i already so. got your eyeballs yeah i already got your eyeballs <laughs> um, maybe i got your you know you, you subscribed on with your amazon prime account or something but uh yeah, it is. Uh, it's a thing for sure. I'm definitely interested in seeing. Will this be a literal pair, or will it? Yeah, like will it be Zicky Dyson and Winnie the Pooh costume? I, it's fine. You know, either way, Master Slamovich is probably going to beat the hell out of it. So whatever, if it's a bear or Zicky Dice, uh, I think this bear is going to take some bumps, and 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 uh, Slamovich is going to look great doing it. So that's uh, that's interesting. And then yeah, Rich Swan versus Scotty Too Hotty is just uh, there will be dance moves. Well, uh, some will be better than others. But <laughs> well, Rich. I know the phrase dream matches is overused. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and yeah, and it still, it still is. I mean, I, I mean, this is the, this is, this is the epitome of what WrestleMania weekend is kind of all about. Like it is this sort of two generations. Um, Rich one, like I love him. He's, I, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. I think he's one of the greatest, like he's one of the best in the world right now. I mean, Scotty too, what like, yeah, like, he is still a name. This is. Um, I always wonder though, like when people, when like promoters hire Scotty Too Hotty, it's a bit like, you know, if you were hiring Smash Mouth to play a gig, you would have to say to them, you are going to play, um, uh, All Star, right? right, you right gonna yeah, yeah. Scott, you're going to play the single, and you know that Scotty Too Hotty, he's not going to go in there and start like doing forearms. And like have a chop battle. He's, yeah, he's not going to be too hot, to Scott Taylor. He's like, no, nah, I don't do that Scotty Tuati <laughs> shit. I do too hot, Scott Taylor stuff. And they're like, yeah, yeah no, do the Scotty Tuati thing. Wear the wear the yeah, freaking exactly. hat. <laughs> do the worm, baby. All right, like, yeah, wear the glasses. Do do the, <laughs> yeah. the worm. He's going to have a worm off with uh, Rich One. That sounds uh, quite. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> um, Only wrestling um, fans know what you're talking about. But yeah, normal <laughs> humans would, would probably have a side eye about you saying the worm off between Rich yeah, Swan and I a think, man named Scotty Too But I think it, I think it'll be fun. I yeah, think it'll be fun. Yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I think yeah, that's going to be a, a blast. And uh, yeah, this, this show just seems like a lot of fun here. Effie and Mike Bailey. Uh, that could be really, really fun as well. Um, I think you know, Effie is Mike, somebody that can you know if if he needs to can definitely go and and. There might be a little bit of shtick, which is fine, but then I think when the match actually needs to start going, uh, Effie can definitely hang with with Mike Bailey for sure. And Mike Bailey's been great so far uh, in his return to Mike, the American Mike Bailey's Indies. everywhere. Yeah, on on WrestleMania weekend, like he's he's in every, he's in he must be in at least five shows, right? I think. Let me do a quick uh, search. I want to say at least four or five. I have him in. Uh, let's see here. I have him in seven different shows, Mike Bailey. So oh, wow. good for him, yeah. Um, I hope. He, I mean, I hope he's got the stamina um, for for this. Uh, I'm sure he does. I mean, and he's he's he like he's so hot right now. Um, 
Mike Bailey, like he can, he seems like he's just going to have at least a three star match without without even trying. Yeah. So I'm not that familiar with Effie, um, but but yeah, it's Mike Bailey. Like he's he's watchable right now. So yeah, that'll be great. And then uh, presumably your main event here, Black Taurus and uh, Lince Dorado. Uh, Black Taurus, I don't know if you've seen. Are you I, obviously you've seen him on Impact, so so you're aware of what uh, Black Taurus can do. But uh, yeah, one of the more jump off the page wrestlers. Uh, even if you've never seen him before, uh, you'll, you're going to come out and go, "Holy crap! Look at that thing! <laughs> that is awesome! That is a thing!" And uh, Lince Dorado, you know, coming back from uh, his run in WWE, uh, was great on the Indies before. Uh, was solid in WWE. You just never saw him unless you were watching, you know, weird shows that nobody watches. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to see where he, I, I, he sounds like a guy that's hungry to, to prove that he was done wrong. Uh, and this is a great opportunity to go out there and prove that he was done wrong and, and go out there and have a great weekend and, and have a great match here with black Toros. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not that familiar with Lynn Dorado. I looked at his cage match. Yeah. Like you said, it's like main event two Oh five live, um, things like that, which kind of, which almost suggests to me that he is quite a good wrestler. Um, yeah, and Taurus is is great. Like he had a really good match with uh, Josh Alexander last year. He just had a really good one with Jake Something uh, last month, I think. Um, for for someone his size and his bulk, like the moves he can do, um, yeah, really. Does. He he does like a suicide whirling candy, um, which is amazing to see from yeah. someone oh, yeah. from his from his size. So yeah, I think. Um, what, so you're saying you think that's going to be the main event? I, yeah, I'm not sure. I guess maybe Slam of versus Bear could be the main event. I don't know, just because Black Taurus is kind of a, a pretty big deal, a pretty big star. So okay. I don't know. Well, yeah. I thought it was gonna, I thought it was gonna be Swan versus Scotty Two Hotties. Yeah, you know what? Event. I guess the the, the a, there's a bunch of main event possibilities here. Yeah, I don't know if I have a good this, uh, good read on it, but well, there, I mean, there you go. If you're listening to this and you're debating whether to watch it, you know. Three, there's at least three main events here. Yeah, three main event worthy matches. <laughs> main events so. in every any building in the world. So, uh, yeah. there you go. But, and uh, also, like I'm in the UK, so time wise, if this is on at 1 p.m. American time, then this is going to be like a nice evening match. Yeah, it's everybody that we've yeah, talked to. Show. Everybody we talked to from the UK and Ireland, they, they all want to talk about the shows that are on at like 11 and one. And I totally get it because they're you're like, hey, I'm, these are like normal ass times for me. I, you know, some of these other shows are going to be wild, wild times for me, which I imagine. Uh, Friday, April 1st, uh, as we move on here, uh, Impact Wrestling at 9 p.m. So what time is that for you? Are you going to be watching this one live, uh, Impact, or no, this is going to be, gonna be like, <laughs> absurd time? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, that's going to be like waking up early. Sort of. I might, yeah, uh, I might wake up very early to watch parts of it. There you go. So that's going to be from the Fairmount Hotel uh, in Dallas, Texas. This uh, will be uh, available to watch uh, uh, in, in multiple, multiple places. Uh, as well, and this looks like honestly one of the best shows of the entire weekend to me. This will be on the Fight Fest package of VoiceWrestling.com/fight. Uh, it'll be on the WrestleCon package they have. But uh, it's Impact Wrestling's multiverse of matches again, 9 p.m. on Friday. A loaded Friday lineup as well. Friday has a ton of stuff going on. You have ROH's Supercard of Honor at seven. You got the Gringo Local World on Lucha Show at 7:30, uh, and then now this Impact at 9 p.m. Uh, real quick, I'll, I'll go over the entire card, then we can kind of go one by one as we as we talk through it here. You have the Good Brothers versus the Briscoe Brothers. Jay White versus Chris Saban, Tomohiro Ishii, Chris Edwards, or, or Chris Edwards, Eddie Edwards, Diana Perazzo versus TBA, the always dangerous to be announced, Ultimate X, Trey Miguel, Jordan Grace, Willie Mack, Mike Bailey, Rich Swan, Vincent, Alex Shelley versus Mike Bailey, Jonah and Josh Alexander versus Moose and PCO, Mickey James and Nick Aldis versus Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green, and then Fatal Four Way for the Impact Tag Team titles, The Influence. Savannah Edwards, uh, Savannah Evans, Tasha Steeles, Decay, Havoc, and, and, and Rosemary, and then Giselle Shaw 
and Lady Frost. So I talked about it a little bit earlier when I was previewing. I mean, this is, to me, far and away the best Impact show that they have ever had on a WrestleMania week. I mean, this is this is legitimately a pay-per-view level show from Impact that they're just throwing up there on WrestleMania weekend. And I'm here for it, man. This looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it really speaks to, like, the 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 their current roster and like the the sort of the wrestlers they can draw on at the moment like the, how how strong this card is and there's actually there's there's quite a few wrestlers on here that are sort of with that work with impact that on on this card which again like someone like Steve Macklin for example isn't here um Ace Austin uh Taurus, they're not on this um they to me they're really good wrestlers as well who who should be here but then there's so many good there's so there's so much good wrestlers that Impact have been able to draw on for this that yeah it's loaded yeah and and what's cool about this is you know anytime Impact has come to WrestleMania weekend a lot of times they will rely on nostalgia acts like when I was in when I went to go see their match in New Jersey it was you know Sabu was there and this and Rob Van Dam was there and these and like they've always kind of decided ah you know we'll book our normal show but we need a little bit of juice to kind of get people they just kind of decided hey let's just put on the best show we possibly can with the best talent that we have and yeah they're using and, and borrowing from New Japan a little bit here but that's fine like you know that's what you do a relationship for that's why you build and, and cultivate a relationship so you can use these guys and yeah I think if you're going there this weekend if you're watching it streaming live or whatever I think at 9 p.m. on a Friday, I mean, there's almost no other choice here of what you're going to want to watch. Uh, and and what's cool about that is, you know, there is some stuff going on at 7. The, the Supercard of Honor is going on at 7. Gringo Loco's show is going on at 7.30. Presumably, those will either be done or ending or just about wrapped up. And then otherwise, from 9 p.m. on, you really don't have much else going on on Friday. Everyone else is kind of backing away, uh, and Impact is kind of on their own. So I would say, yeah, if you're, if you're watching wrestling at Friday night, you know, uh, in America – you got to be watching this Impact show, man. This is one of the best shows of the entire weekend. But uh, uh, you and anything else, anything that kind of stands out to you on the show that you're really, really particularly looking forward uh, to? Um, well, looking just running down the card, like um, we've got this sort of run of three matches. So it's Jay White versus Chris Sabin, Ishii versus Edwards, and then Shelley versus Bailey. And to me, that that's like the the main course. Yeah. Of, of the of of the card like it's it's uh you know what you're gonna get with that it's gonna be great um and then i mean the ultimate x is also like the fact that they've put an ultimate x match on this and like when you think about wwe and like hell in a cell um and an elimination chamber like the amount the, the, the way that they've just oversaturated that match where it doesn't just doesn't mean anything anymore like impacts have been pretty good with making ultimate x um rare enough it's still quite kind of special to see um and i also want to say for the people that are questioning why jordan grace is on that is on that uh is in that match um i think she really deserves to be there because the women's ultimate x match at hard to kill um even though grace didn't win that she was very much uh, an MB, an MB, MVP of that match. Yeah, she was taking some kind of insane bumps during during that that match at Hard to Kill, um, and she yeah she she really she's really um, a sort of an, an engine uh, in 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 Impact um, in in the last few years. Yeah, she's been pushed um, as such. Like even if you I'm even also, if you. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, even if even if you're like looking at that and going, ah, you know what, it, like, no, if you watch Impact, like, she's definitely belongs in that match. Like, she's pushed as man or woman does not matter. She is pushed as you know one of the top stars of the uh, of the company, and and yeah, and and somebody that should be involved in big time matches like that. So yeah, I, I have no problem with it. Yeah, and I mean, and also, um, 
Diona versus um, TBA is going to be quite interesting. So there's, I mean, for me, for me, like Diona is uh, one of the best women's wrestlers in in North America. I think this is going to be interesting um, because obviously she's holding the ROH belt, and that is now property of um someone else <laughs> in the wrestling world so it's and there's an roh show before this yeah so i know that my i i think that the roh now would want to to get that belt off her but how is this how that's going to work and whether whether that she whether she's going to make an appearance at the roh show before um is something that is being maybe talked about but I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. So she could end up losing both belts in one night. I kind of think, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking that Taya Valkyrie makes a lot of sense to be the TBA because she is around. But then there is that Gringo Loco show at this, around about the same time, right? So Yeah, I don't, as far as I know, I don't think she's on that show. Uh, you know, I... I let me double check to make sure she's not on that show. She is not on that show. I mean, Johnny is. You know, Johnny Impact, Johnny, whatever, uh, is on that show. But as far as I know, she is not, and I don't think she's booked anywhere else at that time. I, let me check if she's on this Martinez uh, Entertainment Lucha show. No, she's not on that one either, as far as I tell. So she's available, I think, if 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 um, if you need her. Yeah, but that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. as far as the multiverse gimmick goes as well for the whole, the sort of the theme of the 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 show. So I would say that seems likely. Um, the other thing is, um, this is probably the, the, the match that is, I think some people have criticized this match, like the, ta- the, the women's tag match is a sort of get everyone on the card, um, sort of match. And I don't have a problem with getting everyone on the card, like, and that's fine. And I think like, if, if the crowd, um, at this show are lively and if they are sort of impact heads, um, I think that this, this women's tag match will be quite fun. Um. Rosemary is like is is really over with like hardcore impact fans and um Lady Frost as well like she's been with the company like a few months um she's definitely someone to look out for like every time I see her have a match there's always something that she does that is like oh wow that's pretty cool so yeah I'd keep an eye on her um as well and then um as far like you know I said that Jay White, Sabin, Ishii, Edwards, Shelley, Bailey—they're like the main course. Like to me, Mickey James, Oldis, Chelsea Green, Matt Cardona—that's like the pudding. Um, some people are not going to have space for this match, um, but other people are going to love it, and they're going to like feast on it. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm halfway between. This match is going to be. Nah. I don't, I don't know what do you think yeah about have you have, so have you watched have you been catching up with any nwa at all have you watched any recent nwa or no no okay so the, and this is and this again this is what's really fun about this show is there's a lot of different things for different people depending on what other companies you're watching which is a, a credit to impact having so many different kind of tentacles and other companies this is built up like almost exclusively on nwa uh, on their pay-per-view at the crockett cup and on their television or whatever where you know nick aldis and Matt Cardona had been going back and forth and trading the title and doing this sort of stuff. And, and it's been all kind of building up to, you know, Cardona being 
similar to what he's been doing in GCW, where he's just a total asshole to the NWA fans. He's, he thinks NWA is stupid. He thinks it's lame, all that sort of stuff. And so now they're bringing this match, which, again, has been almost entirely built up on NWA television, to this Impact Wrestling show. So if you've been watching NWA, I think, like you said, you're going to say, oh, this is actually a pretty well-built and pretty interesting match. I'm kind of excited to see this. But if you're just like somebody who's only watched Impact or or, or whatever, you might go, what the, what the heck, Matt Cardona and Nikki Jam, what the hell is this match? But, uh, again, it, it, that's why I think this show is so interesting and so unique is that a lot of different stuff has been built up elsewhere. Deanna Perazu, she could maybe have a match with somebody she's been having stuff, doing stuff in AAA with. Uh, Ishii and Edwards, it's just kind of an offer match of like a New Japan star and, and, and uh, you know, an Impact Ring of Honor Noah guy, you know, for many, many years, Eddie Edwards. Uh, Jay White and Chris Saban, a lot of stuff's been done on like New Japan Strong with those guys. And it's also just kind of, so there's a lot of just different stuff on the show that is, you know, they, they, they kind of, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, multiverse of match you know, uh, uh, name, but there's a lot of stuff that's been built up elsewhere and just kind of proves and, and, and shows the hard work that, um, that impacts done over the last couple of years of, of making sure that they have relationships with just about every wrestling company in the world. And, and you're kind of seeing the fruit of that labor, you know, in the show with a lot of different stuff built up from a lot of different places. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I remember when Billy Corgan said very specifically, he said, um, I'm, we're open to working with any wrestling promotion except Impact. <laughs> like he specifically said that like a few years ago. Yeah. So I think it does show a lot. I mean, I think Scott Demore like deserves a lot of um credit for what he's done. Like he doesn't often get mentioned in conversations about like like the best promoters in wrestling. But I feel like him and probably a few other people that I don't know don't that I don't know the names of behind the scenes of just to build up the, the impact brand and not sort of reforging these relationships with NWA, with uh with New Japan, um, etc. Um, yeah, all credit to them. Yeah, the reputation of of Impact from where it was. I mean, hell, even when I went to that New Jersey show, like I said, that was kind of peak sort of trash NW, uh, you know, TNA at at their, you know, it was still Impact. I think it was Impact at the time or whatever, but it's still, it was still just kind of like they're kind of trying to figure out their identity, figure out what they are. The rubble of the uh, the, the Russo era, the rubble of the uh, you know Bischoff Hogan era, the seventeen different people owning the company back and forth, and now for the last few years they've been kind of boringly stable. It's been like, yeah, you know, it's just got the more building up all these relationships. Uh, these wrestlers kind of building back up and and yeah it's been kind of cool to see them you know get back to where they were you know during the first Scott Demore era when they then they first kind of you know got themselves a, a pretty good reputation we're working with a bunch of different companies all over the world we're working elsewhere it's cool to see them you know and it was not easy it took a long time a lot of build to get there but yeah they're now at a point where it's like their reputation is is so much better than it was you, you know five years ago yeah. a decade ago and, and they now feel especially and I think this weekend is a great representation of where they've come and it's like hey look here's just a pretty damn good wrestling show with a lot of good wrestling not it's pretty low on on you know dumb stuff quote-unquote dumb stuff and it's pretty big on just like hey here's a bunch of great wrestlers do having great matches doing great stuff here's some well-told stories here's some you know they have top talent <laughs> you know at this point they have you know tops you know independent talent top talent internationally and they've all kind of been able to do that via hard work on their own and and, and via building up those relationships or building back those relationships most of these relationships are ones they had and then destroyed them for one reason or another and have little by little had to build them back up so that's a credit to them for sure well, you know, I enjoy um, some Outlaw Mud Show um, stuff as much as the next person. But, yeah, I do also agree with you that it's good to see a quite a serious card um, that they've, they've put on um, for this. I, also, just the other ones to talk about was the Briscoes and the Good Brothers. Um, I actually didn't watch a lot of ROH, so I'm not that familiar with the Briscoes. 
Um, but obviously, I know that they have really good reputations for being good workers. Now, a lot of people like sort of kind of down on the Good Brothers as sort of wrestlers in matches. But like, actually, if they want to go, they can go. And they had a really quite a pretty pretty good match with um, God at a, at a recent Impact show. Yeah. So this could be something. This could be something pretty good. Um, and then the the other match is Moose and PCO versus Josh Alexander and Jonah, which I imagine will main event. And um, I I'm actually kind of really looking forward to this match, perhaps more than anything else. I think it's just the style the styles of all these wrestlers is it's it's going to be yeah it's going to be big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's again, what I was going to say. It's just a bunch of dudes, just some absolute four dudes going in there and being dudes. Yeah, that's uh. Jonah's awesome. I love Jonah. Josh Alexander, you you know, I think one of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, still underrated. Somehow still <laughs> woefully underrated. We've tried like hell on this website. We've tried. Andrew Sinclair has wrote multiple articles about it. I've tweeted about it. Yeah. I've talked about it in the flagship. You know, you've talked about it. Everyone, we, we're trying like hell to make sure that people understand that Josh Alexander is as good as we say and, and still woefully, woefully underrated for how good he is. I mean, legitimately one of the best wrestlers in the world last year uh, and probably does not get anywhere near the amount of credit that he deserves. Uh, him and Jonah, that sounds like an awesome team. And then, yeah, Moose and PCO is just like a fun – yeah, I, I can't wait for this match. That's just – that's a really, really fun match uh, between those guys. And, yeah, I, I think you're probably right. It's either – it might be Good Brothers and Briscoes, but I if I was booking it, I'd probably put Jonah and Josh Alexander as your main just because I think Josh and Moose uh, stand out as kind of your, 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 your impact stars. But, yeah, we'll see when, when yeah, this actually goes. This, I mean, this is definitely a, a boarding the stories that um, for Rebellion um, next month. Um, so, so yeah, and I'm quite interested to see Moose go like sort of facing off against Jonah um, because whatever happens at Rebellion, I can see Moose versus Jonah being um, pretty good matchup uh, in the future sometime. And um, Moose is Moose is a guy who is, I think, he's. He's never really had a reputation as being this great wrestler, but when he has a big match, he really steps up and he really like goes beyond what you imagine he can do for a man like his size. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm, you know, PCO, um, please don't kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> he might. I don't. Uh, yeah, you can try. You can try to convince him, but uh, he's got a lot of bookings this weekend. He's he's in a bunch of different stuff, so. There is a possibility that maybe he does have to chill it out just because uh, he is going to be booking elsewhere. But he is also PCO, so, I mean, you can only warn yeah. him so much. <laughs> I mean, he's probably still going to try to kill himself, so. It is It is what it is. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think that'll be a, I think that'll be a pretty awesome match. Um, uh, and, yeah, I, I think it has to be the main event. I can't imagine it. I mean, maybe, maybe Diona versus T-Bay could main event as well. And Impact have been pretty good about like um, having the the women main event and it feeling quite natural and organic. So that could also be um, that could also be the main event. But um, yeah, I imagine that Moose, PCO, Josh, Josh Alexander, and Jonah are going to main event um, this show. But again, yeah, this is Impact's uh, Multiverse of Matches, 9 p.m. on Friday. Uh, we'll be streaming on Fight TV, uh, VoiceOfWrestling.com/slash/fight. Also part of the Fight Fest WrestleCon bundle. Uh, as well so yeah that's that seems like an awesome show to make sure you're checking out and make sure you're going to be able to watch live because yeah it's pretty stacked uh, and i'm pretty excited about it so uh, uh before we bid you adieu uh you and uh any other shows matches wrestlers that you're going to be kind of watching for this weekend or or uh, anything else that kind of caught your eye uh this mania weekend um 
I, you know, I've been following some of the announcements, and I know I was in the Voices of Wrestling, um, one of the Voices of Wrestling channels, and people keep announcing these shows where, and there's sort of a groan of like, oh no, not another WrestleMania weekend show um, full of people that I've never heard of. But I'm going to try and catch, I'm not going to, I don't know which one it will be, but I'm going to try and catch one of these sort of, um, uh, shows where you've never heard of anyone, and I just want—I just want to, you know, get a sense for yeah. these for the upcoming uh, generation of wrestlers who, you know, it's going to be—it's going to be their only chance for a year to get as many eyes on them as possible. So, you know, you know, they're going to be—they're going to be bringing their A game. So, yeah, there's probably like for pe- for people like who haven't really experienced it a lot, like definitely checking out some of the lesser well-known shows is um, is a good idea. And I think the I think the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show looks yeah. quite good as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. I think there's a I can't remember the match, but there's a match with Jonathan Gresham, Ace Austin, and Black Taurus as a as one team. Yeah, it's uh, Ace Austin is, Black Taurus. It's a really random team. Yeah, <laughs> it's Ace Austin Black Taurus, Jonathan Gresham versus Michael Oku, Ray Horus, and Laredo Kid. Which uh, that's a that's a lot of really good wrestlers in in in, in one match. So I, I would imagine that's going to be pretty wild. Yeah, I'm going to definitely try and check that one out as well. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, there's like 59 shows, I think, going on this week, and not all of them are streaming live. But yeah, the, your approach, I think, is the best way to do it. It's just if you're around, if you're just kind of watching something, just clicking on, and if it's a wrestling that's live, just kind of watch it and see. And, and yeah, maybe take some notes, and, and you're probably going to see somebody you've never seen before. And yeah, you might see some bad wrestling, but you might find uh, a few people that you've never seen before. You might see some really, really great wrestling as well. And that's the fun of WrestleMania weekend is that there's just something on at all times, pretty much. So yeah, don't maybe don't get too serious about it. Maybe don't think that you're always going to see a show of the year or a match of the year or whatever. Just watch a show and, and, and you know. And then turn your mind like, off for a little bit and watch some wrestling. So, and then in like five years' time, when they're on um, WWE or AEW, um, you can say, "Well, I I I knew that guy five years ago." You can yeah. you can gatekeep. Yeah, you can be a bandom. hipster. Yeah, you can be uh, a gatekeeper yeah. hipster and say, "Hey, you know what? You don't really actually know this guy because I watched him on Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise on Switch." So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So actually, I, I am a better I fan than himself, you are. Uh, I watched himself for a bear on Zicky <laughs> Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. So uh, uh, even before we uh, we uh, depart, uh, you, you had no plugs, you said, but uh, you, you have written some stuff for VoiceTheWrestling.com. Uh, y- do you want to plug Twitter? Twitter kind of stinks. You probably don't want to plug Twitter. Twitter's not that good. Um, if you want to plug Twitter, you can, though, I guess. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, yeah, just, I don't I don't. I can't remember my Twitter name. Um, I did actually make a Twitter account just for wrestling. Um but um, yeah, it's you and WCX on Twitter. I'm going to put my match of the year um, notebook as my tw- as my sticky post there. So if you want to get some good matches, uh, check that out. There you go. Yeah. So thank you uh, so much for coming on here, helping us preview Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise uh, and the Impact Wrestling Multiverse of Matches. You and you have a great day, and uh, thank you again for coming on here. Cool. Thank you, Rich. And continuing our previews of WrestleMania weekend, it is Music of the Mat host, Andrew Rich. Andrew, how's it going? Hey, Rich, how's it going? It's good. I'm good. Thanks. And uh, I know we're doing this after a long time away from each other. 
I think uh, ten whole days since the last uh, <laughs> time we talked yeah. on the flagship. So yeah, I, I uh, nice Rich, to reconnect. Yeah, yeah, I've Andrew Rich. Uh, uh, not, not fatigue, the opposite. I, 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 I need Andrew Rich back in my life. I need some some more Andrew <laughs> Rich discussion. So we're gonna do that here uh, in uh, talking about WrestleMania weekend. And you, in a weird uh, turn from where most people went, uh, decided to just talk about good shows, which is strange because. Um, a lot of other people are like, oh, this show looks terrible. I can't wait to talk about it. And you were like, it's, I'm yeah. going to talk about good shows with good wrestlers on it. So that's a weird, weird, weird uh, stance that you took here. But I, I appreciate it. It's bold. It's a bold stance. Andrew. It's funny because uh, when you put up the sign-up sheet for all the shows, I was at the movie theater watching The Batman. And it's a three-hour movie. So by the time I got out of there, I'm like, I look at it. It's like, uh-oh. I, did I miss everything? Did all the good shows get taken? And sure enough, I see, huh, Russell Khan Super Show. That's still on the air. Oh, USA versus the world. That's still on the air too. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll do them. If no one else wants to do them, I'll take them. So yeah, why do I not? <laughs> so here you are. Yeah, doing doing good shows. Weird. Uh, anyway, before we uh, get into uh, extra WrestleMania weekend itself, uh, I'll let you get some plugs out of the way. I mentioned you are the host of the music of the mat. So if you want to plug away a little bit about that, uh, where people can follow you, where people can listen to what you do, and all that other good stuff, before we dig into the uh, minutia of, of WrestleMania weekend here. Sure, sure. So yeah, the music of the mat, a wrestling music podcast here on the lovely. VOW Podcast Network. It's available uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all your favorite places. Comes out every other Tuesday. Uh, most re- recent episode I did was with Neil David. I did a New Japan grab bag with him. A lot of fun. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. And all my writing is at VoicesOfWrestling.com as well. There you go. All right. So let's let's talk about WrestleMania weekend in general uh, before we dig into the shows that you wanted to talk about. Uh, what's your temperature on Mania weekend? Uh, are you are you looking forward to it more than usual, less than usual, about the same as usual? Where, where, where are you at right now with Mania weekend? Uh, I think compared to last year, a little bit more. And that's because the, the actual big name shows are kind of back this year. You got ROH back. You got New Japan running again. You got Russell Khan shows, AAA. So in terms of that aspect, I'm a little bit more excited than last year. That said, you know, it's still, you know, modern day media weekend, which is where everybody runs, no matter how big you are, how small you are, everybody runs pretty much. So you got a lot of, um, well, less than still stuff, I think on, on the, on the docket there. So yeah, I, I'm not too, too hyped for it, but I, at least I know that there's reliable stuff I can watch this year, I think. Yeah, perhaps. and I guess that's it's maybe something that we should probably start thinking about a little bit more moving forward is just like being a little bit more judicious about what we I mean, we t- we try on this website and, and and that's kind of what our goal is, is to talk about everything. And for most people, that's not their WrestleMania weekend experience is like knowing like most people do not know that, you know, like half of these shows are existing on this weekend. Most people probably just know uh, the big time shows. But we try to, you know, obviously let everyone know everything that's going on, every single match, every single wrestler, everything that's going to be there. And it makes it so overwhelming in the sense that, like, you're absolutely right. When if you honestly just sat down this weekend and watched the shows that you and I are going to talk about here over this next half hour, it'd be a great WrestleMania weekend. Most likely you're going to see a lot of really cool names. Stars of the past, current stars, lucha stars, stars from Japan. Star- I mean, you're going to see a ton of shit. And that's, I mean, if you was just those three shows, it'd probably be a hell of a weekend for you. You would say, wow, that was a pretty goddamn good weekend. But the idea that, like, again, that there's 20 shows on Friday and 15 shows on Thursday and all this sort of stuff makes it, you know, so you feel like you're, you, you know, you're kind of forced to talk about or discuss or look at all these other shows. But, yeah, maybe we should uh, in the future just kind of try to take a little bit more of a a, a, a measured approach about it and just say, hey, look, like. 
look at the top dog. Look at ROH and the WrestleCon stuff and New Japan and Impact and a few other things here and there. And yeah, that's yeah. a great weekend, you know, if it's just that. Yeah, I mean, especially compared to last year where you have where it was still in the early days ish of the vaccine with, with COVID and all that. I think this year, um, you're a lot more comfortable, I think, in terms of, of that stuff too. So if you're going there live, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun to you know go to those shows as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're someone who's planning on watching a lot of stuff, um, just probably be prepared that a lot of it will be probably be very good. Um, but that's true for, I think every mini weekend, I think in, in recent memories there, Rich. So it's right, just, right. It's, it's gotta maybe, be, like, yeah, gotta, gotta be judicious as you said. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Maybe it's something that's not unique to any one WrestleMania weekend. It's now just kind of the norm, uh, uh for Mania weekend, but uh, let's get into the shows that you and I wanted to talk about here. Uh, we'll start with Thursday, March 31st at 9 PM, kind of the highlight uh, of the Thursday night. Uh, shows here. It's the Mark Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show, the the former WrestleCon Super Show, now named in honor of Mark Hitchcock, who uh, tragically passed away a couple years ago, but was involved in, in a lot of the stuff happening with WrestleCon, and uh, his namesake now has become one of the better shows of Mania Weekend every single year. It, it probably gets underrated in that sense that I think it it's a, it people kind of go and say, well, the cards are really good, but the shows don't always deliver. I, I think the shows are pretty damn good, <laughs> you know, all time, all things considered. But uh, this is going to be Thursday, March thirty first. Again, it's pretty much on its own. You have, you know, streaming live, you have Joey Janela's Spring Break starting at 8. So uh, it's, I guess, going up against Janela's Spring Break, uh, assuming that that show is going to be more than an hour. It will be more than an hour. So uh, you're probably picking between one of those two. But otherwise, you don't really have a whole lot else uh, going on at that 9 p.m. Uh, time slot. So, yeah, this this should get a lot of views and, and hopefully be well attended. Uh, Thursdays are, are, are kind of tough, but a lot of people, if you're in for the weekend, you're probably in by Thursday. So there could be a lot of people seeing their first mini weekend show uh, live uh, you know, at 9 p.m. here for the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. Uh, it is streaming on Fight as well, so if you're not there live, you can get it on uh, VoicesWrestling.com slash Fight. Uh, it's also part of the Fight Fest, which is the WrestleCon uh, bundle over at uh, Fight as well. But uh, the show looks, on paper, pretty damn awesome. We'll run down the, the matches here, and then we'll talk about some of the stuff here. Uh, Biff Busek versus Minoru Suzuki. The Briscoes versus Homicide and Loki. Bandito versus Mike Bailey. Tomohiro Ishii versus Timothy Thatcher. Mia Yim versus Athena. Ace Austin, Black Taurus, Jonathan Gresham versus Michael Oku, Ray Horus, and Laredo Kid, And then just announced, uh, actually a day before we record here, I'm glad uh, that we're recording here just a little bit later, uh, Team Onita. Yes, that Onita versus Team PCO. Yes, that PCO. So, <laughs> man, oh, man, what a what a show on paper, man. This looks awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on here. And a good variety, too. You got your, you know, your big tough guy matches with, Ishii and Thatcher and Suzuki and Busick. You got your tag stuff as well. You got the, you know, the, the crazy spectacle, I'm sure, with Bandito and Mike Bailey. You got the women's match. You got the six-man tags and the the uh, the spectacle, quote-unquote, of Onita versus PCO <laughs> and their team. So, you know, it's it's a good variety. And um, I don't know if there will be more matches announced. There are more people scheduled to appear, I see. So we'll see what happens on there. But, yeah, Rock uh, and Roll Express we have right now, yeah. uh, are Rock- announced to appear, but we don't know where they're at just yet. So probably with Onita, their buddy, their good friend <laughs> at Sushi Onita, I'm sure. <laughs> I would love to see those guys in a conversation together. That'd be awesome. But, uh... Yeah, and uh, John Morrison, too. Uh, or John John Hitchcock. John <laughs> Johnny Russellcon. Yeah, Johnny Russellcon. Johnny Russellcon, whatever his name is going to be in this time around. <laughs> right. But uh, he's scheduled to appear as he's well. He's got so, three yeah. names this many weekend alone. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty absurd. We're getting we're getting ridiculous here. I think we're just going to have to pick one and go with it. it it's, it's getting a little too much 
but uh, yeah, there you go. That uh, yeah, like you said, I think there's a really cool variety in this show, more so than really almost any show. I think this entire WrestleMania weekend, because there are some shows that are doing stuff really, really cool. Like there's some lucha shows there that are doing like really, really fun lucha stuff. There's obviously deathmatch shows that are going to give you some really good deathmatch. There's some kind of all around indie shows that are going to give you kind of the the, the flair and the, and the and the flavor of current indie wrestling. And then there's this where there is like there is just something for everybody, like you said. If if you're into kind of strong style big guys stuff, like you said, you got Busick and Minoru Suzuki are just going to kick the hell out of each other. If you're kind of an old school wrestling fan, in a lot of ways you're going to get, I'm sure, a lot of nostalgia and Onita versus PCO. Uh, if you're into kind of 2000s indie wrestling, you get the Briscoes versus Homicide Loki. That's aw- like mm-hmm. Homicide Loki versus the Briscoes. Are you kidding? That's awesome. And then, like you said, the high flying spectacle stuff with Bandito and Bailey. Uh, I, I really like that Ace Austin Black Taurus Gresham versus Oku Horus and Laredo Kid match, too, because those are uh, a lot of guys mm-hmm. that they're probably going to be p- people watching that maybe have only seen a couple matches of all those guys, but I think that has a chance to be really, really cool. And like you said, the women's match, too. I mean, there's not a whole lot of like great women's wrestling on this Mania weekend. Uh, as a result of you know Shimmer not running and 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 there not being you know that many dedicated women's shows, but getting Mia Yim and Athena on there, I mean that that has a chance to be really really good as well. And then oh yeah, Tomohiro Ishii and and Timothy Thatcher, <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> wow, this is a hell of a show, man. It's great. Yeah, it's a very much a super show in terms of of the variety of what you can what you can have to offer. Um, and again, it's it's a good time slot too because not much else going on really. Uh, compared to, I think, Friday, which is just an insane day uh, you know, with all these those shows running. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this show a lot, especially with all the, match, the matches announced, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, the, the chances of you getting, like, spit on or hit by uh, Karen Jarrett is pretty low this year. It's not ah, zero. It. It's not zero. <laughs> we don't know that she's not going to be there. But, uh, it's on my it, bucket list, Rich. On my bucket list right there. <laughs> one so. day. It, it's not that <laughs> one hard. Day, one day, baby. One day. <laughs> Andrew, all you have to do is go to a show where she's at. And you, there's a good, I mean, there's like a 60% chance it could happen. So uh, <laughs> don't lose hope, Andrew. Don't lose hope. There, There is still time. But uh, uh, anything else about the, uh, the, the Hitchcock uh, Memorial Show? Or should we move on? Not much. I mean, what you see is what you get. A lot of really cool matches, a lot of first-time matches as well. You know, Biff and Minoru Suzuki is going to be a first-time match. Uh, I believe Ishii Thatcher, first-time match there as well. And, uh, you know, I got to say, um, you know, Ishii is a guy, along with, like, Mike, Mike Bailey as well, two guys who are having just – going to have a great weekend, I think. Because Ishii has, uh, you know, this. He has Dickinson. He has Eddie Edwards, too. And uh, Speedball has Bandito. He's got Davey Richards, which we'll talk about soon. And he's got um, he's gonna wrestle Alex Shelley in the Impact Show. Yeah, I think he's wrestling PCO on the on Spring Break. So yeah, he he those is guys, everywhere. That man is making taking full advantage of his new yeah, visa making up for lost time. Yeah, <laughs> and, and good everybody for him everywhere. Yes. And good for him because he's one of the best around. I think. Yeah. So um, he's definitely making up for lost time, and and he's gonna have a great weekend. And I think Ishii too with his slate of matches as well. So uh, yeah, this show is definitely one to watch. I think for sure. Uh, and then we'll move on to uh, Friday. Uh, as we said, on Friday, April first, there is just an ungodly amount of stuff happening uh, this this week. Uh, it, it's just it's insane. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> Pretty much all time slots completely full. Uh, just a, just a stupid stupid amount of stuff uh, happening here. But uh, we're going to talk specifically about Friday, April first, five p.m. from the Fairmount Hotel, also uh, the the site of WrestleCon. Uh, as well, uh, this will be on Fight TV, also on the uh, the, the WrestleCon bundle, the Fight Fest bundle, uh, on Fight as well. But it is New Japan Pro Wrestling's Lone Star Shootout, and when this first got announced that New Japan was running here, I mean there was a little bit of like, hey, you know what? Cool, it's gonna be the New Japan USA guys mostly. It'll be and and like this card still has a lot of that flavor. It still has a lot of the New Japan USA flavor to it. 
Uh, but I think there's a lot of really fun stuff on the show, even with that kind of heavy New Japan USA flavor. I think they did a good job getting Ishii in. Uh, obviously, Minoru Suzuki coming in uh, definitely helps as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think about this card uh, overall before we kind of go match by match? Because I think they got some really, really cool stuff here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it feels really no different not so much different than a typical New Japan Strong show lineup, which they usually do have very good show cards um, and very good shows and just in general. So it's not that different. Obviously, with Ishii coming in, that's a pretty cool deal. And Mike Bailey, again, showing up here against Jay White, which is you know, a, nice little, a nice little deal there. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's not you know crazy off the wall compared to other Strong tapings. But look, it's New Japan Strong. You're going to get a really good wrestling show with a lot of really good, really good wrestling on it. So... It may not be a special big time WrestleMania weekend show compared to you know uh, other shows perhaps, but for what you're going to get out of New Japan, it's you know it's pretty damn good, I think. Yeah, and I think you 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 know the certain level of quality. If you're a New Japan Strong yeah. viewer, if you're I mean, there's a certain level of quality that you're going to get, just like professionalism and and stuff like that. That uh, you know, not to say that it'll be lacking this weekend, but there will be certain shows that do not have that level of uh, <laughs> of, uh, of <laughs> professionalism. Is probably the best way to put it. And uh, with this show in particular on Friday, I mean, it is a loaded. Week. I mean, at 7 p.m. is when everything the shit hits the fan for you know Friday, and pretty much everybody is running all from like 7 to 9 p.m. But uh, at this time slot. 5 p.m. You're kind of open. You have for the culture, obviously, at 3 p.m. Um, and you're pretty you're pretty clear after that. So I mean, if for the culture is 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 wrapped up, or, or you feel like you've seen enough, I mean, you can pretty easily watch this new Japan show before, like we said, 7 p.m. and and then everything runs. And if you're there live, like it's going to be a little tricky to, to to balance out everything that you're going to be trying to do at the same time. But uh, it, it, I think at 5 p.m. on Friday is a pretty damn good time slot. Uh, for this New Japan show. But let's get into the actual uh, matches itself. Uh, Chris Dickinson versus Tomohiro Ishii, uh, as we mentioned. Uh, Jay White versus Mike Bailey. Uh, this is a very fun match here. Juice Robinson, David Finley, Kevin Knight, and Daniel Garcia versus... He's back. Mascarita Dorada is back in the fold here. I'm excited about this. Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Yuya Uemura. Ren Narita versus Rocky Romero. Killer Cross versus Minoru Suzuki. Alice Coughlin, Fred Rosser, DKC versus Tom Lawler, J.R. Kratos, and Royce Isaacs. And then Blake Christian versus Jonah. So we'll start. Uh, Dorada is back in the fold, Andrew. You ready to see? I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to see this guy back in, in New Japan. Yeah, he uh, he had his first match back, I think, a couple weeks ago uh, on the um, the Miami sh- uh, the Tampa Bay show, I believe, against TJP, which hasn't aired yet. Uh, so that should be uh, should be pretty good. Or was it St. Petersburg? Uh, whatever, whatever. I think it was St. Petersburg, Tampa. That's all the same. Who yeah, it's all the yeah. same to me. I don't <laughs> care. So yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, that hasn't aired yet. But that should be pretty good. And they're uh, a cruiserweight classic f- uh, final rematch, by the way. That match with TJP and him. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, look. It's a running joke at this point. The guy is one of the best around, and yet for some reason nobody wants to push him. I don't know who he slept with, you know, in all these different promotions, but <laughs> they just they don't want to they don't they want to push the guy apparently, but on a certain level. So, you know, hopefully with him being a New Japan strong, he'll get some some you know time back in the spotlight at least in a, in a major company, which is is you know more more you know. We'll see what happens with him, Rich. You know, hopefully he can get a good push, but. Uh, who knows? Maybe he wants to, you know, stop Dick Togo's wife. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? It's, I don't know. <laughs> and this is a, it's like a joke for like a decade now. It's not like a new and and it's not just in New Japan. It's not just in WWE. It goes to Mexico too. Where even then they were like, eh, what do you want us to do with this guy? And it's like I don't know. Push him. He's like incredible. He's really good. And every company does that. So he's either like the biggest dickhead in the world, or like you said, he's 
he, he has a, a problem that he can't stop just fucking everyone's wife or something. I don't know what it is. It makes no sense because there's no other reason not to push this guy. He's incredible. But yeah, uh, yeah so we've all just kind of assumed that he must be just doing something to, to, to cause it. But uh, yeah, this will be a good chance for him to come back uh, to New Japan, see what he can do here. But I'm, I'm really excited about that match. Uh, and the card itself, it's not like, you know, there's a certain... It's not. There are better cards on this weekend. I think there are definitely better matches, better cards, uh, better overall shows. But like, I just think that this one, because it's New Japan Strong, and people that don't watch New Japan Strong might not know. But there's just a certain level of of uh, of gravitas and professionalism to what New Japan does. It, it is still New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. I I'm pretty excited about seeing that, especially Dickinson and Ishii, which which will be awesome. Uh, it'll be a big. It'll be interesting, really, to see. And Andrew, I guess I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this to see Dickinson's health level as well, because he seems like a guy who is coming back very, very quickly from like the injury that he had, which sounded like an injury that was going to be a very, very big deal. He's back, uh, and he's wrestling a lot this weekend. And and there's some parts that he's wrestling in, or some matches that he's wrestling in, that you're like, ah, you know, he could probably take it easy on this one. I'd have to do too much. Uh, in there with Ishii is not a match where you could just kind of loaf around or or, or or use some gimmicks. I mean, he's going to have to go out there. And get the shit kicked out of him. So hopefully, uh, hopefully everything is is all mm-hmm. good there and tight, and his hips not going to dislocate anymore or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, what do you think about Dickinson this weekend? Are, are you hopeful? Are you cautiously optimistic? Where are you at with uh, with, with him? I mean, it's Chris Dickinson. He's a a big tough guy, so I don't I don't doubt that he's going into this with 100 percent of his own mindset, and he's believes himself to be completely healthy for this. And he's going to go hard no matter what, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he had that hip injury late last year on the Japan USA show um, late last year in that tag match early on. And it was pretty bad. He was out for a long time, obviously. But, you know, if you're going against Ishii, that's a pretty big match to come back with, along with other matches this weekend. And, you know, we could have been in a tag match, but, no, it's a singles match with Ishii. And there's a certain expectation with that. There's a certain measure of toughness I think you have to exude to be in a match with Ishii and, and to, to deliver. So I think he's going to go into this full force and hopefully he's, you know, he makes it through okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like Ishii's going to, you know, just completely, you know, take advantage of the guy, I think. But still, it's Ishii and, you know, you're expected to, to go pretty hard, so we'll, we'll see what happens, I think. So hopefully hopefully he makes it through okay. Yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be testing that hip in this match, for sure, because he's yeah. going to take some bombs and some things are going to happen. Um, another match that kind of stands out to me, and, and maybe not the best way, is uh, Killer Cross versus Minoru Suzuki. Now, I am not a big Killer Cross fan, never have really been. He's got presence, though. He's got aura. Um, he's going to be against an all-time aura and presence guy, Minoru Suzuki. Like, where are you on this match? Because I think some people are being a little too hard on it, even though I'm not a huge Cross fan. I don't know. Where, where do you stand on Cross versus Suzuki? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Killer Cross, uh, like a lot of people, especially with this site, not a huge fan of the person. Um, or the refs, I should say, Trey's a nice guy or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's... Suzuki in America is a pretty easy match type to do, I think, because people just want the guy to make funny faces and slap people around. And that's a pretty you know easy match type to do as opposed to just, you know, throwing bomb after bomb after bomb. So I think from that standpoint, he can he can do that you know pretty easily. Um, am I expecting a five star classic? I don't think so. But, you know, I'm sure he's going into this himself with, you know, very all seriousness and, and wanting to wanting to make a good impression with new Japan and wanting to deliver on this stage. And, and, you know, cause I, I know the, um, 
there was that story of him wanting to go to ROH and being in talks with them. And then the new regime took over and that kind of went by the wayside. So I'm sure he wants to get back, you know, on the horse and, and get back into a, a major company like this. And then a good match with Suzuki can do that for him. I'm sure. Um, but as far as expecting like a, a Matt classic, I, I don't think I am. Um, so we'll see how the fans, I think, take this. Cause if the fans take to it pretty well, I think it could elevate it. Um, but my hopes are not too, too high for it. I don't think Rich. Yeah. He's an interesting case that like a lot of like, you know, you're, 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 Died in the wool, like hardcore wrestling fans think he stinks, but like there's a good chance he's gonna come out here and be like the biggest star in this entire show, you know what I mean? Like, because he's got that presence, he, he mm-hmm. looks like a million bucks, and he's in there with Suzuki, so the crowds are probably already. I mean, the Suzuki, if you're worried about Suzuki pops and like him overexposing himself, I mean, it, 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 anytime this guy comes out, he still gets just a mega, mega, mega pop. So, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, elsewhere on the card, I mean, the rest of it is is all pretty solid stuff, like the Coglin roster, DKC versus Lawler, Kratos, and Isaacs is like if you're a New Japan strong. Uh, viewer, that match is right up your alley. Well built, been built for a long time between those two. Uh, I actually like Blake Christian and Jonah as well. It's it, it's a bit of a potential Styles clash, but I think in a good way, uh, a Styles clash of a uh, Blake Christian, you know, doing his high flying, doing all the stuff that, that that he does well, and then Jonah being you know the big monster that he is. Uh, I think that's got some potential to be pretty fun too. Mm-hmm. And we should note that uh, those two matches in particular are just for the live crowd because uh, those are being taped for New Japan Strong. The top five matches are airing live on Fight, so just be aware of that. And then they'll they'll, they'll appear later on on demand on mm-hmm, Japan mm-hmm. World. So um, if you're going to the show live, no problems there. You'll see the whole thing. But uh, if you're watching at home, it's just those top five matches. You know, Dickinson Ishii, Jay White, Bailey, uh, the Juice Robinson, uh, Dorada tag match, and all that stuff. Narita, Rocky, and Cross Suzuki. That's all airing on Fight. And then the live two matches are just for the live crowd for strong. Right, so yeah. so uh, if, you're, if you're buying the show just to watch Blake Christian and Jonah, uh, maybe don't. Yeah, <laughs> maybe just <laughs> wait, wait a while. Yeah, maybe just wait a bit. But uh, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. That uh, that is, that is a key. But uh, anything else about this New Japan show? Not much. I mean, again, it's it's what you're going to get out of New Japan. Just a lot of sod wrestling matches. And yep. I think with Dickinson and Ishii and, and Jay White Bailey in particular, those could be pretty damn great. I think. And you know, Narita Rocky Romero that could be really good too. Yeah, just it's, there's a lot of really good stuff on here that you're guaranteed to get at at minimum good. So um, I think it's it's going to be a fun show in that regard. And then we'll move on to Saturday, April 2nd. Uh, a little early here, 11 a.m. Ah, Fairmont Hotel in Dallas, Texas. WrestleCon's USA versus the world. It's early in WrestleMania uh, weekend uh, uh, speak because uh, some shows go very, very late. So if you're attending uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break, <laughs> that might not end until 3 or 4 a.m. Uh, Impact's got their midnight show as well. Uh, and there is a lot going on on this Saturday morning as well. NXT Stand and Deliver, the RIP takeovers on NXTs. Now you have an 11 a.m. show at the American Airlines Center in Dallas. Uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch also taking place from the Collective. Uh, Texas Mania is starting to run now on, on, on the Saturday as well. Uh, but plopped in the middle of all of it is WrestleCon's USA vs. the World, again from the Fairmont Hotel in Dallas, Texas. This will also be appearing on all the uh, the fight uh, packages uh, over uh, the uh, the Fight Fest package, uh, WrestleCon package, and uh, voiceofwrestling.com slash fight. But uh, WrestleCon USA versus the World, uh, undisputed British Cruiserweight Championship match, Michael Oku versus Rich Swan, Davey Richards versus Mike Bailey, Rachel Ellering versus Jessica Troy, the Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship, Sam Madonis, La Hiedra, Mr. Iguana, Golden Dragon, Fight Panther Jr., The Work Horseman versus Bandito and Ray Horos, Calvin Tankman versus Big Damo, and then Gringo Loco, Flip Gordon, and Caleb Conley versus Arez, Aramis, 
and Arrow Boy. Uh, what do you think about this USA versus the World show before we kind of you know hone in on a few uh, particular matches here? I think it's a pretty interesting card. Yeah, it, it's a nice hodgepodge of people who are there for the weekend, and uh, you know it's 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 at a time slot where they're probably available when not the major shows aren't running. Um, so yeah, they they've got I think a set they've assembled I think a really interesting card from that aspect. Um, uh, you know, is it as you know, is it a super car compared to the super show? Obviously not, but uh, I think there's enough, again, enough variety here to wet your whistle, depending on what you like in wrestling. I think they're rich. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah, I, I like, I like that there's a few, like, they're not matches that you would have made off the top of your head. I mean, that there's a lot of other matches and shows that have like very, very similar matches and similar kind of match structures and stuff. I think this one did a pretty good job of finding some unique matches, like the work horseman versus bandito and Ray Horos. Like that's a match I probably would not book, but I kind of want to watch. Like, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Cool. Let's do that. Uh, even the, Are- the Arez, Aramis and arrow boy. It's like, they found a pretty interesting team, I think, to to go against those guys. Like, I don't know. It might not be the best use of those guys, but it might be perfect in, in a gringo loco, Flip Gordon, and Caleb Conley. Like, Caleb Conley is not a guy that I think about immediately when I think of, you know, a Res Aramis and Arrow Boy, but uh, it might just work. I have no idea. It's, it's again, it's interesting. It's a unique card uh, in a lot of ways. And I think the, the Michael Oku-Rich Swan match is, is really cool in that sense that, you know, Oku is a guy who a lot of people in America have probably v- only seen a little bit and maybe only recently saw in the last year based off the uh, the Osprey match that got, you know, rave reviews from uh, many different circles. So he's pretty new and unique. And I think him against Rich Swan sounds like a really, really fun match. I mean, Rich Swan, uh, you know, has been a, a veteran of WrestleMania weekend, and this will be a big spot for him to kind of prove that he still, you know, can still go and still is great. Uh, and then the Warrior Wrestle Lucha Championship match, you know, it, it, it's a lot of kind of thrown together stuff. But I, I, I don't know. Overall, like, I, I can't say that I'm super excited about this show, but I also think it has a chance to be pretty damn good and maybe surprise people. Yeah, we, we went to the first one that they did a few years ago in New York together, and uh, we watched that show, and uh, that was a, it was a decent, pretty good show all around, really. And um, again, a lot of variety on that show, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you know what you're expecting here, you should you should get, I think, you should get a, a, a pretty good show again, I think. Um, but yeah, Michael Oku, I mean, it's amazing. I think Benno uh, brought this up on Twitter, but, you know, in another year, perhaps or another time, a guy who just got a five-star match rating from Dave Meltzer would be all over the weekend. And I think Oku only has two bookings, this and the Super Show. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see him only get like these two spots here, at least for now anyway. Uh, we'll see what happens over the, over the next few days. But but yeah, him getting this, you know, this, this title match here against Rich Swan, that's a, a pretty cool thing for him, especially if it's the main event, which I, I assume it's going to be. Um, but yeah, him only getting a few spots uh, on the weekend so far is it's notable. I think same with I think ACH only has two bookings for some reason. I don't know why he's I from Texas. Yeah, he has to just be telling people I don't want to get booked. There's no other way. Yeah. There's no other way. It has to be people calling him off the hook and 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 him just having to say no. I I can't do that. I can't. I don't want to because I, I will not. I will not rest knowing that ACH is going to come there wrestle two times and then just leave. It's like no, what? No, 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 yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the the trade-off is you're not wearing yourself out perhaps as much if you're wrestling on all these different shows. Um, so I think if Oku is you know going to this one as fully charged up as he can be, that's obviously an advantage and that's going to make for the better match. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think listen, it's it's going to be a good show because there's a lot of good wrestlers on it and some intriguing matches that I think will will end up being, you know, some pretty fun to watch, I think. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, Davey Richards and Mike Bailey, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but that's a really, really fun match, too, because it's just mm-hmm. like Davey at, at peak Davey, Mike Bailey, who is making full. He is one that I do want, like you had just talked about, I do wonder if he will get a little burnt out uh, as this weekend goes on, and maybe 11 a.m. on a Saturday, he's just like, yeah. ah, you know what? <laughs> I got I to gotta take it a little easier. I can't be going nuts uh, every I've single night. The, uh, I've done the shooting star knees onto the apron five times. <laughs> right, right. Not, not like he works, match, please. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he works a super clean style. And he's just like, all right, let's put a headlock in here and you know, get get the crowd going, and I'll make my comeback, shoulder block. Da, da, da. Like, no, it's Mike Bailey. It's, it's Speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah. He's going to do a lot of shit, and, and he's excited about doing that shit, which, you know, more power to him because he hasn't been able to do that in a America for, for quite a while uh, but yeah certainly I do wonder if, if you know he wakes up at uh, you know 9 a.m. Uh, in his hotel room in the Fairmont Hotel and just goes oh man <laughs> like ah oh, shit uh, okay all right let's do this you know let's go and, and I do wonder if he has to slow down at some point but uh, maybe it's not here maybe he'll be nice and refreshed and excited uh, to face Davey Richards but yeah I think it's a pretty fun show uh, not like a blowaway show but I like you said I think we you know the Russell Kind USA versus the world I always come away from those shows really really enjoying them so even if on paper they don't look uh, you know, maybe as good as some other things that that typically they do kind of they, they land or maybe overachieve a little bit uh, in in that sense. So uh, excited to watch it uh, nonetheless. But uh, anyway, Andrew, before we depart, is there anything else uh, this weekend that you're really looking forward to? Any matches, any events, any you know particular person that you're saying, hey, I cannot wait. You know, it's going to be one of my things this WrestleMania week. I'm going to focus on is this person, this event, this show, uh, this whatever. Is there anything uh, that stands out to you? Uh, pretty much just like we said, the super show on Thursday and, uh, again, Friday night with new Japan, ROH at impact all running, you know, on top of each other, pretty much. I think those shows in particular, I'm looking forward to because they have a lot of great matches, uh, on those, uh, again, Ishii, I'm going to follow him the weekend, uh, with Dickinson and Thatcher and those matches and Eddie Edwards and speedball again, I'll follow him this weekend. And, uh, and yeah, just, just the good wrestling, I think, Rich. I'll, I'll be looking forward to the good wrestling. Oh, that's a weekend, unique way so. to approach it, but I think that's yeah. a smart way to approach wrestling weekend, Andrew. But uh, anyway, before uh, we say goodbye, you want to get your uh, last uh, plugs in the way? You, you did it at the beginning, but let people know where they can listen to Music of the Mat, where they can find you, and all that other good stuff. Uh, yeah, once again, at Andrew T. Rich on Twitter, at Music of the Mat on Twitter. The show comes out every other Tuesday. Uh, and it's available on Apple and Google and Spotify and all those typical places. And uh, yeah, voicesofwrestling.com for all my writings as well. There you go, Andrew. Thank you so much for coming on here, helping us preview WrestleMania weekend. And our WrestleMania weekend preview coverage continues with Joe Gagne. Joe, how's it going? Good, long time no talk, Rich. Yeah, that's uh, Andrew said the same thing. Yeah, we've uh, it's been almost ten days since we uh, talked for three hours. So, uh, hi, how are you? How have you I'm been? I'm fine, actually. I, we didn't bring this up, but uh, as a weekend memory, uh, all three of us were at the DDT show together in New York. That's a right. Few years back, we watched that all together, and I remember because Andrew and I stood on a couch to um to get a good <laughs> view. And I think I don't know whether I was under a vent or I'm just a couple inches taller than Andrew, but I kept hitting my head all night. But he seemed fine. <laughs> I, I forgot just, you guys were on a couch. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, sight lines in La Boom, not not the best. No, but, uh, no. Yeah, and especially yeah, that's it's a weird venue. Yeah, it's a strange venue uh, where yeah, you wouldn't you'd be like, why were they on a couch? Well, there was there were several couches, so it's like you know that's not a bad spot. I remember finding out you guys were on a couch, and I was like, that's not a bad you know not a bad gig. No, but, uh, stood on the couch. It yeah, fun. and then I bought you that's drinks head, all yeah. night. I mean, your your, t- your tab was enormous. I don't know what it was. Rich, it was uh, yes, Rich. Was- 
uh, plied me with drinks and then made me uh, renegotiate my VOW contract. Uh, <laughs> I got a good deal out of it. And you're still on it, pal. Yeah. So now you got to do this. Sign up for the Patreon five times under uh, <laughs> terrible. You wanted those. Uh, forgot what you were drinking on that night. Some some sort of a mixed beverage. I forget what it was. Those. I remember when we um we all got together after the New Japan show. At uh, just some bar. It was like a lot of the. POW staff. I remember I'm like, oh, let's have a rum and coke, but that thing hit me like a, <laughs> I think it's like the weekend just caught up to me and because uh, yeah. that thing hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, that was, was the like, show where that, yeah, that, 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 that post, I think, because that was our last show that I was going to go to because yep. I was flying out the next day and I think I got ungodly drunk off one beer and then horribly, horribly sick the next day. So I think it was just <laughs> like my body being like, you're not sleeping, you're not eating, <laughs> and you're going to drink a beer. No, not, no, you're not going to do it. You have to eat or sleep, or I'm just going to make you sick immediately. And, and, and yeah, that's what it did. So I got uh, yeah, horribly drunk, horribly sick, and then I was sick for like two months afterwards. So oh, perfect. Oh, Russ, that's what sick. you can get from yeah. WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, I may have been COVID patient zero uh, with uh, <laughs> New oh, York's WrestleMania weekend. But uh, hey, that's the, the fun of many a weekend. But um before we get to the shows that we were going to talk about specifically, uh, Joe, I'll let you get some uh, plugs out of the way, and then uh, we'll talk about uh, the, the Mania Weekend in general. But uh, plug away. Where can people find oh, yeah, you? Where can people listen uh, to you? Where can do all that stuff? Yeah, the, the five-star match game is the main uh, subject right now uh, on the DOW podcast. It's the Wrestling Trivia podcast. We have, I think, 25 episodes out right now. Another one coming soon, I promise. Uh, talking 2000 Indies Wrestling. But yeah, they're they're all shows dedicated to a singular topic. They're pretty evergreen, so... If you find something you like, you can listen. They're all they're all great fun. Rich has been on there. We've had a ton of guests from the BOW staff and the and the, the world of wrestling. So definitely check that out. And Twitter is Joe Gagne, G A G N E. So follow me for whatever. There you go. Five star match game. I'm undefeated. Um, I believe on on those games. I'm mm. not gonna I'm not gonna look it up. No, Joe, we got too much else to do. We have too much else to do. I'd love to re, you know re, but I'm pretty sure I'm undefeated. But we'll go on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Uh, let's uh, overall. You, what, what are your thoughts on Mania weekend this year, Joe? You, you're one who has been to WrestleMania weekend in the past. Uh, are you are you are you pretty excited about it? Not iffy on it, down on it. Where, where are you at with Mania weekend this year? No, I'm kind of like, well, I, I guess I'll check these shows out. I guess I, I have to. <laughs> I, I'm, like, I'm not going anywhere. I got nothing else to do. So, um, yeah, no, it's just, I don't know if it's, a, a lot of it's been brought up before. There are other kind of destination weekends now in the world of wrestling. WrestleMania isn't the be-all, end-all. And I don't know, it's just not, not grabbing me the way it has in years past. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because we've had a few people mention that exact thing that they... That maybe for the first time ever, because of All Out and because of AEW, that now there does feel like there's other event weekends, and that it doesn't feel so much like, oh man, everyone's got to bring their best, a, you know, their top matches, their A game to this weekend. Because no, like they can do that in Dallas, you know, in in, in uh, or uh, Las Vegas in May for Double or Nothing. They can do it in September in Chicago for for All Out. So it does feel like we have more event weekends, whereas. Mania weekend isn't the kind of the be all end all that it was uh, even a couple years ago. So that that is an interesting uh, thought that yeah, a bunch of people have brought up that that might give you kind of different uh, you know overall thoughts uh, on the weekend. But uh, for the cases of this podcast, we are going to talk about the world of MLW, which Joe, as you know and everybody knows, never stops and it will not stop for WrestleMania weekend because they have two shows here Thursday, March thirty first, MLW in. <laughs> Intimidation Games. I don't know. I always say Imitation Games. For some reason. I don't know why I want to say Imitation Games. That's a different show. That's not going to be that good of a show. That one. MLW Intimidation Games uh, from Gillies in Dallas, Texas. That's going to be at 7 p.m. on Thursday, uh, March 31st. It's pretty clean uh, in terms of other shows going on at that same time. You have the uh, AAA uh, show that's at 5 p.m. in the Fairmont Hotel. 
you got a little bit of time. It's in Dallas, Texas. I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, I, I don't know how far Gillies is from the Fairmont, but I imagine not, not too, too far. So there's a possibility you can watch a, a, a AAA uh, and then go to this show because then there's really nothing else uh, at, until 8. Spring break going on at 8. Uh, of course, Gillies, they got to get out of there quick because Control Your Narrative's coming out afterwards. So uh, Intimidation Games got to be on their time cues because at 8 p.m. they have a call time for uh, Control Your Narrative Awakening. So uh, you can do that and then get as far away as humanly possible from Control Your Narrative. Uh, and then also 9 p.m. they have the Mark Hitchcock uh, Memorial Super Show uh, at the Fairmont. So a few things going on at the same time, but I think this is a pretty decent time slot if you're into uh, MLW, into what they're uh, they're providing here. But uh, what we have so far is uh, a pretty low, it, it, we only have three matches so far officially officially announced as of this recording, uh, but you know many more people announce and many more things that will probably happen as they're as they're doing you know you know tapings throughout the weekend and 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 kind of using this for their TV, uh, not just necessarily having a quote unquote you know WrestleMania Super Show or whatever. But we have MLW World Tag Team Titles, uh, EJ Naduka and Calvin Takeman. Uh, defending him against Arez and Gino Medina. We have Alexander Hammerstone versus Richard Holiday and the Von Eriks versus 5150. Uh, we also have a bunch of other, We, as we said, announced Davey Richards, Matt Cross, Jacob Fatu, Alex Kane, Myron Reed, um, Danny Rivera, Slice Boogie, Conad, Mads Kruger, uh, Casey Navarro, a bunch of other guys, Aramis, uh, a bunch of other dudes kind of scheduled to appear, uh, but no official matches for them just yet. But uh, what, what are your overall thoughts on this uh, MLW show? Uh, as as we look at it, you know what's announced so far and who's also scheduled to appear. Oh, it's, I'm looking at I guess the Eventbrite page, and I'm showing something totally different for Invitation Games. Oh, well then go on. No, this I mean I'm I'm at the this has uh fusion taping. It has uh Alex Hammerstone versus Jacob Fatu versus Mads Kruger and Davy Richards versus Richard Holiday and the Parks versus King Grell and Pagano. So this is I'm like this is are, are you looking at last year's? No, I swear to God, it says March 31st, 2022, 7 huh. p.m. All right, well, I guess we got to do some updating to our, uh, okay, <laughs> there we go. I mean, your card makes a lot more sense than what I... Yeah, what is, what is your card here? I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, not, I went to MLW.com, went to events, and... Uh, <laughs> one moment, let's... let's boy, what a, there's a live on air of figuring this out. Yes, your card is insane. I like your card a lot. Um, MLW events, I just want to make sure I'm looking at the same thing you're looking at here. Um Right, let's go here. So MLW. Yeah, what the hell is your card? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, something is going to happen on these shows. Wow. Okay, so yeah, this is... You got Shazam McKenzie versus Halladad. You got... What the hell? All right. Um, okay. <laughs> I have no idea what's... You know how much the world of MLW never stops? They can't even come up with a card for WrestleMania. <laughs> they come up with a couple. <laughs> this is really bizarre. I am uh, I'm very uh, confused right now, and I don't know what's going on. So, great. Where did um, your information come from? Because I just thought, well, I'll just look up. Uh... <laughs> I'm now not very confident where our information came from. I uh, Let me find out exactly where we uh, got our stuff from. Uh, so, the Azteca Underground, I think we have the same stuff. I think everybody has the same stuff. So. Uh, with that one, so we're we're good on Azteca Underground. Uh, let me see where we would have gotten the other thing for. But uh, all right, I don't know. <laughs> I'm very confused now. Let me see if I can go to their uh, official website here. Um, so if you go to their wiki, the, the Wikipedia, which is obviously not you know official in any way, that the ones that we have are there. And then also, if you go to well, this is two months ago, it says this, but that's not okay. Well, you know what? We can redo the segment and, <laughs> and maybe say that. 
Some places no, have... Leave this in. This is perfect. <laughs> it's insane. I guess it's a perfect encapsulation of WrestleMania weekend. So, all right. So you're going to either see... <laughs> you can show up. Yeah, we're going to keep this in. Uh, maybe I'll slice up a little bit of the... Okay, so uh, I've sliced up a little bit of the uh, dead space that we've had here. Uh, but we have conflicting information about what the hell is going to be happening here uh, at Intimidation Games. Uh, Joe went to the Eventbrite page, which does have a very good show. It has Alex Hammerstone versus Jacob Vatu versus Mads Kruger, Davey Richards versus Richard Holiday, L.A. Park and L.A. Park Jr. versus Gangrel and Pagano, which does not sound real. That's got to be made up. That's not real. <laughs> Enzo's Open Challenge, uh, Shazam McKenzie versus Holiday, E.J. Duca and Calvin Takeman versus the Bombay Fight Club, Myron Reed versus the Always Dangerous Question Mark, and several mystery matches will be revealed the night of the event. So, okay, you have that's that show. Um, and then uh, other places have the other show that we talked about. So, I don't know. <laughs> Whichever show you want in your head, you know, whatever show you want, that'll be the show that, that, that they'll present you. So, there you go. Um, I'm very, very, very confused, but uh, we'll go on with it anyway. So, all right. What do you got for me? I get those MLW press. Let me see it here. Talk about whatever card you want to show while I uh, double check what uh, MLW sent me recently as I can figure that out. So. Oh, I mean, matches like oh, Holiday versus Hammerstone, you'd think, you know, that's something that's been building. That's the hot angle on television right now. You think they would do that instead of a random three way match, but yeah. Yeah, it's someone just randomly. So there is. So it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, if you. It's like 50. 50- press releases a day none of them are about march 31st i promise you i looked up mlw i clicked the first 20 press releases i have meet microman and micro mobile in dallas april 1st free lucha event free lucha lunch sorry next friday as at azteca underground uh upcoming indie events von erickson hammerstone signed for trios match april 1st king mortis added to april 1st underground and enzo versus casey navarro grud oh sorry Grudge with no uh, uh, grudge, not grunge match, uh, or grudge, or with a D, just grudge uh, match added to April 1st in Dallas. Kane, I imagine corporate Kane and uh, the, you know, the demonic Kane versus Myron Reed versus ACH versus Puma King added to the April 1st uh, Azteca Underground, uh, and then Bandito versus Flamita April 1st Azteca Underground. So, okay, they have sent no emails about March 31st. If I look up MLW March 31st, I get uh, the closest email I get is. Officially from MLW is January 31st, and it's not even for this event. It's just saying that they're going to have an event on WrestleMania weekend. So, okay. I guess it's a mystery vortex then. It's either the show I'm talking about, the show Joe's talking about, or potentially uh, a show that none of us are talking about. So, I don't know. How do we preview this anymore? I don't know. Choose your own adventure, I guess. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's, let's uh, mercifully end this horrible segment and move on to uh, Azteca Underground. Uh, okay. Joe, yes. Um uh, will you be there getting the free lucha lunch that is going to be served at uh, Azteca Underground? Yeah, I can't wait for Ellie Park to cut me in line and just uh, <laughs> take all the food. What's even funnier is they they did a skit where those parks opened up a restaurant and then like a, a customer complained, so they beat him up. So I don't, that doesn't make me terribly <laughs> intrigued in having a lunch here. And uh, well, you better enjoy because it says, "quote The chef will prepare a variety of sizzling tacos served on soft flour tortillas." Here's your choices of tacos, sir: spicy sausage with egg and smoked cheddar, smoked bacon and onion with potato and egg, brisket with roasted pepper, cilantro, and queso fresco, and then a skillet queso with house tortilla chips, fresh salsa, pico de gallo, and sour cream. So uh, 
If you have a first or second row ticket, you get a free Lucha Lunch. The rest of you assholes... Um, oh, actually, you get nothing. No, this is not available to any other ticket holder. So buy your first row or second row tickets, or else you're starving while the guy next to you or in front of you is eating a, a brisket with roasted pepper, cilantro, and queso fresco taco. What a wow. Yes, then when everyone rushes to the bathroom at once, they can move down. <laughs> How, dare <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Caesar Duran would never. He only oh, that's the finest of chefs. Are you kidding? Yeah, the other big thing, you can have your picture taken at his desk and... Uh... <laughs> Towards, no, I'm serious. I'm not joking. Like, no, you're not wrong. No, no, the towards office and have a seat at a desk, I guess. And, um, yeah, so know, it's an interactive that's... experience. Uh, so again, the Azteca Underground interactive experience. Lucha Lunch, uh, the aforementioned Lucha Lunch. Uh, only if you're a first or second row ticket holder. Uh, you can also, as, as Joe said there, tour Caesar's office. It says, journey to the shadowy destination where Caesar Duran makes matches, schemes, and holds court. Here, you'll have a chance to take a photo sitting at El Jefe's actual desk and reign supreme as Azteca henchman stand guard over your Azteca empire. You can also meet Cesar Duran, a limited pre-show meet and greet with Cesar Duran. Get your autographs and photos. Meet Microman and the Micromobile. Uh, meet the world's greatest wonder and take a photo with Microman in this limited pre-show meet and greet. And then, Joe, and then, Caesar's Heist. Are you aware of Caesar's Heist? No, no, please, film me. Opportunities abound, Joe. Search Caesar's Cathedral of Violence on an Azteca treasure hunt before the show kicks off. The renegade's fortune, enough to finish the quest, will be rewarded with a gift from the gods. So I, I don't, is that a Legends of the Hidden Temple thing? Like, what are we doing here? I don't know what's, I don't know what I that hope, is. Yeah, I but... some interactive game show type deal. <laughs> I just want wrestling. I just want to know what's on <laughs> your wrestling show. Bad. But at least we know what's on this wrestling show, Joe. I think the information I have is the information you have is the same information that everybody has. It is an Azteca Apocalypto match. L.A. Park versus Jacob Fatu. The Von Erics and Hammerstone versus Richard Holiday, King Mortis, Mads Kruger. Super Lucha, Bandito versus Flamita. A grudge match, Enzo versus Casey Navarro, four-way for the Openweight Championship, Alex Kane, ACH, Myron Reed, and Puma King, uh, Mexican Strap Match, Aramis versus Gino Medina, and then Aerostar, Microman, El Dragon versus Strange Sangre, Arez, Mini Abismo Negro, and question mark, question mark, question mark, also Octagon Jr. versus Matt Cross. So, okay, is that the same card you have, Joe? Yes, yeah. Oh, phew, all right, good. What do you think of that card that we have? Yes, this card that will surely happen. I uh, look pretty good. It's uh, you know Flamido Ben uh, Bandito looks good. Octagon Junior Matt Cross should be good. Uh, La Park and Jacob Fatu had that really really good match on that one pay per view they did. I don't know if this will uh, will match up, but uh, it should be should be good enough. And if you're there live, certainly an interesting spectacle. And uh, yeah, not not a bad little show overall. I don't know what the competition is. Uh, for this show, yeah. Uh, so this is at clear. this is at two p.m. on on Friday, April first, from from Gillies, of course. Uh, you have Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise going on at one p.m. from the WrestleCon uh, area, and then you also have at three p.m. for the Culture uh, at the Fair Park. So there's some pretty good stuff. That Zicky Dice show does look pretty solid. Uh, for the Culture has a pretty decent card as well. So there is some competition here. But uh, what is interesting about this one is it's like the only if you want to watch a Lucha show at two p.m. You're good to go because, like, later in the night, there's going to be a lot of the Lucha shows going up against each other. Uh, if you're going to be there live, you have, like, Gringo Loco's show uh, as well as the Martinez show, which is pretty much right up against each other, right next to, you know, right back to back. So uh, if you're into, if you're saying, hey, I'm going to go to this weekend and I'm going to check out as much Lucha as I can, then, yeah, 2 p.m. Friday, April 1st at, at, at Gillies seems like you're, uh, you're play here because it's a, it's a very Lucha card. There's a lot of really good stuff that I, I think is pretty solid. Flamita and Bandito, as you said. 
Um, Octagon Jr. Matt Cross should be flippy as hell. Uh, I'm definitely here for that. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, Fatu and, and L.A. Park sounds really cool. And, yeah, I think there's enough stuff on the show uh, that if I was in the area, I would definitely uh, find a way to, to check out. And, uh, yeah, also with the spectacle of the Caesars. <laughs> Yeah, heist and <laughs> the lucha lunch and whatnot. So yeah, only for the first or second ticket holders. So if you're not in That's the first right. or second row, then you better come. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, food will not be for sale, you peasants. You can you don't That's get to right. eat Caesar Duran's meal. So yeah, and um, now this will all air on television or on YouTube down the down the road. So it's not like gee, I don't want to miss that. Well, you, you'll see it eventually unless you really want to be there live. You can see it for free. It's not something you have to worry about paying for. Right, uh, right, right. Paying right. for a show. Just something to consider. Yeah, and also, uh, I, I forgot to note here, uh, also scheduled to appear is uh, Alex Hammerstone, uh, 5150, Davey Richards, Von Erichs, uh L.A. Park Jr., El Hio L.A. Park, uh, Savio Vega, and uh, a few others. They, they doubled up when they have scheduled to appear. Most of those people are also in cards as well, but uh, those ones at least are not on the card. But uh, yeah, that looks like a pretty interesting one, and uh, at least we know what is going to happen, which is apparently better than the uh, uh, the first show, yes. which uh, is going to be a bit of a mercury vortex of sorts. But uh, they definitely put uh, a lot of advertising behind this uh, Azteca Underground show, so uh looks pretty good. And I think they didn't mention this, but I see it on their... Um, they didn't mention it in their email, but I did see it on our list, and I, I was able to find uh, a graphic as well. Holodad versus Chick Tormenta is also going to be on the show. So, All right. But uh, they did not mention it in that email. Did I, I? I don't think I mentioned that when I was talking about them. But uh, I don't believe so. But yes, anyway, it will be occurring. That is also occurring. So that is the world of MLW, and it is always uh, look. They're in ongoing. They're in massive litigation right now. They're busy. They don't have time to be booking all these shows uh, perfectly. They're uh, a shadow amongst uh, whatever the hell tree quote uh, Jeremy McDivitt tried to bury them with. Anyway, Joe, what else on WrestleMania weekend has got you excited? Are there any other shows, matches, wrestlers, or whatever that you're looking to? Uh, looking forward to checking out. Uh, the the world on Lucha show. I think I'm definitely going to check out along with the high spots, uh, super show and the the Ring of Honor one looks pretty pretty tempting. That might be a game time decision on that one. And I'm weirdly curious to see what Takeover is like. You know, at whatever it is like at noon Eastern time, uh, in front of a not the usual you know 50 people in the full sale to see what how people fans actually respond to uh, to all these new characters. I'm, really interested in and you know wrestlemania is always fun you know you're online you're cracking jokes have a cold one you know why not it's five bucks you don't have to have peacock uh it's you know it's uh you know even if it's not good you'll it's still fun yeah it's definitely gonna be interesting that uh that yeah nxt just feels like a complete non-factor this weekend when that used to be like the highlight of most people's wrestlemania weekends it's like no matter what's going on in wrestlemania weekend you're gonna get a kick-ass takeover uh, and now you have a stand and deliver at 11 a.m. Central on Saturday, which is just going to be so bizarre to like you know wake up, crack your knuckles, and and then watch NXT stand and deliver. It's just yeah, it used to be the highlight of the weekend. It now just feels like a complete afterthought. But uh, yeah, there's plenty of plenty of stuff to watch. And like you said, it's it's a, it's a weekend of wrestling. So what else the hell are you? You're a wrestling fan. What else do you have to do? You know, yeah, you nothing else to do. Just sit on your couch and watch wrestling. Just do that. So. Uh, but uh, anyway, Joe, uh, thank you uh, so much for coming on here, helping us preview MLW, sort of, kind of, um, in a way, or, or, or ruining my, uh, my my ability to uh, actually track these WrestleMania events and figure out what's actually going on <laughs> these shows. But uh, I do appreciate it. But uh, before we go, I want to let get your last plugs out of the way, let people know where they can uh, find you and listen to you and all that other good stuff. Yes, Twitter's at Joe Gagney, five-star match game here. And I will tell my favorite Rich story from meeting him WrestleMania weekend three years ago. It's oh, when. Man. We were looking for Lanza because he had gone into the actual WrestleCon 
area with all the booths and whatnot. So we went in there to kind of to find them. And, you know, there's all the booths and autograph and, and all this. And Rich, Rich stands in the middle of the room, puts his hands on his hips. And he says very loudly, look at all these belt mutants. <laughs> and, I thought, <laughs> and I thought, oh, no, I'm going to have to fight my way out of uh, the WrestleCon booth area. <laughs> I just remember that, too. Like There were a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Oh, well. uh, I'm not. I'm not apologizing for that. There, no, there were a no, lot sure of them. Yeah, we, we had we, a great Tony Atlas joke too. We saw him talking to a female. I forget what the joke was. I oh, <laughs> some <laughs> some poor yeah, some yeah, foot joke. Yeah, like, I'm sure stepping on his nuts in ten minutes, something like that. So I was fired up that day. So you were fired up, absolutely. <laughs> the, were you around, or you may have left at this point? Were you around when the the two belt mutants were fighting each other? <laughs> I think I remember that. <laughs> so they were in line, I think, to get like Jake Roberts' uh, uh, autograph or something, and and something happened. I, I don't know why. I don't know what started the fight, but essentially the one guy threw down his like suitcase full of belts and said, "Man, we're here for the same reason, all right?" <laughs> oh no, like, I think I do remember that. Yeah, I don't know what the argument was, but he was like, "Stop it, man! We're here for the same reason, all right?" <laughs> I was like, wow. "Oh yeah." Oh, Mania weekend. It's the best. <laughs> it's a it's a smorgasbord of 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 wrestling fans so um yeah there you go <laughs> anyway. all right on that note yeah <laughs> anyway joe thank you so much five-star match game joe gagney thank you so much for helping us preview wrestlemania weekend all right and joining us now to help preview wrestlemania weekend or continue our previews uh, of wrestlemania weekend it's ruel castillo Ruel, how's it going doing well rich doing well all right, so we got some fun stuff to talk about here. We got a, a IE, we got a fake Fed from the '80s. We got a fake Fed from the current days. I guess we got a lot of fake stuff uh, going on this weekend. WWE we will apparently not be talking about wrestling during this conversation. <laughs> right, sports entertainment, and then whatever the hell the IPWF thing is going to be. But uh, I want to thank you, of course, for joining me here. Uh, before we get into the matches and the shows that we want to talk about specifically, uh, what is your uh, general thoughts of WrestleMania weekend uh, right now? Are you feeling it? You liking it? You, you you down on it? You up on it? Where where are you at with Mania weekend right now? I mean, this does not feel like any sort of WrestleMania weekend that would have crowd attendance. Um, you know, uh, this feels pandemic ish, even though we're trying to pretend that we're, we're far past that in the world of, uh, WWE wrestling and WrestleMania, but it certainly doesn't feel like the grandest spectacle of them all. No, it definitely does. Yeah, there's some there's some things that are are good this weekend. There's some things that really do stand out, but it does it definitely doesn't feel like it has the same oomph that it had in prior years. And that's kind of what everybody has sort of said that there is some good stuff, but it just doesn't feel like that weekend. You know, you don't have that anticipation and that you don't have that, you know, oh, here we go. It's coming, it's coming. It's coming. It doesn't feel like that. It kind of feels like Ah, it's coming. And, you know, there's some stuff you like, but it also feels like a bit of a burden this year. But uh, let's talk about some of the shows that you wanted to touch on specifically here, ones that we're going to uh, uh, cover. Uh, we got the IPWF. This is Impact Wrestling's kind of wink-wink, nudge-nudge, territory wrestling thing. WWE had their, I forgot what their thing that they had on the network was, their wink-wink, nudge-nudge territory thing. Uh, well, this is and impacts. we had the early days of power as well. Yes, yeah, which is also like in earnest wink, wink, nudge, nudge as well to uh, uh, to eighties uh, uh, territory wrestling. Uh, this one going on at Saturday, April second, starting right after midnight. So it'll be late Friday night uh, into early Saturday morning. 
uh, for the IPWF. We do not have a card. All we know is that, quote, all of the IPWF stars in the mid-80s will be there, including Bill Ding, which is Trey Miguel, DJ Too Large, which is Moose, Sex Ferguson, of course, Doc Gallows, Chad Too Bad, Carl Anderson, Lady Bird Johnson, Havoc, Georgia Cobb, Jordan Grace, Rip Razor, Ace Austin, and Jazzy Fitbody, Madison Rain. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you um, go. So take it away. <laughs> can I say that some of the IPWF gimmicks, I think, are stronger than their primary gimmicks? Yes, like, Sex Ferguson, think- for sure. I, I, I'm praying and hoping that one day Doc Gallows just says, you know what, fuck it. I'm Sex Ferguson now because I think that would rock. I'm into that. Uh- I mean, you know, Doc Gallows is already a caricature of himself, like might as well just become Sex Ferguson. But I'm talking Lady Bird Johnson. That's um, a pretty good one, too. Yeah. You know, Havoc has never, ever, ever landed with me. But if she just went like full blown Lady Bird Johnson, <laughs> I mean, like just at least on the indies, right? At least in maybe the ironic sense, I think that could get over better than Havoc. No, I think you're, yeah, no, I think you're, there's something to that. And I, um, you know, the idea of a jazzy fit body for Madison rain. I mean, she's obviously had a pretty long career, but it might be time to do a, a pivot to jazzy fit body. I think that could probably work. And I'll be honest, DJ too large instead of moose also sounds pretty good. So you may have talked me into the show now. You may, I, I, I was joking about, it, I was laughing about it, but I don't know, man. I, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm in. Well, let, let me, let me say what I think is actually an inspired bit of booking here um, by having an IPWF show after the multiverse of matches, because the multiverse of matches feels like maybe the biggest impact show in a while. Oh, for sure. No doubt. Yeah. That's exactly what we said on our preview. This is not only the biggest, it's like one of the better shows they've had in, in maybe God, maybe their history. Honestly, it's really, really good looking. Yeah. The strength of their card is incredible. And um, I think that this is a great like exhale from the multiverse of matches um it first this isn't in canon right so you don't really get to know what happens in the aftermath of of the multiverse of matches you still got to wait you got to salivate over that but you do get a taste of uh some of the lighter side of impact and you get to decompress from such a huge uh heavy card with something fun i think that and, and completely lighthearted, but a love letter to wrestling. I think that actually it's a, a good idea for Impact to do it this way. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I've kind of, you've sold me on this because I was a little down on this, you know, and now I, I think you, you've done a pretty, pretty decent job of selling me on just a, especially at night, like you're probably burnt out. You've probably seen a shit ton of wrestling already that day. It might not be a bad idea to sit back. And we don't have Kaiju Big Battle to be the like, hey, get high or get drunk and watch like a waffle face off with a, a raptor, a velociraptor or whatever. Right. So, but now you have this. Now you have Sex Ferguson and, and Jazzy uh, Hot Body or Jazzy Fit Body. So, yeah, you know, yeah, they're, they're Lady Bird right. Johnson. So, yeah, you, I guess I guess you I'm seeing it your way a little bit. So. The action, you can just absorb it for the ambiance yes. for what it is. And uh, I don't think there's many shows... Um, this WrestleMania weekend that kind of embody that quite as well. There's a few, um, but I think that surprisingly impact managed to pull one off. They did. I think they have a pretty good overall weekend, uh, all things considered, um, but with the, uh, the the multiverse of matches, which again, like you said, is probably the best show they've put on in, in quite some time. Definitely the best WrestleMania weekend output as, as somebody who's been to Impact WrestleMania weekend shows, and they're not always great. So this uh, <laughs> this one does look pretty awesome, but. Uh, 
So bright and early. So if you're going to IPWF, uh, it's going to be a pretty tough ask for you to wake up then at 11 a.m. on Saturday, April 2nd for whatever this NXT stand and deliver is. What uh, what what a fall from grace for NXT, which is usually for the last you know five six years. A guaranteed takeover was going to be the show of the weekend. If it wasn't the show of the weekend, it'd be in the running for the show of the weekend. You were going to get at least a match of the year. You were going to get NXT's biggest show of the year. You were going to get something massive. You're going to see title changes and all this sort of stuff on on, on takeover. It's going to sell out the building. It's going to be the hottest crowd of the weekend. And now here it is at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Tickets are barely moving. They're creeping along here for NXT Stand and Deliver. Main evented, of course. By Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker. What is it, happening? <laughs> well, we had this conversation last year. Um, and the the snowball that was at the top of the hill is now the avalanche coming down towards us of anything that that we as wrestling fans loved about NXT is gone. Um and uh NXT stand and deliver kind of the the WWE offering of the uh, real wrestling fan show. That's not what this is anymore. Um, what I will say though, is it's probably the closest thing to a wrestling show that WWE is going to offer all weekend long. Um, because what we're going to talk about oh is not even <laughs> wrestling adjacent. I would I want to say, um, but this will kind of pretend to be wrestling but this is going to be like uh like maybe early not even early aughts um like reign of terror WWE when you still care enough about the stories because they start well and then you curse them for burning you at the end with a bad with a bad finish or uh, a bad payoff um that's what NXT is going to be now you're still going to find certain things that are like you know what that that might be good. That might be a decent angle. I might like that. And then you're going to be like, oh, oh, no, they lied to me. They they burned me. And you're, and mm-hmm. NXT fans are going to feel that way for a while until NXT is exactly like Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and then you just stop caring. <laughs> yeah. You just give up. Uh, you probably, yeah, it, you, you bring up a good point, though, that like on paper – it, it's not a takeover. It's not branded as takeover. It's on at 11. It's not going to have a super hot crowd. But it's still, at its core, is still a pretty decent wrestling show. But like you said, there's always that worry that like you're not going to get you're not going to get exactly what you got with, with classic takeovers. But you are getting Tommaso Ciampa, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah, Tony D'Angelo well, in his look, 11th again, this match ever. So, you know. Like, if I'm comparing this to like some of the WrestleMania weekend NXT shows from years past, it, it absolutely doesn't stand up. But if I'm comparing NXT's show this year to WrestleMania, quote unquote, Saturday or Sunday, this is going to be the closest thing to wrestling. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd much, much rather watch this show for sure. Um, Mandy but it's Rose, still going to be garbage. Oh, yeah, no. It's, <laughs> it still has a lot of chance to be terrible. Uh, Fatal 4-Way NXT Women's title here. Mandy Rose defending against Cora Jade, Io Shirai, uh, Kaylee Ray. We have NXT Tag Team titles Imperium versus MSK versus the Creed Brothers. One of, I believe, 15 like triple threat tag team matches this weekend there's so many Smack, uh, wrestlemania has like three of them and every show just have a tag match with two teams what are you guys doing here come on uh la knight tag team wrestling oh, man i know la knight versus gunther 
Gunther making his uh, his WrestleMania weekend debut. I'm sure this man has never wrestled ever before on WrestleMania weekend. It's Gunther. Never heard of him before. My hmm. God. Uh, and then uh, ladder match might here. Might be a good talent. Yeah. The, he might, he looks like a lot of potential, this Gunther guy. And then a uh, five-way ladder match for the NXT North American title. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, Santos Escobar, Solosioka, And then we don't know the final person. I guess we'll find that out in NXT. We are recording this uh, the day before this week's NXT. Uh, so it'll either be one of A-Kid, Cameron Grimes, or poor old Roderick Strong. So, Yeah, I don't know. The ladder match. <laughs> it's a ladder match. Yeah, it, it is. You know, the one I saw was like, you know, Alistair Black and Ricochet and a bunch of other guys. But hey, this one has Grayson Waller and uh, A-Kid, Solo, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it, You're right that it's not – It's as far as a wrestling show goes, It's it's it is that. It is – definitely a professional wrestling show uh it's just it has elements of a show you would normally like but it also just it's definitely lacking that oomph it doesn't well, feel like an nxt takeover this is definitely the feeling of when um you know you have guys like rob van dam and jerry lynn on your roster but you're seeing them job out to like an orlando jordan yeah well, um yeah. great cop so that's what that's what nxt's becoming that's what i'm talking about when uh, I say you might find something cool in NXT or a uh, an angle that's kind of worth investing in or or giving it a chance or watching it play out for a few matches. And then it's going to burn you because they're going to book someone completely irrelevant uh, to be strong or they're going to uh, put someone who actually has talent as just some sort of auxiliary or feeder talent to some you know body guy that can barely move <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> yeah get into it uh ellie knight and gunther i can't i gunther man what are we doing with gunther man uh, oh god come on well uh you know um gunther still is chopping the living hell out of people on television um we yeah, saw it's still that. all there it's still all there which is nice it's just why does that have to be gunther <laughs> why does it come in the gunther package so. um i don't know uh and and it's it's NXT, right? So like I could understand maybe if Walter were transitioning to SmackDown or Raw, and it's like okay, he needs a rebranding, so he is now Gunther, uh, like poor Pete Dunn. But uh, I don't I don't get why you're keeping him in NXT land and rebranding him there. Whatever. Um, he still is a a, a monster though. Oh, uh, yeah, Gunther, yeah. Walter, whatever he wants to call himself. Who are we to argue? Uh, I think LA Knight might have a decent match with him. I mean, the guy can kind of wrestle, but it's like that very WWE style. But if he wants to show off and let Gunther make his chest bleed, that could actually be interesting. Uh, anything else on the show that really has you excited? I mean, the, the Dolph Ziggler, oh, Braun Breaker. I mean, I, I'm not super into this story. I mean, Braun, there's like a, a 100% chance that Braun Breaker's winning this title back on, on, on you know, this show. And I guess they'll try to make it pretend like it's a big deal. But, like, I don't know. Are you invested in the Braun Breaker, you know, redemption story? So. Um, no, and I'm not convinced Braun wins it either because uh... – Let's see, we've got Rick and Scott Steiner getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, and what way to affirm that <laughs> But then by having good old Braun take a loss so the whole family can uh, learn what it is to work in the Fed. Um, I mean, let's look at it. like you're, We're thinking about it as logical booking, right? But that's not what the Fed does. Um, you're right. 
Uh, Dolph Ziggler wins absolutely nothing by being NXT champion. Um, and he wins absolutely nothing by beating Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker has everything to gain by winning the belt back and getting one over on, you know, the the consummate mid-carter of every brand. Um, unfortunately, though, uh, that makes too much sense. So I say Braun Breaker takes the L clean in the middle. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> elsewhere in the... Uh... Uh, and the show, anything else that's got you really, I mean, Tommaso Ciampa and Tony D'Angelo? Um, yeah, no, be. I think that match is a farce. Um, I think Tony D'Angelo is awful. Um, like, uh, his his gimmick is, is like, uh, what Vince McMahon would present as a Paisan or a Goomba in 1987. Uh, I don't see that this being, I don't see this as an engaging gimmick at all. Uh, I watched the the match he had on this current week's takeover, and some people were trying to like start a chant for him in the crowd, and <laughs> it's just like, what, what's happening here? What? Who is this for? Like, like who, who is this over with? I don't know. Yeah, I, but uh, I, okay. Um, no, I'm not actually invested in anything that NXT has to offer me, but I did try to look at this show from the perspective of a WWE fan. And if I'm the kind of person who tries to unironically say, hey, the wrestling that WWE has to offer is better than, like, say, AEW or uh, Impact or New Japan or what have you. Um, And then, you know, of course, they're going to have NXT matches in their back pocket. Um, This may still be the best selection of matches you have to throw out in an argument, but you're going to lose that argument. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, so that's uh, get into that. Tennessee Sand <laughs> If you're not excited, then on the uh, the Peacock on uh, Saturday, April 2nd, I don't know what's going to get you excited, but that is only the morning because the nightcap, of course, is WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania season 38, the most episode one. Stupendous two day <laughs> WrestleMania yep. in history, night Rich. one of the most stupendous two night WrestleMania in history. WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania 38 night one, WrestleMania whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, it is it is quite the show. It's uh, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair uh, for the Raw, Raw Women's title. Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. The Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. The New Day versus Ridge Holland and Sheamus just in a tag match. Um, a singles match with Seth freaking Rollins versus the always dangerous to be announced. Mr. McMahon is going to announce Seth's opponent on the night of the event. Uh, and then who finally, I, I'm, I'm sc- scratching my chin trying to figure out who it's going to be. I hope it's absolutely not who we all think. And it's just like some other dude and, and WWE has completely missed Look, the mark. There's like a like, 70% chance. That's the case, right? They like, just think it's like, that's some other guy. And they're like, it's not, I can't even think of who could be, but they would think, Oh no, nobody wants Cody. They want Rhino. this guy. And it's like that guy comes Rhino. out. And everyone's just like, Oh, boo. like, like they've totally gore. missed. Gore, yeah, gore. it's Rhino. Yeah, it's Rhino. They just completely missed the whole boat. They're like, what? Is that? Like, totally just lost track of the Cody story completely. That actually, I would love. I'd love uh, if that was actually the case. And then uh, Charlotte Flair uh, versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Title. And and Roll, well, I mean this completely honestly and earnestly. If this wasn't my quote unquote job, I wouldn't watch a fucking second of anything on the show. Not a second. <sighs> Of anything on the show, maybe the Seth Rollins versus TBA just to see if it's Cody, and then I, if it if it was Cody, I'd turn it off anyway. Maybe I'll watch the match. Okay, I'll watch Seth versus TBA. 
everything else, literally zero interest in watching any other thing on this night one. I, am I just super jaded or, or I don't know. What, what, what is your take on night one? At okay. Least? I've, I've, I've got, let me, let me, let me say the nice take first. Yes. Um, I think it was uh, our colleague, Sean, that you uh, review night two with. Um, Correct. Yep. I'm going to say that I believe that I have the better night. Unequivocally. Ooh. Okay. So here's what he said. He said night two has the possibility to be more absurd, and that is why he's going to like night two a little bit more. He said night one is a more, probably better wrestling, but more boring, whereas night two could get absurd with Johnny Knoxville and McAfee and a bunch of other stuff. Does that... I mean, he's right, but I think, like, night two is the bigger obscenity to wrestling. (laughs) Like, I think night two is, like, like the, the bigger blaspheme. Oh yeah, they're not even trying to make night two like an actual wrestling show. Other than they they gave you Brock and Roman, which like they're like, look, we've been building this thing up for like a decade, so this is our man. And then everyone else, who gives a shit about everybody? Most like like kind of like the company is booked. It's like who gives a shit about anything else? Here's Brock and here's Roman. Correct. Um, I I'll say that uh, uh, the potential for just the most meme worthy crap to come out of WrestleMania, especially out of WWE. Absolutely, a hundred and ten percent exists on night two. Um, I would say that night one at least resembles hypothetically how you would book a WrestleMania with these things that you call matches, and the people competing in those matches are sometimes wrestlers. Um, and that's pretty much what the show consists of. Um, now call me crazy, call me old fashioned. Um, I don't know what night to present. <laughs> Brock and Roman. <laughs> well, right, but I mean, like, what kind of show is is it? Is it a, a, a like? Is it a quote unquote sports entertainment? I'm not sure that is. Like, it, it it's more like a true variety show. Like Vince always talked about. Like, you know, Rowan and Martin are going to do yo yo tricks and stuff after this. Uh. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's, it's a, a thing. Yeah, it, it's definitely you're right. It's it's an absolutely absurd show. The second night, it, it it's barely resembles wrestling. Like most of the matches are not even. They're just like side. Show. It's all publicity and maybe like variety of mentions circle, us. It should be three rings. I yeah. Think. Right. 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 It, it's it's pretty absurd. And then yeah, it's all kind of leading to Roman and Brock and and right. and the hope and the prey that like variety writes about, you know, Johnny Knoxville or something like that, or, or, you know, sports center talks about McAfee. It's, it's totally a night for that and for that only, but yeah, uh, yeah you, right. you but have a wrestling let, show kind of. Let, let's, let's give the largest and most powerful wrestling company on the planet. their due. I suppose we should talk about the actual card of night one. <laughs> God. God help us. What are you looking forward um, to, Real? What, what's got okay, you excited on um, night one? Mm, mm. Okay. Uh, there's two things I actually want to talk about. <laughs> um, the first is actually Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. That's not where I thought you were going to go. All right. Um, no, no, no. I wanted to, to throw everyone for uh, <laughs> Yeah, Go ahead. Um, I, I parachuted in to the last three weeks of WWE, or the last week of 
three, uh, WWE television the last three shows. Which, uh, for the record, um, I did not make him do that. He did that on his own. I, I uh, not advised, not recommended. He did that completely on his own. So I felt like I owed it to the listeners. I owed it to you. I owed it to, to WrestleMania weekend to at least know what the hell I'm talking about um, in some vague fashion. So I wanted to kind of see some sort of build. And in watching SmackDown, uh, and Raw, for that matter, and NXT, I noticed there's a thing. Nobody is a heel nor a face. Um, yeah, I, it's, it is odd. They all exist in this weird... Like, they say the things that should be heelish or face-ish, but everyone's, like, even, you know? Right. Happy Corbin <laughs> is a character. And I'm going to tell you, I think Happy Corbin is the baby face. According to the video package I saw, he got everything taken away from him. He was basically working on SmackDown homeless. I don't know how that works. I imagine he's still on contract drawing a paycheck, but, you know, let's try and give some sort of nod to kayfabe, even though WWE pisses on its ashes. This man was a literal homeless person, but, you know, on TV, on SmackDown, on a weekly basis. And then he got it all back. I mean, you know, through gambling, but he got it all back. I mean, that's Horatio Alger, right? Rags to riches. That is, according to Hoyle, a baby face <laughs> character arc. <laughs> Company's totally lost the plot. <laughs> um... And if I were, yeah, we want to see this guy who came from Rex and Riches get his fucking ass kicked by the guy who's got a sword. All right. Well, and if we were to hear what Drew McIntyre has to say, he has zero respect for Happy Corbin. No, um, Happy Corbin is beneath him. He has no skill. He is without merit. The sort of things, as I understand, even a heel won't do because that's kind of burying your opponent and doesn't draw eyes to the match. But, you know, a bad heel would probably say that. So I feel like Happy Corbin deserves to get Drew McIntyre's respect and should win that match. <laughs> He's not going to win that <laughs> He's not going to win that match. No, and, and, of course, so hard. he looks as the heel, but he's one of the only wrestlers on any roster that actually has a character that feels like it's either face or heel and you know that that is what it is <laughs> it's ridiculous but i'll be know. rooting for happy corbin as i don't watch night one or i'm sorry, <laughs> wrestlemania saturday yeah. <clears throat> uh um, so the seth run i mean obviously that may, i mean we all kind of know where that's gonna go but it's impossible I also don't want to go that way because it is this company and I would feel like a complete idiot if we spent like 15 minutes breaking down Cody, what they're going to do with Cody, how they're going to debut Cody. And then, like you said, it's fucking like Rhino or Swaggle <laughs> or something. You know what right. I mean? Like that's not um, impossible, which is ridiculous. Well, well, let's talk at least about the Seth angle of it then. Um, because... What the hell is his character? Is oh, it the Joker? He, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is, is this the first time you've seen Seth uh, recently? Um, yeah, I don't know what this is. This people people that don't consume any other media think that this kind of stuff is good when WWE does it, but it's not because it's actually really bad. Uh, he just kind of wears garish suits. He kind of makes maniacal laughs and stuff. He okay. just okay. 
And then he, uh, in this case, he just wanted a path to WrestleMania, but he couldn't find uh, a path to WrestleMania. So uh, right. he doesn't have a path to WrestleMania. But then today he found a path to WrestleMania because Vince McMahon said, I will make a path to WrestleMania for you. So now he has a path Which to is, WrestleMania. You know, what's called booking. Yes. Um. So, uh, you know, I, I, I have a, a few things with Seth Rollins. First, I, I, I can't, I've never liked his voice. He has like zero bass and, and all nasal um, so I've never liked actually listening to him. And now he's turned that up to 11 with this like silly laugh. But what I don't get about the character is, is he's constantly losing. Like his, his recaps are all about how much he's lost, 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 lost. And he goes to these authority figures and he says, I want, and I demand a match at WrestleMania, or I demand someone else's spot at WrestleMania. And they all essentially to his face say, there's a problem, Seth. You're a loser. Yeah. And then he laughs like. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like goes back to about like, well, yes, but I want my spot at WrestleMania. I'm so, is Seth Rollins OK with this? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's OK. I don't. Who knows, like, is man. this his idea? Like, I wonder, this might be his idea. He might be pitching this to create. He might. I don't know anymore. Yeah, but it, um, again, like you said, you don't know who, yeah, who knows? are all these people. Are they heels? Are they faces? Like, as we're recording this show, you know, Bianca Belair and, 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 and Becky Lynch are having their, oh, you know. God. And the closing angle for this match is Bianca Belair knocking Becky Lynch out and then cutting a piece of her hair off. <laughs> And that's the baby face again. Just as a sidebar, um, uh, Becky Lynch is supposed to be this top rate A list WWE promo, like one of the best promos you can find in modern day WWE. I don't know what the hell I watched on Raw. Oh, she stinks, uh, but... Her sitting in the sitting in the center of the ring and uh, trying to pontificate on what was clearly the most scripted promo of all time. But that was literally awful. It like drained interest in me wanting to see her wrestle Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. And I have to say that I can't believe I'm saying these words, but I think Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey are stronger promos and drew me more into their match. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's and man, I'm very terrified to see. We all kind of there's been a lot of like weird hair angle stuff with this Becky and Bianca, and I am just horrified, terrified that Becky beats Bianca and then cuts and her cuts hair. cuts off all her hair? Yeah, I am. Especially ho- after the Academy horrified. Awards yes. last night. <laughs> I am horrified by that thought well, of that You know, Vince so. didn't watch the Academy Awards and is, has no idea that that happened. But somebody could pitch it to him, and he's going to think it's the greatest idea ever. Oh, of course. And he will have no idea the context or anything going on. But Exactly. Uh, yeah, I am I am horrified about ready. that happening. Uh, you know what? Night one, doesn't, night one doesn't have a chance to be a car wreck. Let's go. Yeah, right. And people people um, aren't going to be upset about it when it's over. Oh, no, they won't. Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> I will make sure Bring that it, they night are. Bring it, night two. Bring it. Um, I would love, if I could, just to spend a moment on the tag title match, Usos versus Shinsuke. And oh, Boots. sure. Um, probably has a chance to be the best match on all of WrestleMania. Um, if they decide or are given the opportunity to to do that in any way, shape, or form. But what I really wanted to say was, uh, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura has appeared on WrestleMania a couple of times now, a handful of times now. And, like, 
for a wrestler who was at one time considered one of the best in the world and was putting on some of the most spectacular matches that you could find. Look what WWE has reduced him to. Like it's the Daniel Bryan argument that you make to um, to Joe often. But how can anyone who even enjoys wrestling watch this show when you see the potential that anyone has get reduced to to whatever this is? Yeah, it, it's... It's so hard. <laughs> like the only way that people rationalize it, they just say like, "Ah, this guy, you know, he likes what he's doing now, and he likes surfing or whatever." And it's just like, okay, I mean, like maybe well, I don't know. According to his tweets, maybe not. Yeah, exactly. And then, then that tweet came out, and everybody was just like, "Oh, yeah, maybe." Yeah, it's like, no, maybe he fucking thinks this sucks, and he's just kind of playing out the strings and and, and doing whatever he's gonna do. I mean, I I, I hope he's taking down uh, taking a very very good paycheck, and, and I hope at this point he's just given up all hope, uh, like all of us have. Because yeah, you're right. This is it's. It's pretty wild to see that guy, and you read that name, and you just think, all right, yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rick Boos, and you move on. And it's like, no, that's Shinsuke Nakamura. It's like one of the better wrestlers of the last you know, 20 years, one of the most charismatic wrestlers in the last 20 years. And, and now re- he looks just like everyone right. else on the roster. He's just an absurd character that absurd things happen around him. But he, he And his has- costumes look exactly yeah. like everyone else's. When he used to be the costume guy. Yeah. Um. I like the one thing I really wanted to drive home about this is I was really unplugged from wrestling for about a few years, maybe three to four years before Russell Kingdom Nine. And when I watched Russell Kingdom Nine, that show blew me away from top to bottom as a card. But uh, Nakamura versus Ibushi was my favorite match on that card. And at that moment, my favorite match of all time still holds up in my Mount Rushmore, you know, top list. And I'll still watch that match from time to time when. I just need to see what good wrestling is, or I want to show somebody what good wrestling is. And we get uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs versus the Usos. Yep. Great job, WWE. Great, great <laughs> way you. to use your talent. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for uh, great signing. Thanks for coming. Well, let's let, we at least have to talk about the main event here: Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. Uh, we we talked about it a little bit on the flagship this week, but. The Ronda Rousey, I mean, when she came originally a couple years ago, it felt like a phenomenon. She was in, you know, in the peak of her powers, really, in terms of star power, in terms of draw. You know, the UFC, she was fresh off of that. She was still a pretty big deal. She was in movies. She was on SportsCenter. Like, there felt like a lot of buzz about Ronda Rousey and, and in and around Ronda Rousey. That all feels so cold right now. And her number, you know, you look at some of the ratings patterns and there still is a little bit of interest in her. But man, it felt like a phenomenon a couple years ago. And now she, and I don't know if you get the same thought as well. She feels like a complete afterthought. And this match, I I sometimes forget that this match is even happening on on WrestleMania where that was almost impossible to do with Ronda Rousey, uh, you know, a couple years ago when she came and and was just such a dynamo and was such a a big deal. You, you know, mainstream-wise, wrestling-wise, everything-wise, she just felt like a huge, huge deal. Now she just kind of feels like another nostalgia act just kind of coming in, and, and you know, you just kind of go, yeah, all right, cool, Ronda Rousey's here. Well, um, I do agree with about 85% of everything you said. Um, the only place where I'll differ is, having watched SmackDown, it feels like maybe Ronda's still in the top tier of SmackDown stars, um, but she should be uh, Brock Lesnar. And they should have booked her like Brock Lesnar. And they didn't. And this is where we're at. Yeah. Uh, first, when Ronda left, uh, she left a lot of uh, 
fans of WWE with a bad taste in their mouth regarding her. Uh, she bowed, badmouthed them pretty hard. Um, I'll say that, you know, it's not like she said anything that was untrue. The fans did turn on her and the fans did uh, kind of make things hard on her during her first run. Um, but, you know, she did seem like she became a bit of a mark for herself in her retaliatory tweets and, and public comments. So, you know, there was no rehabilitation when they brought her back to to get that out of anyone's mind. And it wasn't like Rhonda was gone that long. It's, it, you know, it was only a handful of years. Um, but in addition, when Rhonda comes back, she's a loser. Um, you know. Everyone's beaten Rhonda at this point, including Charlotte and Becky. Um, so I don't feel like there's anything that special to her. When Brock came back, it was a long time absence. Hardly anyone had ever beaten Brock ever. Yeah. And um, when, Bo when Brock was booked, every time he was booked, he was booked as Brock freaking Lesnar. And that's why he's the biggest act ever. Um, no matter if he only shows up six times uh, in a year or 60 times in a year, he'll move numbers. If they would have booked Ronda that way, uh, like the real life star that she is, uh, they could have had something. But for whatever reason, they chose not to. Yeah, they just kind of feel like at this point they're just booking her because they uh, they oh we you know we don't have to do a whole lot with Ronda because it's Ronda and it's like ah, you guys might need to do a little bit with her like the first time you didn't the first time she was still kind of a hot commodity at the first time she was still a big star but yeah it, it was some time away and like you said it didn't end in the best way and, and it feels mortal right right and it does now it definitely feels at least to me it feels almost exactly like when Batista came back all those years ago and they just you know decided, all right, Batista, you're going to win the Rumble and you're going to go to WrestleMania. And it's like, you've done nothing. Why would these people like me? And then they didn't. And the fans were like, fuck this guy. Why would we care about this guy? We have no attachment to this guy right now. He left. He went to Hollywood. You want us to come? And then they eventually had to turn him heel again and all that sort of stuff had to happen. And that's kind of what I'm getting with Rousey, too, where they're just like, hey, care about Ronda Rousey. And they're like, well, why? And they're like, I just care about her because we told you to. So you're left with this very weird, again, another situation where you're like, I don't, who am I rooting for here? Who's good? Who's um, bad? Who should I be liking? Who should I be getting behind? There's nothing. It's it's not even shades of gray. It's just that. It's just a blob. It's just a giant it's, blob. It's very samey um, in terms of of who's the heel and who's the face. Though I think Rhonda is leaning face. Charlotte's leaning heel. Here's what I think is though perhaps an advantage in their booking. Everyone's sick of Charlotte. Everyone's sick of Charlotte winning. Everyone's sick of Charlotte being champion. So if anything, Ronda gets the benefit of maybe they don't want to see Ronda win, but they probably want to see Charlotte lose. So at least she gets uh, fan reaction from that. Um, but, you know, maybe there's another advantage in that, you know, her attitude and the way that she comes off isn't necessarily very natural as a baby face anyway. So uh, let the fans turn on her and then just make her a heel and yeah. then lean into what would work. But again, that's sensible booking. That's what <laughs> that's like logic. That. That's what a wrestling fan would yeah, do. What you, get, get out of here. With you this. know, we're, that's not what we're watching here. Um, I can definitely attest what I watched over NXT uh, raw and uh, SmackDown wasn't wrestling um, for a three hour broadcast, two hour and seven minutes of actual showtime. And their strategy is to show you the full entrance and then cut you off. 
<laughs> into a commercial. And then you might get a match here or there. This isn't wrestling. This is something else. This is some sort of some sort of performative art with a physical component. <laughs> a physical, yeah, a, 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 a more physical play. Or I don't know. Yeah, Vince McMahon's been like telling Cirque us for a long Soleil. time. This is kind of, you know, yeah. maybe something like that. Yeah, he's been telling us a long time that he doesn't do wrestling, and uh, it is probably about time we start believing him in, in, in that. No, no, he's he 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 does not do wrestling yeah. anymore. He does does not. Yeah, there was a while where that was just kind of lip service, and they still did wrestling. I I really truly do think over the last three years or whatever, uh, they they they're in a different genre all to themselves, and I don't know what that genre is or why anybody would watch that genre. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird, it's bizarre, but um, like okay, so th- here's the proof in the pudding. On night one. We have an appearance with Stone Cold Steve Austin, perhaps the most significant champion in WWE history, if not one of the most significant champions in all of wrestling history. This is the first time we've mentioned him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's what the WWE is about. Oh, here's an interesting thing I noticed watching these shows. Um, the, the, the notion that um, it's about getting the brand over. It's not about getting stars over is a thing. That philosophy is in very, very true effect. Um, there's licensed music in WWE. It's all over the place. It's to get over their shows. They have ACDC rocking uh, themes to get you to watch the next SmackDown or the next pay-per-view show. But it's not for the wrestlers. Yeah. So... Um, their priorities really are about trying to to get the brand over and they only pull out the nostalgic wrestlers when they really have to to try to sell tickets and that's what they're doing with like stone cold um uh this year um it's ultimately why they keep signing brock um i feel it's he he is a nostalgic he's a living nostalgic at this point um but uh, the, they're not trying to get anybody over. That's not the goal. No. And I don't think it will be the goal ever again. The goal is to get WWE over, to get all of these different brands over, WrestleMania over, um, you know, Fastlane. Uh, all of these are just different brands that they want to... That's what they're trying to invest you into remembering. Um, I remember uh, SmackDown having ACDC and all other license, a bunch of other licensed music playing to get me hyped for the show i can't even remember the themes to any of these other wrestlers no yeah they're completely in, in, innocuous that happened with me at uh, royal rumble i had people over for the royal rumble and like you know some random like dum, bum, dum, bum, would play and they're like Who who's this? this and i'm like i have no idea i have no earthly idea and then you know mad cat moss would show up and i go oh yeah mad cat moss and they're like, you know none of these themes were just all just there's nothing that you would ever remember and yeah this it is kind of funny we forgot about the stone cold thing and and it's so weird because it's they're they're just they're doing this weird thing and and half the people are like yeah it's Stone Cold's return to the ring and like those people are kind of buying into what WWE is saying that this is his return to the ring but then people are like well this isn't really is this a match because if it's a match then yeah that's significant and that's that's you know something to be said but if it's just him coming out and you know he's gonna hit Kevin Owens a few times Kevin Owens is gonna hit him a few times then he's gonna stun him like. We've seen that a thousand times. You know, we talked about it in the flagship a couple weeks ago. We've seen that at WrestleMania. The last time they were in Dallas, he did that. He did that the first pandemic Raw. Like, there was multiple times over the last decade that Stone Cold has come out, done some stuff, and then stunned people. So, yeah, this idea that, like, oh, my God, we're finally going to see Stone Cold again. It's like, no, we, we've seen him a lot, man. So, uh, I don't know. It is It is a very weird thing. And it's just a strange, strange show. And this is the first year. 
uh, you know, I've been down on WWE for a long time and, and, and really kind of, but it always felt like, hey, you know what? It's WrestleMania. Even if I didn't love this or that or whatever, it was still WrestleMania. This one, again, and I meant this completely earnestly when I said at the beginning, if this wasn't my quote unquote job or whatever, I wouldn't watch a second of any of this stuff. It's just, I mean, I'd rather be in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm going to be very glad to go. Oh, darn, I, no internet connection. <laughs> yeah, we do. No, I'll unplug the router. You know what I mean? My well, wife will be like, hey, don't you want to watch WrestleMania? No, there's no internet here. We can't do it. You know, like, you can't. If no, you man. really want to think of, of what's really depressing, what's the best case scenario with this whole Stone Cold thing? It's a match with Kevin Owens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how far has Stone Cold Steve Austin fallen that, you know, you're hoping for maybe a match with KO like no disrespect to, to, to Kevin Owens. Um, he's a fine wrestler. I've watched him since, uh, you know, days at PWG and the JCC and with no air conditioning, but like this is stone cold, Steve Austin. We're talking about look at his resume of people that, that he's faced off against at WrestleMania. And you think that this mid card match is, is worthy Right, right. or Yeah, and that's what I mean. If this is his true, quote-unquote, comeback, and it's his comeback match or whatever, I mean, this guy, his final match was in a, a world title match with The Rock, you know? <laughs> the, the, the cap-off to their incredible, you know, multi-mania, multi-year, multi-generational, you know, uh, you know, you know, feud, and now, like, we're supposed to, yeah, like you said, we're supposed to get excited about his comeback against Kevin Owens on a random, you know, the second hour of night one of WrestleMania 38 or whatever. It's just like, why? No, that's not, if he's coming back, like that's a big that fucking diminishes, deal. That diminishes Stone Cold. It diminishes yep. the Stone Cold brand and the, and the character. I would feel even if he dominated KO in that match, which probably isn't what would happen, uh, you know, but to your point, you know, his final match was against the rock. Uh, what's part of the rock's resume? Oh yeah. He's the guy who kind of put Hogan aside and, 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 took the torch and was the one that had a torch to pass to Cena and uh, stone cold was his nemesis. I'm sorry, KO you're not anywhere close to that pantheon. And I, I would find it demin. I hope that stone cold doesn't wrestle him. And I hope it's just a, a, an appearance on KO show and, you know, uh toe kick stunner, two beers, double birds, yeah, I'd rather. I honestly, at this point, I'd rather that. Yeah, the the idea of him making like an, a legit comeback in this weird way, where they're not saying it's a match and they're not saying it's a comeback. And if you go to the Wikipedia page, it's like not listed as a match because the Wikipedia editors are smart enough to realize it's not a match. But then they, you know, WWE will say it's his return to the ring or whatever, and you're like, what does that mean? And it's just you're just, you just can't say that he's gonna have a match and and. Because it's not going to be. It's going to be something different or something weird or something unique. It's just very, very strange and very weird. And like you said, it's, it's, it diminishes Stone Cold Steve Austin, which, Jesus Christ, how could you do that? It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, don't do that. Like, how, and do you... how desperate is WWE to put people in those, that building and that they're willing to, you know, squeeze what whatever's left of one of the last commodities they have? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very telling. But uh, uh, anything else on uh, on night one that you wanted to uh, to touch on, or have we have no, we done it? <laughs> I, I think I think we've I think we've you know kicked them while while they're down hard <laughs> enough. Um, what I would say though is that um, it's sad that it's come to this. That like you, um, I don't watch WWE product anymore. I actively avoid it, and I haven't watched it since the last time we had a review together. Um, watching it was in some way worse than last year and 
I would I I wouldn't want it to be this way. Um, you know, there were times when WWE was my favorite wrestling to watch. And it's not that anymore. Um, it hasn't been that in a long time. And now I've got so much else to watch that I don't have to give them a single minute of my time. And it's sad. Um, you know, I I I don't necessarily want to bury WWE, but I have to because it's the only way I can have fun with it. Otherwise, it's just too depressing. Well, there you go. <laughs> get into it. Get into it. Night one of WrestleMania there. Uh, oh, man. Uh, before we depart, things you are looking forward to this uh, WrestleMania weekend. Is there any matches, any shows, any wrestlers, uh, anything overall that you're looking forward to this Mania weekend, digging into and, and, and just having a good time with? Um, I think Impact is swinging for the fences with the multiverse of matches. I think anyone who doesn't watch that show is kind of shortchanging themselves. Um, I also want to watch uh, the ROH show. I want to see the first kind of Tony Khan-led ROH show, even though, you know, he's kind of doing it and has said as much more out of obligation than anything. Um, But... I think that that will kind of be a milestone for what will be the Tony Khan ROH era. And why not be on the ground floor of that? No, I'm with you. Yeah. That's a, a really interesting show to see what it is going to be exactly what the, the, the approach is going to be, how different it's going to look than old ring of honor, if it will look the same. And yeah, I, I'm right with you. That's probably my most, you know, fa- maybe not the show I'm looking forward to the most this weekend, but the show that I'm definitely interested in watching the most in the sense that, like, I just want to see what the future of Ring of Honor is going to be and what the vision is for whatever this new Ring of Honor is. Or is this just kind of a holding pattern and then, you know, eventually they burn it all down and, and, and build it back up? Or I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. And that's, I can't think what makes it pretty interesting. Uh, and from another aspect, too, I think the Lucha all over the weekend is, is pretty damn cool. There's a lot of great Lucha wrestlers all over the place. Um, a lot of great Lucha shows and just a lot of really cool talent uh, that got some bookings here. So definitely looking forward to all that stuff. Much, much more that I am looking forward to uh, WrestleMania Saturday or WrestleMania Sunday. So, Aruel, before we uh, depart here, do you want to get some plugs out of the way where people can find you, where people can follow you? Uh, any other good stuff before we uh, we say goodbye? You can follow me at Capo Castillo on Twitter. Um, you can find my work on VoicesOfWrestling.com. Um, I hope to uh, produce a bit more in the coming weeks and months, uh, hopefully with uh, more cheerful and positive and upbeat takes that aren't quite so dour and morose like a, our end to the review of <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania Saturday, 38, yeah. night one. Eat at Arby's. Yeah. Uh, the most stupendous. <laughs> oh, can I also say that there was more effort put into getting the word stupendous? Of, of course. Oh, yeah. Then. 85% of the matches <laughs> on either night one or two. It's all about the brand. It's branding, as you said. It's yep. brand, first and foremost, the brand, the brand, the brand, the brand. And, and that's, you know, another thing that people have kind of joked about, at, at, you know, in recent years, but it's so clearly the, the, the goal there. And all the wrestlers should be a little, uh, a little worried and a little upset that how much they care about putting the brand over and how little they care about putting the wrestlers over. But alas, they... They probably won't, so <laughs> eat at Arby's. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for joining us here. We really do appreciate it. Uh, have a great uh, weekend of, of, of wrestling. And you as well, and enjoy, enjoy the vacation. Will do. All right, and helping us preview or conclude our previews, I guess this is it, of our long, long journey here, it is Sean Cedor. Sean, how are you? 
Uh, I'm doing good. It feels like a a long time since we've done one of these. Um, obviously, you know, there hasn't been, I'm the Ring of Honor guy, and there hasn't been a Ring of Honor WrestleMania weekend show since uh, the joint show with New Japan, Madison Square Garden. Uh, obviously, no WrestleMania weekend really in 2020, and then uh, Ring of Honor wasn't running in 2021. So, uh, yeah, it feels like it's, it's th- three years. It seems like a very long time since they've done one of these. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it, it's cool to have Ring of Honor back, and yeah, we'll touch on on, on Ring of Honor uh, here in a bit, and also uh, one of the nights of WrestleMania, WrestleMania Sunday, uh, we'll talk about in a bit. But uh, before we get into those shows, uh, Sean, you want to uh, let people know where they can uh, follow you, listen to you, do all that other good stuff, read you, all that other stuff uh, on, on Twitter and on the website and, and elsewhere. Sure, um, you can follow me on Twitter at sacdoor two nine nine four. You know, follow me for talking about wrestling or racing on the weekends as it's it's really picked up for me uh with f1 and indycar and, and nascar all going on in full swing right now um obviously voices of wrestling.com uh i'll be work, writing a preview and reviewing the uh, ring of honor show that's coming up this weekend and uh i have to be honest you know i wasn't really you know i was kind of just hoping that ring of honor like i had like when the new year rolled around, I just kind of accepted that sort of Ring of Honor was de- was dead, and I was ready to move on with my life. But uh, you know, Tony Khan decided to uh, to purchase the company and restart it. So uh, I was I was kind of secretly hoping I was done writing uh, Ring of Honor reviews, but uh, <laughs> Tony Khan brought me back in. Yeah, just so. when you thought you were out, yeah, TK brought you back in. Yeah, it felt like uh, even before Khan bought it, it, it did feel like that was the end of. I mean. I talked about it on the flagship, but like they were, there was just so many like tributes and like, oh, what a final night this is going to be, and too many hugs and too many tears. And I was like, ah, this doesn't feel like a company that's coming back. And then little by little, they started coming back. And now with with Tony owning them, like they're they're you know back pretty fully, like or as back as they're going to uh, you know going to be in terms of like it does not feel like they're going away, and it does feel like uh, they're a really important part of this weekend as well, which is really cool because. You know, WrestleMania weekend exists because of Ring of Honor. It exists because of Supercard of Honor. I mean, that is the the forefather of all this shit. Is Ring of Honor going out uh, in Chicago and 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 doing their shows, uh, doing better than our best, doing the Supercard of Honor, the original one. So uh, it's really cool to see Supercard of Honor back here. And what looks like a pretty damn good show. It's on Friday, April first, seven p.m. Uh, the Curtis Colwell Center in, in, in Garland, Texas. It's very famous for where AEW is running. You know, when they run in Texas, they run there all the time. Uh, they've been there a bunch of times. But uh, this ROH Supercard of Honor show. I mean, I'm 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 very excited about it. Uh, everybody we've talked to uh, so far in this series has said they're really excited about it. it. Just it's it's equal parts like it looks like a good show on paper, but it's also a what does the Tony Khan vision of Ring of Honor look like? Does it? look the same? Does it sound the same? What is the booking going to be like? Enough is going to change to make it intriguing, but yeah, it's very interesting, and, and I guess, Sean, that, that'll be my question to you, is like, what? how are you expecting the show to look? Are you expecting it to kind of look like Old Ring of Honor, or are you going in with, like, I have no earthly idea what the show is going to look or, 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 or sound like or, or be like? Right. Well, I think I think Tony Khan has even said that um that he's not even really viewing this show specifically as his official starting point. Cause I, I know I remember, you know, or all, oh, I guess I should start with like uh, what Tony Khan has said in lead up to the show that, you know, and for reasons we'll talk about here in a second, this could be the, the last ring of honor WrestleMania weekend show, you know, 
if it were up to him, you know, he probably would not have run this show, particularly on this day when it's going head to head with one of his AEW television programs. Uh, so that's not that's a bit of a conflict of uh, interest there. But he's also said generally for years that he isn't high on running shows during WWE's weekend uh, with the idea that, you know, it's their weekend and why put yourself on the level of the, I guess the lower promotions when, you know, it they're, they're piggybacking off of uh, WWE, but uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like I said, I believe he, Tony Khan has said that it's sort of a, a transition show. And I don't remember where I saw this, but it's even to the point where before the, the purchase Ring of Honor was reportedly gearing up with new logos and they had put these new logos on. The, they've, they've already made like new turnbuckle pads and ring skirts, all the new logos. And since Tony Khan bought the company, it sounds like they're not going to be even using those at all. So they wasted all that, I guess, money on like creating a new logo and doing all that stuff. You're ready for it. And I guess they're not even going to use it. But yeah, from everything, it sounds like it's going to be more of a a transition show and then whatever comes next will be the official the official official start of whatever Tony Khan has planned for Ring of Honor going forward but uh yeah as as a show it's it looks pretty exciting i mean i would i was expecting them to add more ma- matches to the card and that's part of the reason why i haven't written a preview for it yet just cuz i don't want to start writing it and finish in oh they've added like three more matches but at the same time Ring of Honor traditional pay-per-views since since they were doing them in the Sinclair era uh, have had a history of sort of running a little long and shortchanging the main events a little bit on time. So maybe with only six matches, they're thinking, hey, maybe we can uh, give all these matches a little bit more time. And obviously Final Battle, uh, the lethal aggression match uh, got cut on time by like a pretty significant amount from what I can recall. I think Gresham's saying. So uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see if there's anything else announced, but uh, yeah, maybe it'll just it's just the idea of like doing less matches to give uh, give the matches more time to breathe. Yeah, it's it's it, as of this recording, we only have five matches uh, announced so far. It's Bandito and Jonathan Gresham for the ROH World Title. That's the undisputed ROH title. Uh, ROH World Tag Team Titles: The Briscoes versus FTR. Uh, ROH Pure Championship: Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Alex Zane versus Swerve, and then Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty is what we have on the show right now. Which is a uh, the Jay Lethal part is just amazing. Where you know finally this guy is like ah, it's ready. I'm ready to put ROH behind me and join a new company. He joins AEW, they buy it, and then he's just immediately on the first Ring of Honor show back. Which uh, again, like Jay Lethal and you, Sean, like you, no matter how much you try to leave Ring of Honor, you just you just can't. It's always going to be there, and you always just have to do it. But uh, what I found is pretty interesting about, and, and I think all these title matches, uh, to me, are perhaps the most interesting thing about this, the, this show, because you start with the pure title there. You have Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta is a part of AEW. Wheeler Yuta is in AEW. He's a regular in AEW, all that sort of stuff. Josh Woods is not. Josh Woods has the pure title. Would you bet that at the end of this night, everybody who's at least somewhat aligned with AEW, that would be FTR, Weirly Yuta, and then kind of Jonathan Gresham. We've we've heard that he's been backstage. We've heard that, you know, he's done some stuff here and there. Do you expect all three of those, you know, Gresham, FTR, and Weirly Yuta to walk away from Supercard of Honor as the champions? Um, well, I, I, that would not shock me. And if I, if I had to put money on it, that would be the most likely outcome. I think the pure title match is a little bit harder to figure out only because Josh Woods 
has been working some of those dark tapings in uh, in Universal Studios. And actually, I, I don't know if it's aired yet. It might have aired already. I'm not sure. But I know one, on one of the most recent dark tapings, he actually won a match. Which usually, if if you're winning matches on dark, that's usually a sign that maybe you're right. That maybe that you could be signed to AEW. Um, so that one, I think, out of the three, I think Woods and Yuta is probably the hardest to tell. Um, certainly, you know, Wheeler Yuta has a history with Ring of Honor already. He was working in the Pure Division during the pandemic and a funny little stat. I forget if it was Cubs fan or if it was somebody else who tweeted this out, you know, during the pandemic ring of honor was using rankings for their title matches. And if you actually look at the results from, or for Wheeler Yuta before he left ring of honor, he had lost something like four pure matches in a row. (laughs) (laughs) So he wasn't exactly like, if you look at it, like he doesn't necessarily like qualify for a title shot, at least based on his previous matches. But yeah, like that'll be. I'm sure that'll be very good. And if Wheel Yuta wins, I mean, I could definitely see him working uh, Ring of Honor more, especially with the whole, you know, William Regal telling him to go prove himself more. So I could see that. Um, Gresham Bandito. That seems, especially with the Gresham news, it seems like um, it seems like Jonathan Gresham's match to win, really. Um, especially since you know he was supposed to beat Band. Obviously, by the result of final battle, he was probably going to win that match against Bandito before Bandito got COVID. And funny enough, you know, Bandito missed final battle two years in a row, both because he had COVID. So <laughs> it's been very unlucky times for Bandito. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would guess that Tony Khan's probably ready to not, nothing against Bandito, but I think he's probably ready to just maybe get that title off of him and just kind of oh, have, yeah. it, have it in yeah. a guy that, you know, somebody that you, oh, yeah. you have more in your stable, more, you know, guys that you know for sure uh, you can get to show up. And that's nothing against Bandito, obviously, uh, a tremendous, tremendous wrestler. But uh, yeah, it seems like a mortal lock that Gresham walks away as, as yeah. the champion. Sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm honestly kind of surprised that AEW really hasn't made any overtures to sign Bandito, given that Bandito was in the main event and arguably the the star of the main event in that first all-in show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll have to see what happens with him. But, yeah, I feel like Gresham is probably a lock to win that one. And then Briscoe's FTR, I mean, that's the match that I think is, that I think everyone is looking forward to the most. Probably one of the biggest matches of the weekend, just based, just based off the angle, final battle, and the back and forth and the promos online and the, and the the Twitter going back and forth. And I guess it's all just going to depend really. I mean, I would favor FTR certainly. And I think if, even if the Briscoes are sticking around in ring of honor, I feel like the move would be to have FTR win the titles so you can do a feud in ring of honor. Uh, but then again, you know, we don't know really what's going on with the Briscoes in ring of honor. Now that Tony Khan owns obviously we know the the story and everything that's you know with jay briscoe's tweets from almost 10 years ago now and all the consternation surrounding that so yeah that one i like i said i think ftr though it's strange now especially since it seems like ftr in AEW is on their way to turning babyface and becoming full-fledged faces it's sort of a weirder dynamic now so i'm kind of interested to see how that works on this show because i feel like the briscoes will be the clear favorites everybody loves the briscoes and you know because they're they're a fantastic tag team um but i guess the result of that match could be telling 
uh, whether or not the Briscoes stick around. But it's, you know, I guess that one will be have to, you know, have to be a wait and see on that one. Yeah, that one's fascinating because I think there is a, a possibility that the Briscoes could keep the titles and that, you know, potentially, you know, and, and, and Joe kind of theorized this a, as well, is that potentially a way to sort of use the Briscoes but not have them on AEW, just have them on Ring of Honor, you know what I mean? Where Tony Khan right. can say, well, yeah, I'm still going to use the Briscoes. And I don't know. I have no idea if he actually likes the Briscoes. He might be he might be waiting very patiently and saying, oh, thank God we can get those titles off of them and I never have to book them. Or, or, or I have no idea. I have no idea if he's a Briscoes fan or not. Uh, I can't imagine not being a Briscoes fan because <laughs> they're just tremendous. But uh, right. I get it. There's a lot of other, besides the bell-to-bell, uh, that Tony Khan has to be kind of aware of here. Uh, with the Briscoe. So I'm going to be fascinated how that uh, how that match plays out uh, and what things happen with that. And I, I, I did not mention this when we uh, started the show, but uh, we do also have uh, a women's title, the ROH, uh, I, I guess they're doing interim uh, women's title, Willa Nuttingale uh, versus Mercedes Martinez will also be on the show as well for the interim ROH uh, women's title. So and the reason, the reason why that's interim is because Deanna Perazzo is booked for Impact. Yeah. So... I, I guess they they worked it out where they can get the Briscoes for that night because the Briscoes are also working that Impact show, uh, but for whatever reason they couldn't get Diana. And I do like I do like the fact that they have a little bit of continuity with the Ring of Honor Women's Division on that one because Will and Nightingale was on the Final Battle show and wrestled for the championship. So uh, nice nice little continuity there, continuity there. And uh, again another. AEW wrestler in uh, Mercedes Mar- Martinez and pretty much, you know, throughout the entire, like you said earlier, throughout the entire card, it's, you know, featuring AEW talent or talents that could be on their way to AEW. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, uh, non-title matches here. We mentioned Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty and Alex Zane versus Swerve. So as far as this, as of our recording right now on the 28th, those are the matches. Like you said, Sean, we're all kind of waiting to see, okay, are you going to announce any more? Or it's possible that they just keep this nice and tidy and say, all right, everyone's got, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. We're not going to rush things. Here's our six matches or whatever and go out there and and, and have a good show. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? And I think uh, this is one that there's an excuse to kind of be late about booking this because uh, just a massive turnover of ownership uh, just happened a little bit ago. But uh, with that being said, it still, to me, looks like a really, really fun show. I mean, just Bandito versus Gresham sounds great. Uh, Briscoe's FTR sounds really, really good. And hell, everything on the show, uh, I think, so far sounds pretty solid. So if this is what you know the new Ring of Honor kind of looks like, I mean, I'm in for it. It sounds like it'll be a hell of a lot of fun. And I'm just fascinated to see how the show is, how the show looks, you know, different aspects of the show. Uh, can go along, you know, it's just, it'd be very, very interesting to see. But like you said, Tony has kind of said, this feels like a show he's kind of forced to do, not necessarily one he wants to do in that sense. Right. So I don't know, maybe it's just going to look exactly the same. And then the next Ring of Honor show, things will feel and look a little bit different, but, but who knows? Yeah. How this is going to be. Yeah. And like I said earlier, it could, as far as we know, it's probably, probably the, uh, the end of an era for Ring of Honor yeah. on WrestleMania weekend. And, and to be fair, you know, the super super card of honor hasn't always been on WrestleMania weekend. There were a couple of years where it was in like May and June, but but largely super Conor, super card of honor has been associated with WrestleMania weekend. And the fact that probably you know probably next year there won't be uh, a Ring of Honor presence will will certainly be a a hole that's there. But then you have the possibility that hey, uh, Ring of Honor could be a part of uh, AEW pay-per-view weekends. Yeah. And as we've been seeing over the past couple of years, those are big, those are becoming more of a bigger deal, I guess, all in being the, being the biggest of the bunch. Uh, so yeah, so that should be interesting to see if that, uh, if Ring of Honor 
starts running in a conjunction with AEW uh, pay-per-views. Yeah, it'll definitely be different, but I mean, help as somebody who, you know, is pretty much guaranteed that All Out's going to be in his town. I am all for uh, Ring of Honor running big shows during All Out weekend or, you know, maybe running stuff during Double or Nothing weekend or whatever. That could be that could be really cool. It could be a great way to piggyback off of those weekends and, and create your own sort of touring, you know, wrestling weekends uh, for AEW to compete uh, with uh, WrestleMania weekend and make it feel, you know, maybe not as important. And that might be at play. That might honestly be already what's at play. And a few people have mentioned that as well in their previews is that they're a little bit less excited about WrestleMania weekend because they know that it's not the only kind of destination wrestling weekend of the year. And that's, uh, you know, credit to AEW for creating their own little uh, uh, mm-hmm. microcosm of events uh, there. But uh, let's talk about now the reason a lot of people are coming, the reason this weekend exists. And it is WrestleMania itself, WWE's WrestleMania. We are going to talk about WrestleMania Sunday or uh, WrestleMania ep- uh, Season 38, Episode 2, as it's well known uh, by everybody. Uh, also, WrestleMania 38, uh, Night 2. It'll be on the Sunday show. Uh, the highlight of that one, of course, is your title for title Universal WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Uh, you got the women's tag team titles, Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks, Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. You got the Raw Tag Team titles, RK Bro versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. And we don't know just yet. They did a make it as of the Raw that is on as we are recording this right now. Bobby Lashley and Omos is official Seven matches are announced for WrestleMania Saturday. Six matches are announced for WrestleMania Sunday. I would guess that that means that we are going to get Bobby Lashley and almost on uh, Sunday, but we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, and then also this match has bounced around a bunch of different times as well. So if we're wrong, blame Wikipedia, blame WWE for not being able to figure it out. Uh, but Edge versus AJ Styles, as of this recording right now, is on Sunday. But don't quote us because it might switch to Saturday as well. But uh, we'll, we'll, under, we'll go into the assumption that Edge versus AJ Styles is on Sunday. So there you go. That's that's the show. And it's um it's not great. I mean, I'll be honest. Like if you're not into Edge versus AJ Styles, there's not a whole lot there. But this is really, I think, largely all about one match. This is about the winner take all Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. This is the biggest match that WWE can possibly do. It's two of the guys they push above everybody else. It's two of the guys that beat everybody. It's two of the guys that never lose. It's two of the guys that hold all the titles. It's the two guys that are clearly positioned as the top stars in the company and have been as such for, for what feels like a decade at this point. Uh, so this is huge. This is a huge, huge match with Lesnar and Reigns. Uh, Sean, are you looking forward to the match or where, where are you at with Lesnar and Reigns? Well, uh, before we start that, I do have to take a quick victory lap, and I've been waiting th- almost three years to take this victory lap, but I'm going to take it right now. Do it. Go so ahead. if you remember, so April 22nd, 2019, <laughs> I published an article for the site where I made the argument for a, a, a two-night WrestleMania. And I remember when I published that there, or you guys published it on the site, uh, I did get some blowback from some, like, WWE, like the weirdos, but like, oh, that's stupid. Why would you do that? And keep in mind, this is after the uh, the WrestleMania in New York that was so long. Oh, it went never until ended. Twelve thirty in the morning. Yeah. So you know, so I'm just gonna take a victory lap on that and say I was right. Um, now you know whether WWE books those cards well is another debate entirely. And of course, you know. Since I wrote that article, WWE has released nearly 100 wrestlers since then. Um, but I'll take my victory lap and just say I was right, and they ended up doing it. Now, what are they doing in the future? We'll see. But 
Uh, I'm happy that I was that I ended up being proven right, and then they did they did do that. Um, but uh, as far as the main event, you know, you, you've watched a lot more wrestling than me, Rich. Um, I cannot remember the last time that there was a match that felt like a company like sacrificed so much of their the rest of the roster to build up just one match. Like it, like pretty much anybody who's that's not named Roman or Brock. Well, anybody who has been named Bobby Lashley because they they did sort of protect Bobby Lashley with the whole mini feud that he had that he had with Brock. But pretty much anyone else has been like completely decimated by Roman and Brock. So like, have you like do, ask you? Do you remember Man, a match that's ever been like this? I don't think so. I mean, this has been like nobody else in the company matters at all. Like That's yeah. the thing. When you say like, it's not just like, ah, oh, this is our top guy and this guy doesn't lose. It's not like a Hulk Hogan situation where he just beats, you know, everybody that he faces, but that'd be like Hulk Hogan, like going up and down the card and just beating everybody and nobody getting over because they can't possibly. T- I mean, that's that never happened. I mean, yeah, I don't off the top of my head. I can't think of it. I mean, the, this phenomenon of, of Brock and Roman, don't think there's any comps. I mean, Ro- Brock Lesnar, you know, broke the Undertaker streak. We're still like, we're still on the that that like it still relates to that. It still relates to, relates to eight years ago with Brock beating that streak. It, it relates to Roman Reigns getting you know pushed uh, in early you know in in, in 2013. Basically, them deciding this is going to be our guy. And them just going full bore. I mean, we're a decade in now, basically, of these two guys being so far and away the guys that matter more than anybody else on this show. Other than, you know, Ronda Rousey maybe kind of broke that that, that glass ceiling a little bit when she came in in her first run uh, because she was so popular. But pretty much everybody else has felt like complete afterthoughts for these two people. Because whenever these guys are in the picture, whenever these guys are back, they're going to probably beat you for the title in a minute. Or they're just going to always hold the titles and never lose. So, no, this is this is the most decimating uh, match in history. So God, it better, better be a big fucking deal. You know what I mean? That they've done right. so they've done everything to build to this match. And uh, I don't know. It doesn't have, to me, it doesn't have that juice. It doesn't feel like this was worth a decade of destroying everybody around it, you know, but uh, right. I guess some and people it, might disagree. So, and I feel like it would be a, even, it would feel like a more bigger deal or just in general, feel like a bigger deal. If, Roman's title reign uh, hadn't been filled with matches where he was basically booked like your generic WWE heel, where he's either, you know, relying on interference or relying on, you know, cheating. Like, it, it would be it would be way cooler if, if Roman just beat people, like just straight up beat people. And then I think this match would feel even bigger than it does. But, you know. WWE books their heels all the same. They all cheat. They all, you know, they all, they're all cowards. They run away and all that. So uh, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me because that's, you know, that's WWE and that's what they do. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess as far as the match itself, I mean, it, I'm sort of two minds of it. It's sort of like, to me at least, it's sort of getting old because it feels like this is like, okay, how many times have we seen Roman versus Brock at this point? Yeah, at WrestleManias, too. I mean, right, this, right. Yeah, it's, it's not even like, you know, the <laughs> stuff in between. They've had matches in between, but they've also had multiple WrestleMania matches at this point. So Right. And um, I, I guess the, the flip side of that is that it, it is fresh in the sense that, you know, they have flipped the characters. You know, Roman is the heel in the situation, and Brock is very clearly, clearly the, uh, the baby face, and 
Brock, to, Brock, to his credit, Brock has refreshed up his character a little bit, and he's, you know, I think people in general are enjoying Cowboy Brock Lesnar. Uh, it's definitely freshened things up for him a little bit, so that's added a unique little twist to it. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just interested to see how it, the match comes off and how, what it looks like. Uh, I, I feel like most of the Roman title matches that I've seen, like, it feels like Roman. Maybe I'll ask you. It feels like Roman is as a heel. His control periods and matches tend to be pretty boring. Oh, they're brutal. Yeah, I think. Yeah, brutal, it's so. just nothing happening. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see what happens. I, I feel like a good idea or a potential idea they could do is basically just do the inverse of that match of that first match they had in uh, Santa Clara in 2015 where it was Brock just killing Roman and then Roman made the comeback before, you know, Seth Rollins cashed in. They could, maybe they could do something where Roman's killing Brock and then Brock makes the superhuman comeback and wins, uh, which, which would be a, a, a nice little twist compared to their first match, but uh, we'll see how they, they go about it. And then I guess in terms of the result, I mean, I guess it really depends on, what happens next year and, and if they can get the rock for Los Angeles to yeah. wrestle Roman, uh, which, which says a lot that, you know, <laughs> outside of, outside of Roman versus Brock, their biggest match is Roman and the rock, which would be a big match. And with it, with WrestleMania being in Los Angeles next year, it would undoubtedly be a huge match. But if that doesn't come through and the rocks on the show, what is there? Yeah. They're, they're you know, pretty much yeah. un, un, unlike and I'm sure the 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 uh, the WWE I mean the WWE hardcores don't listen to this show. No, they're long they, gone but, at but this if, point. But if they do, <laughs> if they do, they'll get upset at this. You know, because with AEW, you can clearly tell that they're build, building to the future, and they built up stars throughout their existence, and they're you can clearly see that they're getting people more people ready for the future, and they have a, a destination and they have a design of where they want to go where. You know, in WWE for your main event scene, like outside of Roman and Brock and Roman and The Rock, if they can do it, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing there. There's really nothing there. So, uh, if if Rock does not work WrestleMania next year, uh, they're uh, what, what's the saying? Being on a creek without a paddle. I, yeah, I it's just remember. yeah. It's basically that situation. Yeah, Shit's Creek without a paddle. Or yes, yes, yeah, that's it's just. It. It's just, yeah, it's like, again, if The Rock is like, hey, no, I got a movie I got to do, then, like, then what do you guys do? <laughs> you know I, mean? Just, I mean, Brock it, versus Robert again. Like, they have nothing. They got nothing. Right. Yeah. And I, I guess we'll see because I know, I guess the plan is for The Rock is that he's launching the, the XFL yeah. spring of next year. So maybe that's an, a reason for him to be on WrestleMania is that he could promote the XFL. But if a movie comes up and he's doing it, you know, he's not going to work WrestleMania, no, even no. though he, even though he said that he wants to do that match with rock or with Roman. Cause you know, they're family, but you can't like, I'm sure they have it penciled in. They probably hope for the rock to be there, but eh, the rock's got more important things to do. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's a big time, big time star, so he's he's yeah. very in demand. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of like you. I mean, I'm I'm interested in seeing what happens with Brock and Roman and what the finish is. But uh, I can't lie that I'm like I'm not super excited to watch the actual bell to bell match. I hope it's more of a Brock match than a Roman match. But like you said, there's also a possibility they just do the inverse of of what they did at uh, whatever 31. Um, yeah, with, and that would be that would be a cool story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Full, full circle thing. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, otherwise on this card, I mean, there's not a whole lot else that I really am excited about on any level whatsoever. Uh, the women's tag match, I mean, that may as well. You may as well just pick names out of a hat, which for me, I, I have no interest whatsoever uh, in, in Queens, Lena Carmella, Sasha, Naomi, Rhea Ripley, and Liv, and then Natalia and Shayna Baszler, just no interest whatsoever. I'm kind of the same way with the RK Bros thing, too. I, I, I They don't really do much for me, RK Bros, Street Profits, Alpha Academy. Find uh, McAfee and Austin Theory is is interesting in theory, obviously, because you have some Vince McMahon stuff in there. McAfee, you know, always did great in NXT, but I don't really. I, I mean, I don't know. Can't say I'm like super super excited to see that match, but uh, I don't know. And then Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn again, another like okay, yeah, it's cool. You know, I like Johnny Knoxville, I like Jackass, and Sami Zayn's cool, but like I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to really get excited about uh, with any of those other matches. So I don't know. Am I, am I alone, or are you kind of with me on those? Um. I, I'd say so, yeah. I feel like, you know, obviously you're not doing the night one preview with me, but I guess just a quick a quick comment on night one. I feel like I feel like night one feels more of a show that is like where everything could be like on, on paper, all of those matches could be perfectly fine matches, perfectly solid matches. But it's the case of where like it, it could be okay, but it's like it's probably gonna be like okay, but boring. Where like you can get into a show if it's great, but you could also kind of get into a show that's like just just stinks and it's like really bad. Right. But if it's a show like, for example, like the Rumble, where it's just like nothing's happening and it's all you know all just like sort of, eh, these matches are okay, but you're not invested in them at all. Like that, I feel like that's more of what Night One is. Night Two, I think, has a little bit more. A, a little bit more intrigue. There's you know, some absurdity. Got... Yeah, there's some potential, yeah. potential absurdity here with McAfee and Knoxville. And then, honestly, Edge and AJ Styles could also yeah. toe the line of absurdity at some points, too. Yeah, like like McAfee in theory, you know, you know that, you know, it's been talked about for months, the, the Vince McMahon involvement. So you're probably going to get something with that there. Just the curiosity of, oh, what's Vince going to do? Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn, I, you know, the fact that it's anything goes just makes me think that they're going to do some wacky jackass stunt in the middle of the match, or that's going to be the finish is some wild, like, jackass stunt, and Sami Zayn's going to take a big bump or something. So that that has a little bit of intrigue just to see what could happen. Um, and then, yeah, like, Edge and AJ Styles and, like, the three-way tag for the Raw Tag Team titles, like, I'm sure those those are matches that are more, like, how I feel about night one generally. We're like, technically from bell to bell, will they probably be good? Yeah, they'll probably be solid enough. They'll probably be, they'll probably get, they'll probably be good. But it's like, do you have any interest in them? No. Yeah. It's it's (laughs) impossible to care. It is tough. Yeah, this is going to be a it's going to be a chore <laughs> this year's WrestleMania. But uh, who knows? Maybe it'll surprise us, and it'll be uh, pretty uh, uh, pretty interesting. But uh, Sean, before we uh, before we bid adieu, uh, what uh, what are some other stuff on Mania Weekend that you're looking forward to? Any other shows? Any other matches? Any wrestlers that you're kind of saying, "Hey, I'm pretty excited to watch that person wrestle this weekend," or any shows or anything that kind of catches your eye uh, this Mania Weekend? So I'm. There's obviously a certain amount of stuff that I'd like to watch, but it's just going to be a matter of when I can watch it or if I can watch it. Um, obviously, Joey Janela's Spring Break, at least the first show. Um, I feel like that's going to be one that I obviously want to keep an eye on that. Um, I think some of the WrestleCon stuff's interesting. The the Super Show is always you know a show that has a lot of interesting matches. Uh, and then a little bit down, further down the pecking order, I think U.S. versus the world, at least from what I remember in 2019, had when I was there in New York, I had an interesting lineup, and I'm sure 
what I've seen of the lineup this year, it could be good. Um, I am intrigued by some of the Lucha stuff, like the AAA show and the GCW Lucha show should be fun. Um, I'm probably going to end up watching NXT at some point. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, uh, Ring of Honor. Going to be, you know, writing preview and review for that for the site. Um, and then Impact and New Japan. Uh, I've sort of written those off only because I know, like, I'm subscribed to New Japan World and I'm subscribed to the Impact streaming service. So I just know that, at least when I'm trying to figure out what I want to watch and when, I could sort of write those off because I know, okay, those are going to be on their services whenever so I can watch them whenever. So I don't really need to like, well, I probably go back to watch some of those matches on those shows. Probably like Eddie Edwards versus Ishii on the impact show. That's really interesting. I'd like to see that, yeah. but, but it's, it, that show's probably going to be on their streaming service. So I could just go back and watch that whenever. So that's not, that's not going to be my immediate focus. It's going to be more sort of some of the GCW stuff. And then some of the WrestleCon stuff with uh, the super show, uh, U.S. versus the world and and AAA and then obviously you know Ring of Honor is the big one for me. So yeah, it looks like a pretty fun weekend all told. Yeah, I mean there's going to be a lot of you know junk on there, but there there looks like there's a bunch of really really good stuff. So yeah, as long as you're kind of careful about what you're watching, not watching too much, don't burn yourself out. I think there's plenty to enjoy uh, from this mania weekend. But uh, Sean, before we uh, officially let you go, uh, you want to get your plugs out of the way uh, where people can follow you, where people can uh, watch you. There's, uh, you, you have a YouTube channel too. You can definitely plug that away if you want. Cause if, if people are yeah, following you, I, they're going to get some racing stuff. So, Hey, give them the YouTube yeah, channel too. I, uh, I, I did some, some plugs already, but I'll go through them again. Um, uh, S A S E D O R two nine nine four. Basically my, uh, my name and my birthday is my, my Twitter account. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. Basically, I just upload my race stuff from the F1 game. Um, and then I do have, I do, I do promote these in the reviews that I do as well. Uh, I do have a thread on, I guess, the main website that uh, all of the um, like booking sim stuff is located. I think it's called bethebooker.net. I do have... Uh, two sets of sort of like diary things that I've got going on where uh, the first, the first one is my actual from my actual gameplay uh, where I started as WCW in 1998. Uh, I actually, I'm in May of 2001 currently. Ah, you didn't go out of business. Today. Congratulations. No, <laughs> actually still, <laughs> still, still going strong. Um, and then in my second thread, I did sort of a, I, I sort of challenged myself. Basically, I, I decided to basically just go through and book all of the WWF pay-per-views sort of a parallel, like basically taking like their roster and then pretty much anyone else who either isn't signed, I think is interesting to be a fit in there or wherever else the game is signed and just try to book it out and see what I can come up with. Uh, so that's fun. And, you know, EWR always gives you some wacky stuff sometimes. So, mm -hmm. um, like, uh, I, I, I have to mention this one because it's so weird. Uh, when I started the game, one of the first things that WWE did is they signed Kensuke Sasaki, which is just like so weird and strange. But it, it kind of like when I was going through and just trying to like book it out, I kind of made it work because you know. The Road Warriors are in WWF in 1998, so you can put them with put the Road Warriors, and there you go. You have you have you, know, you have the Hellraisers. So, 
uh yeah but yeah if you want to do that if you want to look at that stuff just go to be the booker.net um i think my username on there is dx versus nwo something like that which is also my psn username uh you know have that username forever since i started mm-hmm. playing on ps3 so it's just something weird that's carried over but yeah if you're into um if you're into fancy booking and stuff like that uh go give it a look Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for uh, for coming on here, Sean, uh, helping us preview uh, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, potentially the last ROH Supercard of Honor, at least taking place uh, on WrestleMania weekend. But uh, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on here and doing this. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks. Appreciate you for coming on, helping us preview WrestleMania weekend for everything you do uh, over at Voices of Wrestling. So, Sean, you have a great night. You as well, Rich.